Ellie out in the bush. And he was quite a, he was, he was a hermit. He lived in literally a mound in the ground. It was like, basically he had dug a little burrow home, but this is a crazy thing. I had, I had a terrible cold snot, uh, cough and sniffle going out there. And this guy's like, Oh, you got a cold. And he mixed up, uh, he mixed up, it was just some roots, some berries, some, it was looked like pine, looked like pine sap. Gonna rob you. Oh, I, I thought I was like, there's no way I'm drinking this, but I one sip and it was, and I was, I was cured. It was like that. No, it, I, I, no oh, I was, I was running and jumping from, from coughing to running and jumping. Really? And it, oh, it's unreal, man. It was, it was unreal. So anyways, I asked him for the recipe. He told me he wasn't going to give it to me. No, uh, and I, kill. so, so anyways, uh, he came with us and uh, he came with us walking through the bush and he walked off and I doubled back to his place and I stole the recipe off of his, off of his counter. So I got There's it. A sucker born every minute, man. I'm glad you did. Holy crap. And so now what we need to do is we need to get this thing patented and we need to form our pharmacopoeia company here. You know, it this would is be funny be good if, if we named it. It would be funny if we named it after him, but misspelled it. Oh, yes. Yes. No. You know, what's smart if we, if we were to release the cold medicine and then just focus strictly on cannabis medicine, because we'd get attention. You know what I mean? Right away off the like. Oh, we can, big, that's a good idea. Cool. Yeah. And then we can we actually work on stuff, stuff yeah. we love. Yeah. Right. That's a good one. Ozzy, what do you think? I mean, uh, roots and berries and stuff, a little bit difficult to patent, but I mean, uh, dude, the cure for the common cold, come on. It's going to be worth trillions, billions, quadrillions, yeah, all of it. Yeah, it's on a winner, definitely. I, it's, um, it'd be good to talk. Hey, we're, we're live. We weren't, um, I, next uh, time. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, oh, man, we're talking about uh, <laughs> shit. We're talking about, uh, we're talking about some movie with Julia Roberts where she gets angry about stuff. Uh, and then she solves the problem at the end of it. It was uh, heartwarming. She's everywhere. She's America's sweetheart. You know what I mean? Even to this day, she's American sweetheart. Uh, all of those movies, all of them, they were, they were fantastic movies. Who could not like Julia? Uh, uh, Julia Childs, too. Another Julia Childs. Ooh, really, really great Coke. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to uh, Chronic Table. I don't know what the hell else you guys are talking about. I'm, I'm lost. I'm honestly, honestly lost. Except now I found myself because I saw my I saw my picture here. We're at Chronic Table. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome. This is uh, Chronic Table to kind of... Uh, I guess I visualized this as like the live version of the Portland Cannabis Tasting Society. I don't actually know if the Portland Cannabis Tasting Society will be live again. I hope it will be one of these days, but I don't know. You know it's been a weird year, right? But uh, Chronic Table is kind of our online home, basically, for the Portland Cannabis Tasting Society. So, my friends, welcome to the Portland Cannabis Tasting Society. I realize you can't shake my hand or whatever, but you know what I mean? Welcome. Uh, first off the hop, uh, we have kind of bad news. Now that we've been welcoming and, and, and forgiving and all that kind of stuff, uh, folks, if you're over the age of 21, some of you know the drill. If you don't know the drill, you're about to learn it right now. Uh, check if your tasty beverage is topped up. You know, I have some coffee here. Check if all your supplies are ready, papers, napkins, whatever, fork, a knife, uh, sword. Perhaps you need a sword just in case of bears. Uh, check on those things. Well, West Engine and I have, unfortunately, bad news for some of the yeah, people who watching. Uh, we have some yeah, West here, Engine... Right? Yeah, man. People... I can tell you the same thing my wife told me at the start of last show. Oh. Get out, get your rocks Shit. and get out. You have business. <laughs> oh, man, alive. But wait, that's everybody. Who's supposed to get out? Everybody? Oh, wait, wait. Oh, no, just the people that are under, under 21. I have a question oh, about that, God. though, you know. What if your local area is a different age? I mean, right uh, here. I can't comment on that at all. No comment. 
However, All right. here it's 21, so I have to say fuck off, basically. Politely. Fair I enough. have to say, like, please fuck off. Would you Everybody not 21, fuck off. Yeah. You hear the man. You'd have to get real specific, like, figure out where's the age limit. I'd have, to, I'd, yeah, I'd have to know, like, oh, this place it's 15 and a half, and that other place is like it's technically nine weeks, they're fine with it. And you know, like it would be it would be problematic. So I basically just have to say, like, sorry guys, 21 and over. And then what are you doing? Prohibition land. I mean, I mean, they're just like, uh-huh. everybody's yeah. over, over is too old or too young or right. whatever they too want young, to call it. Too tall, too short, something. We have no comment on that issue because uh, we wouldn't ever talk about anything illegal on the show. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the uh, gentlemen. Sounds like I'm a, a friggin' drunk or something. Oh, by the way, I was going to schedule weed and wicks. Weed I'm already drunk. Not actually drunk. I'm joking. Uh, I was going to schedule weed and whiskey Wednesday tomorrow, but I was thinking like, ah, oh, shit, this month actually has five Wednesdays. We might skip a week. We might actually go the week after that. So maybe like every couple of weeks, ah, we'll figure out later on the show. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, by the way, uh, we should still get uh, Chris Trump here. We've gotten word from both uh, Potent, who brought Chris on the show, and Chris Trump himself, that uh, they're going to be a little bit late. Uh, Potent has a garden meeting, and Chris Trump, I think, is altering many microbes to do opera things or something. So hopefully they'll be here soon. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, please uh, 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 don't feel disappointed. This wasn't a bait and switch. Uh, Billy Wonka, Atomic Spoon, Dirty Indica, Tommy. Welcome, my friends. Uh, Zoso in the house. Cheers, dude. Uh, let's see here. Supreme Grape. All the freaking fans here are the fans. fans. You guys are big-ass fans. Like that company. You guys are big-ass fans. That should be really funny. There's a company called Big Ass Fans. I laugh every time I see it. Because when you see it, they're big ass fans. But the first time I looked at one, I was like, oh, that is a big ass fan. And then I looked at the name and it said it's a big ass fan. <laughs> the brand is big ass fan. Anyway, uh, I didn't mean to call you guys big ass fans. Uh, this is improvisational, what can I tell you? Uh, DK Trades, welcome, dude. Running on island time. That's it. Light up again, Tim. Welcome, my friends. Uh, let's see here. What was I saying earlier? I forgot to mention, if you guys would like to, to listen to this show on podcast form, I'd also like to apologize to anyone that is going to be listening to the podcast a couple days late, dollar short, whatever else. Like uh, we had some internet problems and then just got behind and whatever. So I have the episode for, uh, was it Jill? Basically, you know, teed up, ready to freaking edit, on and on and on. Going to get to it, trying to get to it tomorrow. Sorry, folks, uh, they can't hear this probably, but uh, when they do finally hear it, I'll probably podcastify this episode, uh, they'll hear my apology. Hopefully they'll, they'll accept it. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you'd like to hear the podcast, though, that everyone is uh, just amped up to freaking catch up on, uh, it's uh, Chronic Table over on uh, Spotify, iTunes, uh, uh, Google Podcasts, what else, uh, Pandora, Stitcher, Amazon Podcasts. It's on a few different ones. Um, I was told to, to put it up on SoundCloud. It's up on SoundCloud right now. Not very active on SoundCloud. So if you guys are SoundCloud listeners, please go subscribe over there so that I keep it. Because you get like a month or actually about a month. So like, uh, I don't know, decide if I keep it basically on SoundCloud. SoundCloud actually costs money. So it's like, you know what I mean? Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, other than that, let's see here. What am I forgetting for announcements? Cheers, 420. Cheers, happy 420, folks. Uh, I can't think. I'm, I'm totally forgetting something. It's just really annoying me that I'm forgetting something really obvious. And I feel like it's going to come to me like after the show. And that's really annoying. But uh, hopefully it'll come to me. Anyway, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Hopefully you're, hopefully you're puffing something interesting. I have a, well, a fistful of weed next to me. It looks terrible. It's, just, it's untrained. It's untrimmed. It's grounds to butt untrimmed. I haven't had time to trim my fucking weed yet. So I have a fistful of weed. Uh, you're going to see me pick leaves off of it and everything. It's okay. Uh, what was I going to say? Uh, hopefully you guys are puffing something wonderful. Leave it in the chat. Leave us a comment, by the way. Uh, I, I often forget to say, please, like, uh, uh, like, 
share, subscribe, tell your friends about the show. Like uh, YouTube never pushes these channels. Like honestly, they make it as difficult as is physically possible. It's difficult to describe how many times you feel like someone's got their finger on, like or their thumb basically on your nose, pushing you underwater. Uh, they don't push in the algorithm. They constantly demonetize things. And again, monetization, when you have a small channel, doesn't mean much in terms of money, but it means like, oh my God, the algorithm will show me. Well, then they demonetize your shit, so the algorithm doesn't show you on and on and on and on. It's just constant nonsense. Uh, so unlike the Logan Pauls of the world that fist fight with Floyd Mayweather for hundreds of millions of dollars, nobody pushes these channels to get bigger. So the growth rate is... Steady. You know, the fans are fucking fans. You know, they love the show. Thank you. I appreciate you guys' you guys' appreciation for the show. It makes it like, how do I put it? It makes it worth doing the show. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like I, I'm not world famous or something. So the only reason I do the show really is because I enjoy talking to people. And I feel from you guys, that actually, you enjoy the show. So it's kind of that, that feedback. But in that sense, if you guys enjoy the show, tell your friends, tell your buddies, tell your your mom maybe your mom's interested in weed or whatever uh you know we don't they don't have to listen to the entire show because we often have these long 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 shows uh but uh they could listen to the first couple hours and we have a good guest like uh, ms jill or, or mila or somebody with that said uh i think garden's going well i'm growing thousand one nights right now among a couple other things and uh dude i'm really liking it uh, nobody else hardly has thousand one nights it was one of those like breeder lessons that i've learned like right off the hop maybe it's a good thing that i learned some of these things right off the hop like uh it was not a problematic strain, but it was a strain that a couple problems showed up and there could have been good, good explanations for that or anything else. But basically because of that, I fucking, I yanked it. I didn't spend any more 1,001 nights. Uh, and now I realize, just like basically I thought, like it's actually kind of fucking fire. Like it's really delightful. So I should have kept sending that out and I basically should have, you know, told some of my testers like, oh, blah, 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 keep an eye out for such and such and such and blah, blah, blah. And maybe we would have gotten more useful feedback. So I don't know, just this interesting lesson because uh, here I'm sitting on this little stash of seeds that I would love to know a lot more about, but now I have to wait for, you know, everything else. You know what I mean? Because I made like essentially kind of a miscalculation. Anyway, it's really interesting. So my thousand one nights is delightful. Um, so far, like, honestly, I mean, it's, it's way too early to harvest and it's got a ways to go, but already kind of reeks of strawberry candy. So that's going to be kind of interesting. Uh, the mom was the, um, the thousand one nights is, um, let's see here. Am I talking about the black Prince Ruby or the thousand one nights? The thousand one nights is the pink uh, lemonade, pink Panther crossed to the, uh, I'm actually not growing any of the Black Prince Ruby now that I say that. See what I mean? Like all these stupid lessons that you learn about yourself. You have a small garden. I can't even grow the thing that I would actually like to grow. Like the Black Prince Ruby is actually the thing that I would like to grow the most. Whatever. One of these days, maybe we will have gardens the size that we would like them to be instead of gardens the size that they're required to be. And I'll be able to grow like everything that I want to. It fucking drives me nuts to juggle every goddamn thing. And I mean, here's me talking about Thousand One Nights. I'd actually rather be growing the other one. Whatever, that's life. Uh, Thousand One Nights is the Pink Panther, a uh, pink lemonade in and out burger, basically pink lemonade. If you have, hey, what's up, Sunshine? Uh, if you've ever had the kind of pink lemonade from uh, in and out burger, it tastes almost exactly like that, basically. Uh, and then they cross that, the, um, it's a little bit incestuous. You know, every time I describe that, I'm like, oh, people are gonna be creeped out, but it's plant breeding, what do you want? The same mom, basically the same dad that created all my Morgana prototypes, not necessarily the, the Morganas that some of these guys have had, but my Morgana prototypes that you've seen me grow, basically, like for example, that one right there. Her dad basically crossed to that mom and then they created a little baby. And that baby was the father of uh, actually everything you guys have seen, as well as um, uh, the Black Prince Ruby and the Thousand One Nights. Anyway, it's, it's really interesting to see. It's interesting to see too that uh, so far it's, uh, it's very obviously strawberry candy. 
so I don't have that kind of citrusy pink lemonade or anything else. So so we'll see. The the Ruby Jack has been a really interesting strain to grow. Like this this fortuitous gift. I realize I'm just babbling like an idiot right now, but whatever. It's my show. It's gonna finish the thought. Uh, Stevie fucking bred a he bred a winner, and he bred an absolute winner. And it's like many things he didn't even know it was gonna be this like absolute superstar of his garden, and it was. Well, that's the French get delightful. So it's been fun to work with. The, the Black Prince Ruby and the Thousand One Nights are basically kind of BX, F2s. You know, all this stuff in Canada is kind of misnamed, but uh, they're basically in-crosses of the Ruby Jack. Whatever. I'll stop babbling, but it's just it's delightful to see something that you've been kind of thinking about. Because honestly, I've been thinking about Ruby Jack for fucking years now. Years and years and years and years. And I've said before, the Ruby Jack number three, I called her, was like my superstar plant that I always aspire to. Like I have a little bit of that flower left. And even still today, that flower is fucking amazing. Like all that's left now basically is rose water. Like just fucking rose water. That's all that's left now after a few years, honestly. I don't want to say how long. Uh, anyway, um, I could still squish it and oil would fall out. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous, that plant. Uh, but so I've been thinking about Ruby Jack for years now, less years than maybe Stevie thought about that plant, but at least I've been thinking about this plant. And now I have these kind of BXs and stuff to, to, to play with. It's just, I don't know. That's what I'm getting to. It's just interesting to see it. But with that said, time to introduce my friends. Uh, welcome, guys. I think actually Dee was first in the in the room, dude. Like uh, the zombie, you must be hunting for brains or maybe you've had extra fresh brains lately. I don't know. Like uh, how'd you manage to be first, man? Welcome. Mm, brains. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody in chat and the panel. I'm just chilling out. Um yeah, I'm just smoking on some uh, Gorilla Gas still, and still got some Pink Kush. Hopefully, I'm not uh, sound like I'm on, sounds uh, tongue tied now. Hopefully, I don't sound like I'm underwater tonight. And Humidor, I turned out I don't know if you know, but I have three uh, Morgana plants. So there's three of them. So it's not just like two or one three of them there yes. and i can't wait to smoke them and i and i hopefully will be getting some ethos cherry garcia clones in the next couple of days i can't wait to grow some ethos for the first time because i've heard big things about them from some people but anyways enough babbling cheers everybody looking forward to seeing chris on the show tonight Hold on. Uh, it's apparently still going to be a little bit so folks please bear with us but uh we are definitely working on it uh I realized I just finished it in the middle of the thought, but I probably should have finished the thought before I texted some other fucking message, but we are working on it. We're not working on it with random sticks and stones. Uh, there's a, a, a extremely high likelihood that this is going to freaking come off without a hitch. Uh, there may have been a little miscommunication about the time. So we're, we're unfortunately dealing with a little bit of that right now. So, uh, Wes Engine, what's going on with you? I've just as he's taking a vape. Uh, we'll, big up Fumador, big up Ozzy, up, big up Smash Cannabis, D. Uh, Cascadian, uh, Cal Caledonian grower, Soul Shine, Tara Lee. What's up, everybody? Everybody in chat, big up. I hope everybody's well. Welcome to another run of the most interactive show in cannabis. I'm looking forward to our special guest tonight, Chris Trump. It's going to be a good show. Uh, yeah, looking for great, forward to some great conversation and learning some new methods. So uh, how about you, Ozzy? How you doing? Good. Good, Wes. Yeah, g'day, g'day, g'day from bloody cold Australia. Brrr. Yeah. Hello, um, everybody out there. I hope you're a bit warmer than um, we are down here. 
They reckon even there's going to be even that snow stuff falling. They've said on the news last night. Whoa, how weird's that? Yeah, yeah. Don't know where this Australia is, but it's um, it's strange place. <laughs> um, and we're also going. Not much. Uh, it's good to, to canvas um Tuesdays or it's Wednesday here in Australia, and um, for the chronic table, uh, what's the garden news going? Pretty good. Um. Might be a bit of CBD crosses coming up soon. Uh, and some hormones has been good fun playing around with them. Um, and some gaseous hormones and seeing different obsession factors and seeing what's going on. And yes, it's I've got some good photos of some experiments that have been going pretty good. Um, anyway, that's enough for me. And pass it over to like Smashed. G'day, Smashed. And everybody else. What's up, panel? Tara D just joined us. Scott joined us. What's up, Caleb? Fuming, obviously. West, and we, thank you. And D always with the brains, and Ozzy always with the knowledge. But anyways, so I'm probably going to cut down this little auto today, like while I'm here listening to... I was literally waiting for Chris Chunk to come on just to literally cut it down and trim it while I was listening. <laughs> so I can't wait for that. Um, I, we got to... He's running a business, so you got to work with him. You know what I mean? He's going to be a little late sometimes, hopefully. Hopefully it's sooner than later. But cheers to everyone. I'm going to take my first dab of the day, and I'm going to go with the GMO hash rosin. Other than that, the garden's looking okay. I got a little bit of weird stuff going on. I got to um, trying to work through. Tomorrow's a big day because I got to up pot into, a, I think I'm going to go with a 10-gallon pot. Um, so I'm going with from a three and a half gallon bucket to a 10 gallon pot. Um, I measured like the diameter of the inside of the bucket and it's like a little over 11 inches. So I needed something that would like fit it in. So I figured a 10 gallon would probably be perfect. So yeah. And then I'm gonna grab two seven gallons and put the papaya rum cake in the seven gallons. And then I, I'm going to keep them in the veg tent because I have something going on in the flower tent. So just in case it's something more serious than I think it is, it doesn't affect anything else. So, and then if it is something more serious, I can pull everything out of the flower tent and clean before I put something new in. So that's what I'm working with right now. I hope everyone's having a great night, great day. Don't forget to change from top chat to live chat. And like Fumi said, we none of us get shared. So if you can comment i think if like we're going i don't think you can comment right now but after the video or tomorrow just swing by and throw a comment and that's usually yeah but anyways have a good night i can't wait cheers who else came who joined oh scott what's up scott hey yo how's it going everyone um so uh yeah i don't know things are good i haven't really spent any time in my garden today because i've been out doing some construction work for a friend uh who just has this like sweet condo in portland that uh she got from a family member and uh it's got a beautiful view it's up on the 21st floor of the plaza building downtown it's really nice uh and i i, I promptly went and munched my finger and a power tool, uh, which is always fun to do when you're <laughs> a, a light grade hobbyist construction person like myself. Um, 
but uh yeah so otherwise so it's been a pretty good day and um yeah i've been just I mean, who won the, the power tool or caledonian how can you score it like one the on power tool always wins. Or the power tool, power tool always wins i was gonna ask that well power tool wins yeah yeah hands down most yeah. of the time yeah you're, you're really not getting away from power tool <laughs> you don't muck around with power tools that's for sure yeah it's true um, <laughs> making dumb choices, doing dumb things, and surprise, surprise, uh, you know, I hurt myself. So, like that. yeah, <laughs> that's the thing. Like, well, I, I don't want to joke. Thing. I don't know. I don't know what happened to this baby. It was actually worse. It's terrible. We're not Hold actually, my terrible. beer. Has anyone? <laughs> Ozzy, you're almost... terrible. You're terrible. Broke dude, their wrist with a lot drill. of people. Dude, it used to be terrible. Like all the different, like old people, like the the table saws and stuff used to have no guards on them. And like the old timers, the first thing they do when they buy a new saw is take all the freaking safety stuff off. Oh, we didn't need safety stuff. Like every single old person that I knew had like a miter saw that cut two of their fingers off or whatever. Like, oh my God. All the old men that I used to know like had maybe six fingers. At least one finger. <laughs> you, keep your chain, you keep your chain break on your chainsaw. What the hell's wrong with you, boy? <laughs> Half his leg is missing. Oh, but I happened. Yeah, that was, I mean, but that was. Oh my God. Growing that up. That was a freak my, accident, though. <laughs> my dad had a friend Beavers. that had, had like two me. fingers missing from a firework i'm representing the olds today so uh with my my style um but no otherwise you know um just got down here in the garden and things are looking pretty good to me so um might do some watering during the show a little bit but otherwise yeah everything's pretty happy uh i'm happy um I'm excited about different phenos of some of the things that I've been breeding. You know, it's one of the nice things about doing your own, uh, you know, crosses is that you're creating your own seeds. And so you have a lot more seeds potentially. And it really gives you the opportunity to take the time to like pheno hunt what you're, what you're dealing with. And since it's something that your genetics you're playing with, you know, it's, it's nice to have that luxury, um, you know, when, shaping which the, the end product that you're going for you know with various different generations so you know particularly like the sinai bubba um and yeah a few of those bubba bubba kush crosses that i have i'm really getting some really cool combo phenos where they you know show some pretty because bubba has some pretty distinctive characteristics in itself in that it's very uh squat and like has really pretty thick stems branches um but those branches actually aren't that strong they actually snap surprisingly um easily so um it looks stronger than it is but uh also you know th so those fairly distinctive traits you know crossing it with the, the sinai or crossing it with the nanda devi like i've done you you see the contrasts from those very well-known traits from that one clone that I know well, you see the contrast of the other things coming in from the from the partner that you paired it with. And it's it's cool to see them all in combination. It's cool to see, uh, you know, how I, now that I get a chance to see all these phenos, which ones I choose to, you know, extend through breeding. And um, yeah, it's just an exciting process. It's a long game, but an exciting one. It is exciting, and I know exactly what you mean. It's hard to describe it to somebody if they haven't experienced it. Like, I don't know, um, everybody has a thing they're into. Everybody has a hobby or whatever. Like, uh, 
I don't know. And a lot of times those things are disposable, you know, like uh, uh, lately I've been spending some time uh, uh, getting back into kind of whiskey and stuff, you know, for the kind of weed and whiskey Wednesdays. Like, I don't know. Uh, where am I going with this? It's so hard to describe it. Like, it's like, ha- it's like having a tap in your house that whiskey pours out of, you know, and it's the whiskey that you like increasingly more and more as time goes on, you know, because you're basically creating in some way more like you would like it to be. I don't know how to describe it in any stupid or way that makes any sense. Because like most of the time you have to buy seeds and most of the time people don't know exactly which seeds to buy and blah, blah, blah. And it's a little bit of a, it is actually a lot of kind of a lottery thing where they're like, well, let's see what this happens. Let's see what happens. That happens. And you hear it from some people smash. That's your style. You buy a little bit of everything, hoping for something, you know, fire to come out. And honestly, some version of that is more common than I think anything else that I've heard of. I know a few people who basically spend high dollar amounts on seeds but that's essentially what they do they pick this guy and that guy and when they go to the indo expo they just buy one each you know it's nice to have that kind of money but i mean like there are people that do that and they're basically hoping for something to to pop out of a lottery you know like like in vegas and i think that's a little bit risky you know what i mean so i basically thought i'll be a little bit more targeted a little bit more directional and that limits you of course you know you're not going to find that white lion whatever the fuck on a hilltop or whatever that you would with you know ten ten thousand expensive seeds but i basically got to target my thinking and say oh no i don't like that direction because i've changed directions a few times but i've kind of tried to keep it on the same river you know what i mean and the same the stuff that i like the stuff that i'm interested in the stuff that my friends seem to like also so it's not way off base you know that kind of stuff and i've been able to get stuff that like the ruby jack well this is actually um it's actually Morgana, but this is one of the Ruby Jack by Cuvée uh, crosses. And then, Did you get it to I don't know focus? How, how I put this. Pardon? Oh, it's Did not you get it to focus? Term, but... Oh, that doesn't matter. We call that the farmer trim. Frosty, but... yeah. I was like, you freaking trim it first, man. This no, actually it's... might be that plant right there. I think it's actually that plant. Is it? It looks good. I think it's this plant. I think it's this exact plant right here. Anyway, I can't swear. I don't think that that's the same nug, but it's, it's the same plant. Anyway, um, <laughs> I guess where I was going to with that is, uh, well, I got to kind of define the direction that I like Ruby Jack. My friends like Ruby Jack. I like that cuvee. A lot of other people like cuvee, big surprise. And I got to find a way to make those things more like what I wanted. And sure enough, it actually came out that way. It doesn't always come out that way with reading, of course, but it came out as something that I did like. And now I get to find more and more and more and more of what that what I like. like I wasn't even expecting the sour Morgana. That I'm going to smoke in a little bit. Like I just, I wasn't expecting sour cherries to pop up. By now, now I know that's a whole direction that I can pop up, and I'm super fucking into it. And the weird thing is, the reason why I'm babbling about all this is that essentially this is like increasingly more and more and more stuff that I'm into. I'm making selections, I'm making the choices, and then of course I'm you know sending it to my friends and double check. But basically, it's shit that I'm into. Not something else that, this is the thing, I guess, I'm babbling about a couple different things, but this is the difference, I think, between some of us and one of the beautiful things about a lot of kind of hobby breeders, Stevie and a lot of people, when they can kind of turn into professional breeders, I think those are the best breeders because they just fucking loved weed and they just loved combining something into something cool and interesting and unique. And they have their own signature. You know, you can see it from a mile away. That's Caledonians or that's fucking subcools or something like they just, they fucking loved weed first and then everything else came second. And I guess every time I hear people and to each their own, I suppose, you know what I mean? I'm not going to necessarily criticize completely, but I get to criticize if I don't like something, right? I don't like it when people basically just take two hype things and bring them together. And they somewhere else, like two other people, they get two hype things and bring them together. And again, there's nothing necessarily wrong with that, except mm-hmm. that everything is all the same then. 
You know what I mean? Or if someone does find something unique and then they immediately cross it to what everybody else finds popular. There is something to that, of course. You're bringing the same language in, but you're also turning into fucking brown water. I don't know. Go ahead, Ozzy. No, I feel you. I do I do feel like, like they're getting like, good, Ozzy. Oh, I was going to say that's the pollen chucker difference where you can just um, pollen chuck and you can still get good results or you can do some like proper marketing assisted breeding or actual selective breeding which is going to give you a hell of a lot better results in the end it might take time and that's what people don't have and but you just could have that's the thing about cannabis if you do it for a while you'll learn you'll learn patience because you've got nothing but you have to do that even if you fiddle around the hormones and try and speed it up and shit you're going to have little stalls and pauses here you'll have you know the yin and the yang like you know you're in, you're in long put oxens which um suppresses shoots and then you fiddle around with the shoots and it'll suppress oxins and you can do something with the abscisic acid and then that'll dormant things up so there's a few different you have to take time that you can really play with to get around and i agree with yes sorry you go mate i was just saying you got to take time to sample things you know in between uh all your runs and then you know there's the most but it's funny because a lot of the time you see the, uh, we'll just say bigger names putting out whole menus every couple of months of different stuff. And I think it is water, like, and it's pretty much one cross to a bunch of different females. You know what I mean? And it just, it's, that doesn't look appetizing to me anymore. Like those big menus, I'm like, oh shit. And you want $220 for four seeds? I got it. I got to get it. No, I'm not hey, into well, that. Cool thing. One cool thing to do is some, add some systemic acquired resistance to your plants, um, and you can do it similar to um, the how we're getting out inoculations. We're getting the Pfizer and our Moderna and all those vaccines that you're getting at the moment for COVID. You do the same thing with your plants, and you can inoculate them slowly and then build up their local resistance, and then that builds up a systemic resistance. And then when you make some seeds, follows through into the embryos and you can get that systemic acquired resistance through for that generations so that's a good thing also to add into your breeding program Over. for a long time like making it. seeds was the only way for me to really even grow you know what i mean like um i was in a red state we couldn't really get anything here so like seeds were few and far between so I had some and that's what I had and that's what I started with. And then from then on until I was, I could buy them legally, I made seeds most of the time. And I mean, that's just how it happened. Yeah. It's so beneficial. And if you can make the female seeds and then that's, I don't know, I, I enjoy doing the female bits because I get disappointed when the males keep popping up all the time and they take up plant count space. <laughs> if it was maybe an unlimited plant count, it might be different, but I feel for those people that, um, anyway, so I've been, I like to play with the females and um, that's that's pretty good too. And in, that enables me to also select a, a female where the males I find they're a bit hard to select. It's not like, you know, you're going to go and grow a male out and then select them. You usually just see from morphological expression okay that's that's pretty cool looks good chunky smells right all that sort of stuff it's got all the traits that you want um and yeah, just breed it that way so i like it with a female so at least you can breed them out and then smoke them and then see what they're like too uh -huh. and 
ultimately our goal is actually the female flower, right? Like we're not breeding for males. The breeder maybe breeds no. for males because you hear all the time that a breeder will breed for some males so that he can eventually, he or she can eventually cross it to something else. But this, the goal is still fundamentally female smokable flower because the market will never give a shit about male flower unless they somehow change it genetically or something like the female flower is what we select for. Yes, like you can change, you can change it genetically from filling with um, gibberellic acid. Um, that's how they did um, Valencia oranges. They fiddled around with that and gave it too much. And um, you can come out with um, the seedless parthenocarpy, it's called, the seedless varieties. So this is getting into your plant hormones again. It's cool. Oh. I was even just thinking about some kind of a bizarre mutation. Like, I don't know, it's probably mm -hmm. just kind of like left-hand thought. And honestly, that's all, all it was. Oh, it's a left-hand thought. I don't know, something I had to thought of. Uh, an offhand thought. Um, I was just thinking that, uh, like Breeder Steve, who hopefully is going to be on the show soon, uh, thanks to Potent, frankly, uh, has talked about all these different interesting mutations. I'm sure there's plenty we haven't even heard of, but one of the ones that stuck out of my head was just a, a full-on fan leaf, but like a, a big, like a palm-sized, like a like a, a palm leaf-shaped cannabis fan leaf, completely covered in trichomes. It's absolutely completely covered in trichomes. No flower, but a palm leaf basically covered in trichomes. And that like, I don't know, if you get something like that, maybe the males somehow you, I, I don't know, whatever. That was again, just some kind of offhand thought. But again, like I was, I was kind of agreeing with you. I've thought about this too. And I guess my perspective on this, um, definitely talk to somebody about this. I've observed in the breeding so far, this is, I'm dipping my freaking toes in the water. St. Bernard's has been at it longer than I have. He could probably talk about this, but he'd prefer to just type at us in the chat. He's, that's cool. We can do that too. Um, by the way, cheers to St. Bernard's. I wasn't trying to attack you. It was literally talking uh, well, to say uh, yeah just chilling uh no he's always fucking chilling yeah and if you did come on st bernard's stuff. you don't have to turn on your camera it's not do shit maybe you can you maybe could you could voice change or something. remain anonymous and just uh, you know turn off your camera and drop some just knowledge on it. some knowledge okay. somebody recognized me by voice on the phone today like someone tangentially related to weed so i was like what if st bernard's is recognized but he sounds exactly like kelsey Grammer? when he talks as the clown in The Simpsons. <laughs> I think that would be pretty hilarious. And so, I mean, that would be a valid reason. Like, oh, I'm not guessing. No, Camille, stop that, Camille. So, like, I wasn't breeding for a long time. I wouldn't call myself a breeder. I'm, I like, I was, I used to love making seeds. Yes, I still like making seeds. It's, it's fun. It really is fun. It's, it, if you haven't done it, I would say do it because it's fun. And then you don't have to worry about buying seeds. You can play with those. Um, so what I normally did was like I was running out of my Chem 91 Calio. I only had like 12 or 13 left. So I, I just picked a male and then I picked a female and I just moved it on. You know what I mean? I just like I'm going to take this and I'm going to mix it with something like this and then maybe... I'll get something cool out of that. And I have a bunch more seeds now. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's a good way. It's you're backing it up. You're keeping your genetics live. Like for just in case something happens, you can always lose them for, from pests to cops, to fires, to all sorts of different things. Yeah. So by even making the seeds, I, I say that's the best thing that you can do. Anybody, even every run you can make, you just have to Fertilize a little even one branch. You can um, don't have to do a lot. Did you know even like I made a video, it's on YouTube, um, Aussie CC pollinating um, how to make feminized seed. And it's quite simple. You can do it through stress or through sprays. And um, you don't have to do a lot. And you 
people think that you end up and you're going to not have smokable bud at the end. But I ended up with about one seed per one inch of bud. So it's quite smokable. Yeah. Oh, yeah. See, I keep, I would seed things out completely. When I'm doing like seeding, I seed it out. So I know I have a (laughs) supply stock if I ever needed it. And so I have something like, obviously there was a direction I, I was trying to go. Like I, there was something I worked with for a long time. And then there's something new that I really found interesting. And I was like, well, maybe let's see what they would do together. And I'm running low on these seeds. I like, I, I had, I do when I forgot how many, I, I did a small plan. I think I came out with like, like 300 seeds or something, 400 seeds. It was just a small little thing. Um, but I was running low on all of them and I never, I never in, inbred crossed them or anything. Cause I never thought about it. I never really thought about that at all. And I'm regretting it now. You know what I mean? I wish I, I wish I would have inbred crossed them and, and kept some more of those original seeds. Cause now they're gone technically. Well, I think I have one or two left. <laughs> I, I would have to check, but you know, by doing that too, you get different expressions that come out. You might get some good expressions or you might get some real shit ones, but it's um, always good to fiddle around and play with it and give them to you. You know, you can give them to your friends too, if you're allowed to and stuff That's like what that. She says. Great fun backing them up. Yeah, D. <laughs> uh, by the way, we haven't introduced everybody. Uh, welcome. Uh, fuck, we haven't introduced like half the people here. We're just babbling away happily, terribly live. Welcome. Again, that incredible freaking set. Like you got... Peacock leaves and ganache and plants. Like, that's pretty fancy. In the meantime, welcome. How goes it? How goes the garden? What's new? I'm great today. I just got back from getting my medical cards. I'm fully legal to grow now here in Washington. And I got back with, you know, my seven grams for the week. So we're going to be smoking on some hash rosin this week. So that's what I usually do. So how's everybody doing tonight? It's nice to see an awesome panel, big panel. I love Chris Trump. I'm super excited you're getting him on here. I've had him on my channel as well. And he's amazing to chat with. And at the Regenerative Conference, he gave amazing speeches. So I'm super looking forward to chatting it up and hanging out with y'all and hanging out with Chris Trump tonight. I got a question for you, I will turn it to, oh, go ahead. So you buy seven grams a week? I can buy seven grams at a time. I normally dab about a gram a day. There are times that I go through more than a gram a day. That's normally in the winter time, depression time, those type of things for me. Yeah. And we're only allowed to buy seven grams a day, but I can go and buy seven grams every day if I want. Yeah. yeah. Just couldn't afford it. Yeah. So you, so you <laughs> normally go through around seven grams a week though. I go, yeah, I go a gram, a gram a day. Yeah. And, uh, Go ahead. I was just thinking, I, I, I used to smoke a lot of dabs. I'm cutting back a lot. Like I kind of, I just took my first dab when you jumped on actually, cause I, cause I seen you jump on and you always dab. So I was like, Tara's here, let's take a hash dab. <laughs> well, I only dab, that's right. Cause I don't smoke flour. I've never had like smoking flour. The vaping doesn't get me there. So yeah, I've only been a dabber. And uh, speaking of my uh, dabbing, my dabbing duo partner over there, Drake's in the room here. I'll turn it over to him and we'll get going and introduce the rest of the panel. Hey, guys. Yeah, I actually just puffed down a big chonger. And uh, lo and behold, I'm about to line up a big dab right after. So who knows? I guess I just did it for fun. Mm -hmm. 
Glad to to see everyone here. As Tara was saying, super excited for the show. It's already been great. So cheers, everyone. Let's load up a nice rip. Everyone out in chat too. Get nice and medicated, and let's rock on. Oh. <laughs> Can't even say it. Oh, Shangri. Shangri. There we go. Look at that. Yeah, say my name with a mouthful of smoke. Love it. <laughs> you choke on my name, sir. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's so good to be here with you guys. Um, hyped for this one. I mean, Chris Trump like changed the way I grow, inside and outside, with all the plants I interact with. Um, and so I'm humbled to be here in the panel with you all and uh, just excited to absorb some knowledge and be part of the conversation and like keep building this conversation because I love where the natural farming world is headed and I love uh, Chris's mind and love all of you guys here on panel as well. <clears throat> so I think this is gonna be a really interesting one. I'm uh, vaping on this uh, Overflow OG. I showed off the nug of it on Saturday. And so I'm tearing into that nug and uh, it's gonna be pretty baked. I also mm -hmm. tossed a little bit of hash in there, some lemon sour diesel hand hash, a little bit of nice. uh, like trimming charas. And uh, yeah, I, I saw Tara, you jumped on. So same thing as smash. I'm like, all right, I'll toss a little hash in here. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I like that vibe, you know, community dabs, community hash for sure. So yeah. Welcome everybody. And thanks so much. I don't know who's next on the roll, but I'll let Fiumi continue the introductions. Uh, we're always letting them, uh, it's kind of like the joke, basically. Like uh, we, we sometimes don't even let uh, Caledonian grown, like say hello. Like we'll, we'll be basically like doing stuff. He'll be doing gardening quietly. Fiumi's really hot. Time for him we, to go. We did and... say hi to him. Did we already? Yeah. Yeah, man. We had a conversation. Yeah, what are you doing over there? there? I should have kept this one, man. I, I think we actually, we actually got everybody, I think. I think, I think everybody went through. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to have to trade joints. I know. I want something you're smoking on, man. Bring that. <laughs> I'm over here dabbing again. Fumi's erasing the show from his mind. So yeah, I think we already forgot to about the show. I don't know what happened. Yeah. I just, where am I? I don't know. Who are you guys? Who are you people? Bacon? We're going to talk about bacon. Cheers, Anthony. Welcome. Uh, so I don't know. I guess we're going to talk a little bit until Chris shows up. Hopefully, uh, Potent is going to be here in a little bit. He's running a garden club, which I think is, by the way, super fun. Uh, I don't know. I doubt he got the idea from Cannabisian. Well, maybe he did. Uh, my friend Cannabisian. I mean, this show basically wouldn't probably exist if my friend Cannabisian hadn't had a garden club. He calls it the Cannabisian. Well, he called it. Unfortunately, they don't have a place to meet right now. But the Cannabisian Garden Club, they used to meet at the Northwest uh, Cannabis Club. Northwest Canada. Yeah, they used to call it the Northwest Cannabis Club. Fuck, it's been only a year and I already forget what the name is. Anyway, um, it was like a private club for cannabis and you could have cannabis events and everything else. And so there was like a, a painter guy that did like um, puff and paint, I think it was called. People would like paint, they're paid to learn how to paint from this guy basically. And then they would smoke weed at the time. It was actually, I guess, a really popular event. Uh, a few other things they had like, uh, uh, I don't know, you could show off like vaporizers and stuff like all the different vaporizer companies would come to those places but anyway like my friend cannabisian had his garden club and i heard so many positive things from people that would go like cannabisian is also a cannabis breeder so he would give out his seeds it was one of you know i guess maybe like every cannabis breeder that wants to be a breeder they realize at some point oh i gotta give out a bunch of seeds and so that was i think probably one of his mechanisms like oh i'm just gonna have a garden club and give out a ton of seeds and so he did he gave out just absolute mountains of seeds uh, I, I had his feel. I, if I have a bunch of other stuff, I've given out some of the seeds of the show. Uh, but uh, 
everything of his, by the way, that I did grow or any, anything that anyone grew was always something really unique, unique and interesting and like worth smoking. Sometimes absolute stone cold fire, like the tree of life was just fucking fire. <laughs> what was I going to say? Like, uh, I heard such good things about that garden club and it was surprisingly rare, like nationwide, you know, because illegal, you know what I mean? It's a freaking cannabis, you know, but there were a ton of people who were not avid gardeners or home gardeners or farmers or horticulturists or whatever, horticulturalists that would still like to grow weed, where the fuck are they going to grow about or know about that stuff? You know what I mean? Like that's one of the fundamental problems of this world is that people want to have information, don't know where to get it or don't know how to access it or can't approach it or it's too hard or it's been too difficult to books or whatever. You know, so like the teeming with microbes books, like none of that information is new, but it was assembled in a way that, you know, gardeners and cannabis growers and stuff can figure out. Anyway. Um, where am I going to that? Dude, I am starting to fucking babble. It's got the Morgana. It's the Morgana babbles. That's what I'm going to call it. I'm just going to call it the Morgana babbles. I'm going to stop talking now because I don't even know. At this point, I don't even know what I was talking. Like I, I'll pretend that I made some sense. I should have kept this type. That's really annoying. Jeez, you got going on. Oh, um. oh, oh, sorry. Dude, I muted him. Well, now you can't even tell us. So now we're just right. on the edge of our seat. Now like, we can do sign language. Yeah, see, it was important. You tell us where the, where the gold's buried. So maybe I would be curious to know, like, how many people actually know who Chris Trump is and, and how many people have tried grow, growing with KNF? Maybe ask that question before we get started. I'd be curious. Um, I have tried a little bit of KNF. However, um, how I understand it, um, it's a lot it takes a lot there's a lot of things and it's a big system that goes into it and it's really important to kind of follow the structure that's kind of what i'm understanding i think you're right and I, that was actually one of the things i wanted to ask him uh because um you hear i mean i don't know for a couple three years now honestly i've heard people talk about by the way i'm looking for his website here maybe the homepage would be probably the best place to look for there we go uh, people have been talking about this kind of natural farming stuff even before I ever heard the name uh, Chris Trump, but it was very abstract and obscure. Why is that not working? Uh, steward the soil, uh, ChrisTrump.com. Anyway, uh, how do I put this? Uh, people would talk about FFJs, like just fermented fruit juices because it was super easy to do. And all they would ever really do is just FFJ, FFJ, FFJ. And from what I understand, that's not a very sustainable system. It's not really anything to do with what they're talking about it's 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 the overloading with kind of fruits and like giving a little kid sugar water or something you know what i mean so i know i'm a little bit curious what he has to say about that because i think it is you don't necessarily have to use the whole system but it is a system you know it's like i'm just going to do a little bit of what potent ponic does i'm sorry to say it's not going to work that way yeah you have to kind of do the whole thing i mean it's a magically simple system on some level like it's not that hard but you do have to wrap your head around it like Almost any of these things aren't really that complex, but you do have to first wrap your head around it. No-till growing, or even the kind of the coop method, it's not complex at all. Like once you get well, it, you barely do anything, and it's very simple. But you have to know. Also, why. it's like a recipe, and it's a formula that there's certain things that have to be exact. You know, like the measurements and the headspace and the jars. Those are, you know, it's really interesting in that. Drake, did you want to say something? Sorry. Everything is is pretty pretty specific for sure. And I think that's something that we'll, we'll hear, but I'm also very interested to see what Chris says. I mean, with things like the, 
the FPJs and so on and so forth, they're definitely wanting to, like, you, you need to use them in unison. Uh, to use them on their own is, is definitely not necessarily even part of the, of the practice in a sense. Uh, with those, because you've got the, the sugar that they're made with, you also need to have your OHN and your BRV, and those all work in, in trifector. But same thing, it'll be really good to, to hear this from right from the horse's mouth and stop here and my little puppy whining in the back. Yeah, for me, KMF was like a game changer. Like I mentioned, I uh, started learning uh, from people much older than me who were running salts and I was just helping them out. And then, you know, that was what I knew and what I was doing. And, uh, you know, even though very science minded, um, it didn't occur to me the wholeness of the picture. Um, and then I started realizing, oh, yeah, mycorrhizal and bacteria. And then you know, just after that, then being exposed to Chris's videos and the way that he has so graciously, so wholeheartedly put the information into open source, made it available for the community is phenomenal. I mean, there's few teachers that have that level of high ethics and that they'll put that forward and they'll continue to update it. And even as they get this mass recognition, you know, even as they have all of these opportunities in the space, they're still bringing it back around to the community and putting out more and more free information. And that has just helped me continue to grow. Uh, so I've like adapted it into indoor use even. Um, I'll use IMOs and things in my living soil creation. I'm curious about his thoughts on that. I haven't heard him talk on that before, but I think that uh, there's a lot to come out of this. I, as he's said, and as Master Cho said from, from the beginning, you know, it's a system that's being built. <clears throat> it's not complete. Um, just like my agroforestry professor had said about agroforestry, a lot of these farming traditions, it's we're building it. So it's so exciting to be in the center of it. Uh, I did a run that was entirely uh, just two plants, cannabis plants, and a bunch of peppers that was entirely KMF. And uh, it was indoor uh, for the cannabis, outdoor for the peppers. I only spent the money on water. Uh, I could have gotten natural irrigation or, you know, a stream or something like that. Uh, and then the electricity for lights for the indoor and the sugar. Other than that, it was free. And that's pretty phenomenal. That's another big game changer. A lot of people are like, oh, living soil is so expensive. Oh, the natural organic method so expensive. Like, no, it's actually only phenomenal. when you buy it. Yeah. And so like Jadam also, which then I don't think that Chris is as big on Jadam, but I know that he uh, kind of endorses that uh, all elements of the movement, you know, and is inter interconnected into it. He's championed yeah, this very precise kind of martial arts of it. And that's super powerful. And then even like in the Jadam style, I mean, you can get down to uh, growing hectares entirely free. I mean, there are people out there doing this. With there's, these a, there's a family of six dealing with a hundred acre property and they're, they're dealing with it very, very simply. That is more like you're going to deal with just the, the kind of the root and dealing with just like your base fertilizers and, and working off it. But like, Tara and myself, we've kind of been going down that that rabbit hole heavily and are both kind of doing a, a Jadam solely garden style. Um, we've got a lot to, to work on. So, you know, we once once we clean it up, we'll we'll eventually get to a point where we're we're doing it to its fault, like, you know, right to a T because 
for instance, we're, we're starting now for our preparations for next season. We only really started doing this early this year, end of last year. So it's like we didn't really have a chance to properly start this season just because lots of these preparations take quite a long time to make with uh, some of the specific, like the, the third level of additional fertilizers or six-month preparations. But uh, either way, that's the, for anyone that's not aware in chat, that's the son of Hank Yu, who is who's, who's the creator of the KNF, Master Cho. His son is Young Sung Cho. Uh, and they have the jam and now they're all working together and it's just super cool to see these these um, styles really work and have success on small up to extremely large scale platforms and the sustainability is just second to none with any of these natural farming techniques they're so much more efficient than the conventional style farming where you're just buying outsourcing replacing your mediums constantly and uh, like generally uh, lessening the, the life in your medium. So you're having to replenish them with synthetics constantly, as opposed to just building them and, and really, you know, getting a natural system going. Well, as Tara was showing there, I imagine that was a, probably a liquid fertilizer, probably a cannabis specific leaf one from the Congo plant for the Congo plant, which is kind of cool, but uh, there's lots of stuff you can do with it. And as for getting in depth, yeah. it's as simple as a base That's fertilizer a or as deep as like, I have 14 additional fertilizers that I've been working that are all still Jadam based and they're all additional though. There's only the one base and that's your, your, your cover crop. But anyways. So this was the only fertilizer I was using for my indoor crop until it went outdoors. And this was from the Congo. So it was cannabis specific fertilizer from it, from the Jadam, so. Cheap, easy to make. All you need is a potato, salt, and really good leaf mold soil and water. Did I leave anything else, Rick? Oh, that, and that's encompassing your microbial solutions as well. You don't even need the potato if you're just doing the, the liquid fertilizers. So. But. Yeah, and I do grow. Yes, I do grow. I am a grower. I'm a grower. I'm, I grow outdoors. And I have a channel if you want to go check it out. You see, you wouldn't ever goddamn know because YouTube wouldn't tell you. YouTube yeah, sure yeah. as hell wouldn't tell you. YouTube would actually tell you to shut up if you spoke about it. So right. YouTube says it's Fight Club. That's a great so, channel. Thank you. I actually, so the reason my YouTube channel started was actually was part where Chris Trump was at. Is kind of started out the regenerative conference. You know, it's kind of where it all started. I paid to go up to a regenerative conference up at BC up there in Canada, and I put it out free for everybody to watch. And um, I know a lot of people got a lot of information off of it, and I know it started a lot of people down a long rabbit hole of natural farming, and I'm happy. It started me. I love it. So I uh, luckily uh, knew about uh, the conference because I watched Hash Church on Sundays, which is also where I learned a lot of my other information and have met several people. So, yeah, I think it's awesome. Thanks, Fumi, for inviting us on tonight. I really appreciate it. It's great. And I think it's awesome, the information you put on and have an awesome hangout for it's everybody to hang out. Consistency, dude. It's yeah, very sure. consistent. It's awesome, like, it's just for crushing nice. it. It's, it's, yeah, I, I appreciate it. I'm sure the chat and everyone else out there does. And that's what we need. We just need other people like yourselves to just get out there and we can help get info out. And sometimes just provide a spot for people, especially in these times, to just come, hang out, relax, kick back. Like, it's good. Appreciate it. Uh, we're still working on uh, Chris Trump. There's some miscommunication about the time zones and stuff, so we're working behind the scenes. We're, we're uh, I'm still hopeful, so uh, we're gonna we're gonna make this shit happen. Uh, in the meantime, uh, we're just gonna talk well, about. We KS. all know we all know it's farming season, anyways. You That's know? it. Everybody's yeah. out the garden. And, and shit. Yeah, yeah, we all know that. It's still light here. 
it's surreal yeah, it, to think yeah. that Ozzy is in winter and we're basically like approaching like the warm time. You know, like I'm wearing a warm shirt now because today was unseasonably cold, but like tomorrow probably is going to be, I think, 70 something again. You know what I mean? It was cold there. That was really Do cold. Mean, really? Like 65. Oh, no, I mean, not, not like it, medium. You know what I mean? It was hot here today. We, it yeah. got hot in 90. Yeah, it was hot. hot here too. I wanted to tell you. Um, so my outdoor, I got three more Ghanas. Well, three, yeah, three more Ghanas. Um, technically four, because I got a twin. Hmm. So the one, on. yeah, the one that got real, like I told Fumi, we got hit with unseasonal rain, like heavy and real cold for a couple of days. And I was really kind of worried that they weren't going to snap out of it. Um, I went out there today. So the one that I pulled aside as a male of the Morgana is the only one that it seems to not be doing good. So that's the only one that, but I still have three that I think are female, which one is a twin. So I can't wait. Uh, there have been too many people talking about twins in the Morgana. Let me think what was, uh, actually, no, I think about it. What was the most twins? Uh, the the Black Prince Ruby couple people, the the Thousand One Nights couple people. I had twins in the Morgana, but I didn't. I don't remember anyone else saying about twins. That's exciting. Um, I don't know why there's so many twins. Like just some. There's something to do with that father. You know, I locked in some kind of traits and probably locked in. Like I don't know. I, I haven't had a chance to genetically cool. test it, but like I don't know X, XXY or something. I don't know. I've heard of that kind of stuff. I have no idea if that's the the case, but. I definitely think there's, there's been lots of these freaking twins. Yeah, know. Seems super useful, like plant count. If you can get it to qualify as a single plant, I mean, it came from one seed, so it should count as one plant, right? Like one, uh, in one hole, so it better be one plant. <laughs> yeah, both those stocks go into one hole. I say you just start grafting them above ground, and then they can call. They can't call it right. What if you graft them? With Pot to oh, pot. I graft them a little that bit. That was together. my idea. Yeah, you could graft them from pot to pot. Yeah. It's in like the that same plan logic, though, uh, Soulshine. Wouldn't it be? Um, wouldn't every clone be like the same plant then? So in some states, it's by root, so they do count as the same plant until they start to root as a new plant. Um, so there, there is something to that. Yeah. I got clones going that are starting to root. I'm pretty excited. I backed up um, a while ago before this shit started to happen in the garden. I, I backed up that plant that I like a lot. Took three really good clones, like right off the top of the plant. You know what I mean? Type stuff. This wasn't like undergrowth type trying to save clones. This was real growth and i took them right off the top just to make sure they had the most opportunity and the most hormones in them and it looks like they're all gonna root so as soon as i still got them in i do water tech like bottle tech like i don't know i i like using water oh just one sprig for a bottle that's kind of fun does that work yeah. well for you? I have horrible luck with that. I always have good luck with this way. And the, any other way, I have bad luck. Nice. Okay. 
and it's specifically when I like put it. Well, either I use a plug. I bought. I use. A, I shove a plug in there, and I put the stem or the clone in the plug. These ones, I just cut a hole and just kind of made sure it was big enough. Because as soon as they get roots, I'm gonna pull them out, but try to get them in something like soil wise. Um, just just so I don't like having all those water roots when I'm going into soil. So they only stay in till they I start seeding them, and then they get they pull out. So there's someone in chat asking if anyone ever soaks their seedling pea pucks in a malted barley water. I'm I don't really use peat pucks, so I'm going to let you all talk about that. Uh, I don't use peat pucks, but I will soak a uh, like a rapid rooters in uh, uh, seeds uh, seed soak solution if I'm cloning into like from a KNF. See the roots? I don't know if you can see that. Mm. I see. No problem. I use I, I use think a I used to I think I used to use <laughs> seed sprout tea, but I haven't <laughs> I haven't done that for a long time. I don't know why. Oh, yeah, like I have corn seed sprout tea. I don't use the cocoa like ones. That I specifically use um <clears throat> rapid rooters or or um what's the other one root root wise or something something I don't fucking know. But they're peat Time based. For a but... Yeah, good. Cheers, y'all. I'm gonna. It's almost four twenty somewhere. We gotta go early because I see someone's trying to join here, and maybe we're gonna get going. Get all loaded That's... here. Steve's coming up. I've never done barley water. I normally soak them in like. When I do soak up the water, I always have a little bit of aloe in the um, the water that's mixed up. I'll put the plugs in that water. I've never used barley, but that's a good idea. Sometimes I put some, a, like a dash of recharge in the water. Well, actually most of the time I'll put a dash of recharge in the water. Just, just for the hell of it. By the way, and, define, um, define uh, barley water. Uh, what are we talking about? I would think barley washed water. Like I would take, what is it called? A uh, strainer, like, Grind up some and then run it through and lose that water, maybe. Yeah, like the barley tea. There's malted barley teas are actually they're really nice. they're super comforting if you haven't had them. Like if you have a really bad day or it's stormy. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Right on. Something it's so saccharine. And yeah, I that's what I think it is. You just tea bag malted barley that's maybe been hit with a coffee grinder, and then. Dude, I've I was thinking something totally different. I mean, that's very plausible what you just said, but I was thinking something completely different. That's what I'm saying. Like, what are we talking about, actually? What What are we talking about? Because before I say what I was thinking about, like, what is it? I don't know. Thinking about what barley water. Said she did today. She, did a, she watered a, a seed sprout tea today, which is most likely getting your seeds, letting them all sprout, uh, then doing the, the grind, grinding everything up, getting a slurry going, and then, uh, you know, distributing that proportionately. I'm not sure the ratios. Mm. Um, Gingerbug, what did you do? I'm super curious. And cheers, Gingerbug. I didn't even see her question. No, I didn't either. Oh. Sorry. It was actually oh, pretty good. a bunch of seeds sprout tea. Yes, I, I would do uh, seeds sprout teas. Actually, I haven't done one for a long time, and it's just, honestly, I love them. Like, the effect the plants have is delightful. 
You know what? Absolutely. The reason why is kind of a chicken and egg cycle of bullshit. Now that I think about it, I used to make seed sprout peas because it wasn't that expensive. You'd go out and buy some uh, organic corn. You know, it's best to do that so you avoid all the pesticides and stuff. Uh, and you basically sprout those seeds over a couple of days. And if it's good, fresh seeds, they really do sprout in a couple, three days. You have to kind of, oh, it's been so, so long that I can't remember. You, you soak them underwater for, I think, 12 hours or maybe 24 hours. Don't quote me on this. You can look it up online. And then, or maybe you guys have a better formula. You can just uh, kind of repeat after me. Uh, and then basically you dump them out and you want to keep them moist, but not uh, uh, wet, basically, for a couple of days until they sprout. So you kind of rinse them off every couple of days. And I'd keep either a cheesecloth or a, a mesh screen or something, a piece of whatever. Just keep the flies and shit out of there. Uh, and if you if you cycle the water, they don't really get like blue and moldy and whatever. And like I say, after two, three days, they basically have sprouts. At that point, you can literally just blend all those seeds. Just throw them in the blender. Turn that into essentially a tea because it's just literally just a, a milkshake of corn water, basically. You know what I mean? Like just ground up corn seeds, basically. But they're germinated corn seeds. And uh, the reason why I kind of stopped doing that is because um, malted barley is essentially a solid version of that. Coot has told us basically thanks to Coot, we know that. Like he was the person that brought that to everyone's attention. Uh, and then also coconuts. So basically, like if you crack a coconut in half, uh, you can basically pour that on your your plants. Yeah, a kind of expensive version of this, but I have to be honest, I was using like Costco coconut water and stuff, and it was good enough. You know, my, my plants were like praying like fucking donkeys. It was even great. I don't know why I keep saying like donkeys. It's my new favorite you thing. Put the weed donkeys. in the coconut. The last, <laughs> the last couple of days, man. Donkeys, donkeys, donkeys. I don't know. Something to do with donkeys. But uh that's it, man. Coconuts, the freaking steel drums, tropical freaking music. You know, I even oh, listen like cool. a lot of tropical music, honestly, like reggae and stuff. So it was probably that, probably exactly that. Would but yeah, you guys you ever dial it all back and use some trophies? I'm wondering if you do a like hemp, like if I bought a like quantity of hemp seed, like cheap, cheap, cheap hemp seed, and I used it seeds about teas with hemp seeds. I've, that. I've heard people talk about I, doing that. I don't, I can't swear I've seen people do it. Had an idea. One I had an idea. Now, when you have really old seeds, they say the one of the problems is the old seeds have lost the oils, right? If you took hemp seed oil and uh, soaked um, old old seeds in it, do you think it would perhaps bring any back any viability? Ozzy, thoughts? No, because you've already cracked it. The endosperm that was inside of the seed shell of the tetra on the inside of the hard coat, that's got the live cells in it. And if they're all already opened and exposed and they're all not viable, um, yeah, I don't think, like, good luck bringing back. You can tissue culture the DNA out of the cells, but, like, that's a challenge and um, sort of not real straightforward. Yeah, I feel like once the seed dries out inside, it's kind of done for good. It's no more viability. What happens? Is this the, the seeds? It starts to um, when it gets ruptured. It's you want to moisten or somehow rupture the outside of the coat. That lets oxygen come in, and that starts to stimulate the process from the embryo, and that releases a little bit of trebellic acid, which releases it into the aleurine, which is the inside coat of the seed coat, and then that goes into the starch, which produces the sugars, which releases the um, the goodness to make it start and grow, which produces the apical mess stem and shoot apical mess stem. Which uh, uh, which GA would that which uh, GA would that be? Um, that uh, it'd be probably the, was... it's the natural form of it. But I'd say GA three because that's the most common one. Okay. 
And about how many ppm you figure? I use oh, ppm be really low. I use GA three. Um, I use it in a um, it's in a very concentrated format. It's very expensive. Oh, it's ten bucks a gram that I pay for it. Mm. I, I have it at so home. It's very refined crystals. It's in research um quality. Yeah. Up here, it's industrial you? quality. It's like two grades of two grades of pattern. What purity are you working with? Oh, it's research purity. It's reagent purity, which is the best you can get. It's pure. It's that's I gonna, put that's gonna 99, be yeah. I put like actual granules in experiments. Like it's such a, a high strength. Yeah, it's such a small amount, <laughs> right? So when it's that pure, like holy smokes. I've got a way in 0. 0.005, like two decimal, two decimal places in my scale. Don't go anywhere near that. I need um, a sealed container with a little, like a lid at the front, and you put it in there because the airflow air affects the, the weight of it. So I can't even weigh it. I've got to eye, eye off the measurements when I do it here. <laughs> Wait, a three digit scale you need, or four digit? Yeah, to quite a few decimal places to at least sort of, you're going to go one, two. Yeah, granulars. It's funky. Yeah. I mean, I know, I'm not going to say where I know those scales from, but I've used them for a long time, and you specifically wanted three, three digit scales. And they're it's pretty. It brings your precise on to another level if you keep them dialed in and stuff. You know what I mean? Because like it, it breaks it down even more than like our normal like scales that we carry around. Uh, the ones from like uh, high school chemistry and stuff, right? With the three. Yeah, 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 yeah. And apparently those were super hard to find and super expensive, and there was like some big shortage. Yeah, there was even like an episode on Breaking Bad where like they. Uh, they bought or sold a bunch of those like high school scales or whatever for just a gigantic pile of money. How hilarious is that shit? Oh. Like these days, would you even use one of those or would you just use like a, an electronic okay, scale? Okay, so what's wrong? Yeah, what's wrong with up? like these little, what's wrong with these little digital ones? Like as long as you like clear it and make sure it's right, like a nickel, right? A nickel, where's a gram? We can always check that or five grams, right? Isn't it something like that? Like we can always check that. That's why I have a nickel in here, right? You'll want to use multiple weights. You'll want to use three at a minimum. But yeah, if it passes that test, my understanding is uh, you, you, you can use it uh, up to the level it's close of close enough for CBD, oh. hey. Yeah. Mushrooms, right? Yeah, like in chemistry lab. Um, in oh my God, calibrating. Calibrate to the level of decimal that you need for the project. So if you don't need extreme accuracy, just calibrate with something that's around cbd's level of dosing yeah i got these um little calibrating um weights that they got little knobs yeah. on the top and they got it under like written on it exactly how much it is and they're handy to use every now and then and a good old rule of thumb in australia used to be the 220 cents and a 10 cent was equal to 28.3 28.3 no a 28 20 cent piece was equal to 28 point oh no 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 so, but there was a good rule of thumb back in the day like you said your penny and stuff there was a thing for australia too but i can't sorry about that over <laughs> so with like the most of the scales any of us would have are gonna need a 500 gram weight to calibrate it um <laughs> most of them came with um what are they called the little instruction cards that tells you exactly how to calibrate it but every everyone throws it away most of the time so try to google the model number of yours and say how do i calibrate scale model number and it will tell you exactly how much weight to use and how to do it because some are different 
It's so fun seeing that dog. I always love the dog. Is dogs cute as hell. Yeah, right. I wish I could show you guys. I would wish you were earlier because I would be outside with the dogs and stuff. You know, that, that one show with Mila was so fun because I could be outside and, and like hang out with us and like garden kind of like outdoors and play with the animals. <laughs> well, before long, maybe in the summertime. Uh, we're still work, waiting on the guest. Uh, we're, we're waiting on word. Uh, I think Potent might be uh, working on it right now. As we Is it animal so, uh, show and tell? I can go friends. get my goose. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> these geese are mean. Holy shit! Everyone, I have a goose. Like, you want to see it? Whatever. She does have she a goose. goose. Like I have two. Of them. Yeah. Are they nice? Fascinated. Yeah. I'll go get yeah. it right back. Are they housebroken? You'll find hey, out. What? You'll have to wait and see. I just hilarious. I just did the test for the um, the Australians. If you want to calibrate your scales, it is. It's two twenties and a ten cent piece equals twenty eight grams. So that's for your ounce. Two twenties cents pieces and a ten cent piece. Coming <laughs> uh, up next, terrible eat uh, ducks poop all over the place. <laughs> right, up cool. next, Tara ruins that entire beautiful set of the goose. <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe Watch, you'll see. Great. Here comes the prep. There's it's gonna the be quackastic. <laughs> Almost ducks and dabs. So the story went. I don't know if it's true because it's you know it's fucking probably bullshit. But uh, supposedly a lot of distilleries in uh, Ireland and Scotland basically were like, "Fuck this, we don't want security guards. We just have geese." And so they would just basically have geese wandering outside, and the geese would just attack anybody that would try to fuck with. I, again, it's just apocryphal. It's probably bullshit. I kind of believe it. I my my uncle had some really mean geese. He had a mean dog and mean geese, but I was way more afraid of them geese. Like the thing so is with geese is like they're the kind of animal that if you shot one, the rest of them would be like, oh, he has one less bullet. Like really, they're that. Notice that like if a bird gets attached to a certain someone, um, yeah, they get really defensive. For sure, especially like mates. Like if you're walking, a lot of the time they're defending them. I don't know. Do we have a lot of Canadian geese here? And it sucks. They ruin parks and stuff. Like the poop everywhere, algae everywhere. It gets it gets a present to you. Yeah, thanks, guys. (laughs) Canadian snow cobras. They're pretty. Like I'm not gonna lie, they are. Like I think they're a pretty bird. For, for sure, but they are dirty. Like they don't care. They're kind of mean sometimes. I've, I've they used to chase like if, like at the park they would chase kids around. <laughs> like it's like a park like and they would walk around the lake and they took it over and like they would if they were on the land you would have to literally like circle or they would chase your kid, and it was always the kids that got chased. It was so funny. What's up, What's up bro? What's good, dude? Welcome. Do the fishes ever acknowledge the, the the weed? Like this whole time, you're basically growing with them. Do they ever acknowledge you back? They're like, "Yeah, man, we're we're totally growing, man." Or do they just do they ever just get them high? Shit? He probably does get them high. I bet. I bet he does. Drop a couple we'll of like. Crazy here that in a bit. Couple drops of CBD oil in there just to just to help them out. <laughs> oil and fish, would it work? 
I bet he'd have to use like his water soluble, but you know what? He has like a water soluble THC. Yeah. I was going to say like oil would just float. Or if it didn't, like if they sucked in their gills, like maybe they'd get their gills dirty or something. I don't know. Oh, uh, yeah, that could fuck it up. But he does, he does do chemical. Oh, a, shit, that's there's a, a goose. goose. <laughs> Look at that. That's an actual goose. Kara, I'm going to spotlight that because that is the. Uh, I did not. There we go. Is it going to lay? Oh, Ozzy, don't just share yours. Share Tara's. Dang it. What are you sharing? <laughs> Oh shit, she's got a live goose. Sorry, Tara. <laughs> you got one up. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I was showing a video goose. <laughs> that's one pretty goose, though. Like the pattern in there. And they're big. Like, that's not a small bird. That's bigger than a Canadian goose by a fair amount. <laughs> and louder. <laughs> that's rad. Do you know, what's the name? Her name's Daisy May. Hello, Daisy May. They're African geese, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. They're what huge. Are they, She's huge. Are they just, are they just uh, farm animals? Is it a pet? Is it? Yeah, what is she's it? just a pet. I had a male, but he went missing. I don't know what happened to him. And I, they, they, they were out and went missing. So now I have two females. But that's okay. Nice. They uh, are definitely um, alarm dogs. Like they will, mm. like they will let you know. And people are more afraid of these than a guard dog. I'm not kidding. <laughs> our our lawnmower guy wouldn't even come in our yard. Like, I have delivery drivers that are scared of my dogs. Yeah. It's hilarious, and they're like fenced That's off. And they're like they're like being apprehensive. The ducks like six feet away behind a fence, just like curious about who it is, wanting to say hey, and the person got <laughs> down. Yeah, they're scared. They don't know what it's going to do. They just have no idea. Just animals in general. Okay, before we have a nasty accident out of that end, we're going to go put her away. Bye, guys. Thank you. Thank you, Daisy. That's awesome. I did not expect to have a goose on the show. Um, Now I believe that they have, like, distillery geese. No, yeah, they are pets. People have them as pets, just not Canadian geese. Maybe some people actually have Canadian geese as pets up there. Mm. <laughs> it's just how they're raised. It's the same thing. There's actually it's it's not uh, extremely abnormal, um, but they're just a, a rather um, territorial bird, let's call it. And if there's if there's babies around, or I mean, people like to, to screw with animals too. So lots of them they they don't necessarily have a good taste in their mouth, and they see a person, and yeah, they can uh, whack you real good. Like I mean, swans, holy smoke! You don't want to you don't want to mess with an angry swan either. You know what bird? My favorite. I love storks. I've always I'll loved. Go for it, Ozzy. Sorry, go for it. And, and like, yeah, and, and those, Oh, he got my finger. Ow. Why <laughs> are oh, yeah, you trying to be gentle? Here you go. Ozzy, did you insult that? So, this is the egg. <laughs> no. This is the egg difference, the size. Wow. 
So, yeah. It's never occurred to me that a goose egg would be like a regular thing. Uh, Are they like a regular daily thing, like a duck or a chicken? No, they only lay between 20 and 40, my breed, a year. A year? Oh, wow, a year. Still? And mine are too Uh, fat to get off the ground. They literally can maybe get a foot. I think that means that your geese need more cow mag. <laughs> That's exactly. I'm sure. No, they're not supposed to fly away. They're African geese. Hi, Steve. How are you? Did you just get Hello. here? Yeah, sorry. I've had some. Welcome. Time. How are you tonight? Do you want to put it on gallery view? I don't know if you have a gallery. I don't think you do see me, by the way. You what? Gallery view. Yeah. Oh, I think it is. Um, it has been a crazy day. Yeah, I was just doing coming back from Grow Club. We have a Grow Club that I run. I started. There was no like local garden club or anything in my area in, in Oklahoma, and uh, I got together with some of the people at the local hookah lounge, and they were like, um, "Hey, we really like you know hearing you uh, do some of the stuff that you did. Why don't you come do your talk? Or, you know, do you want to do a, a club or something, or you know something like that?" So. We got together and we have a free gro- uh, garden club and cannabis club. It's kind of both. Uh, we also help people with the veggies. Um, is it at the hookah lounge though? No, so it's a indoor hookah lounge, uh, which is super cool. So you know, it's kind of uh, rated for you know. That's always best spot to chill and talk is a hookah lounge. They got TVs, so when I, I can connect, right? And uh, you know, they do like uh, sports games and stuff like that in there too. So. I can put the screen up on like, you know, all the walls at once so that we can do presentations. And um, and it, it's kind of geared mostly around trying to help mom and pop people that are just growing their four to six plants at home. Um, and, uh, mm. but we also have some commercial people that come and it's a great play for, place for people to trade clones and find genetics. And then we kind of just talk about local problems. Like um, for instance, I've been seeing a lot and this is just people calling me and, and going out to grows lately for different problems, but uh, randomly, I've seen a lot of grapevine beetles or something in that genus, something very similarly related, if it's not them, um, on cannabis plants. Now, they're not doing a ton of damage, but I'm seeing on them a lot. And I don't know if it's something to do with the rain and the grapes are kind of behind or what, that, you know, there's not as much grape leaves, uh, that the grapes are quite far behind growth-wise. But uh, it just is a random observation I've noticed this year. Um, also in Oklahoma, with all the rains, um, septoria really you need to keep an eye out for um yeah that's the beetle that we're seeing quite a bit of uh uh oh, the, the christmas beetle hmm. good. yeah so um or if it's not them it's something very closely related i have a hundred percent id them big ass beetles must be an outdoor problem, I presume. <laughs> um, yeah, interesting. Is the other problem is uh, people need to look out for like uh, root rot um, and septoria with all this rain. If you're in Oklahoma, man, make sure you're applying those probiotics, doing your IMO applications, your liquid IMO applications, doing your labs, and you know, making sure that you're, you're putting in good microbes on because if you don't, you're going to get ripped this year because it, it has just been so, so wet. Yes, yeah, Steve, what do you generally recommend people for septoria and alternaria prevention? They come in and hit it real hard first with labs to knock it back full early. 
and via the roots and then um, it helps knock back the actual uh, infection and then you hit it with a really good liquid IMO and IMO treatment uh, directly to the soil. Uh, and then you can also add in if you want to uh, like a bactillus, like a bacublast or a recharge or you know some kind of blend of, of bacillus. Bacillus um, pumilus is um, really good for I think fusarium or septoria. Yes, subtilis. I use that exact method actually. No, no, so not subtilis. No, with pumilus. Subtilis at the end. Oh, oh, yeah. I see. Oh, that's right. They don't let you have all the, everything over there in Aussie land because they restrict a lot of those in the islands. I was a, well, never mind. I was going to say something, but I shouldn't say it on there. <laughs> Potent of the many secrets. Pretty funny how many, like, People you know with wheat farms and this and that and the other things. Uh, it's fun to think about people like that. It's interesting to see the different uh, skill levels and different things in Oklahoma, especially now that I've been teaching the grow class and stuff. I've kind of gotten to see a lot of different local grows, and uh, you know everything from people that uh, haven't done it before to seasoned vets. You know, it's kind of uh, interesting to see the different problems that people have. I had a, a grow I was helping out this week that had quite the spider mite issue that we're we're whacking back pretty quick, but, uh, you know, it just takes time. If I had to guess, I would say he's the one with the most NDAs on the panel right now. Stay <laughs> <laughs> I would imagine. At least yeah. in cannabis. Uh, what was I going to say? Um, how do I put this? Uh, the cannabis in the, the garden club was, you'd think it's just this small thing, right? Like, I don't know, Potent, how many people show up to your meetings? Like, I don't know. I actually have no idea. Maybe it's a thousand. How many? We're from eight to two dozen people, right. what we've had show up, you know, historically. So same thing with the cannabis. The biggest it, club, but it's it's cool. Like it's a fun group, and hey, if, if local people just have kind of a problem with their garden, they can show up and and you know ask their questions and hear a couple of different solutions. You know, if they don't want to like one person's solution, they can always listen to someone else. Uh, you know, you kind of get that. You know, it's kind of like having a bunch of. Uh, something similar to this but something local a lot of people haven't had a chance to you know talk to other local growers about you know local issues and, and for growing in particular local stuff matters a lot more because you, know, you have local insects local diseases local issues going on at certain times of year you know so it's a little more relevant to people's grows uh i completely lost my freaking question lost my freaking oh the cannabis uh, this, the meetings, when I started going there, I want to say that I was going to say that the, the, the club was like two years old already when I started going and a friend of mine, uh, actually, ironically, the guy that gave me russet mites that one time, that was the guy that told me about the club. It wasn't his fault. I don't, I don't blame him. Like in retrospect, it was like a, a positive experience if you can imagine. But anyway, uh, that guy told me because for example, among other things, he, he connected me to other people like at that time I was just growing on my own by myself, doing my freaking thing. I don't remember if I still had bag seeds at the time, but it doesn't really matter. I might've already had some fancy seeds by the time, but I was basically on my own, kind of just doing things my way, looking in books and whatever. And so he was like, dude, there's this garden club. It's super fun. You get to smoke. I didn't even know about the cannabis club. I don't think at the time, I'm not hundred percent sure, but I don't think I even knew about it. Maybe I knew about it just kind of distantly, but I'd never been there or anything else. Uh, Cause you had to be like a member and on and on and on. But anyway, this guy tells me like, hey, this is super chill. And I met some cool friends there. And if nothing else, if nothing, nothing, nothing else, you get some free seeds, you hang out with some people for a couple hours. It's no big deal. You know what I mean? Um, 
it ended up being like a delightful experience, honestly. And it was enough that uh, between that and the, the LA Scotch Club that I used to go to, I was like, oh, I want to have my own kind of group. And we used to do the Portland Cannabis Safety Society, whatever. But the, the cannabis group, he was a little bit more ahead on that. And it was fun to see that, I guess where I was going through with that is like some meetings were only 10 or 15 people, but some meetings were 50 or 60 or even more people. Same thing with my tasting study. We had five people one time, five, I guess you're correct number of fingers. How many fingers am I holding up? Uh, anyway, uh, how do I put this? Like one time we had five fucking people, but we also had one time that we had over a hundred. You know what I mean? Like, because the, the group built over time. It didn't even take that much time to build because if something's good, people will come to it. And it was the same thing with Canabesian. Like, some meetings in the beginning were not all that many people, but later on, and even then in the winter or something with pouring rain, maybe there's only like the 15 most loyal freaking friends, whatever. Uh, and it became you know, our monthly enclave to your conclave or something. But a lot of times, especially springtime, summertime, dude, everyone wants to know how to deal with spider mites. Everyone wants to know how to deal with yada yada such and such get free seeds talk to other people trade clones like i don't know i think those those things are going to be really important and we talk constantly about the reason why i'm babbling all about this is that we talk about all the the, the home growers lobbies that we should kind of start up so, stuff like that's going to be important like these kind of you know the confederation of garden clubs or something like the, the home growers are going to have to fight back because all i ever hear about is that the corporate entities do not want legal homegrown wheat. It just takes money out of their pocket, complicates things for them, potentially pollinates their crops from, you know, Joe Schmo uh, with his four plants and forgets to, to cull the mail and it pollinates their entire field, on and on and on. They don't want us to grow. Whereas like, I don't give a shit what they do. You know and I mean, like they can do whatever the fuck they want. I want them to leave us alone, but they somehow want us to shut down. So like, I, I think we're gonna have to kind of stick together. We're gonna have to build these kinds of groups so that people actually do know how to deal with spider mites or fucking bang aphids or whatever the shit or stink bugs or something, some kind of new virology, whatever is going to infect our plants or new techniques to grow better. You know, I would say like bigger, faster, stronger. Like it wasn't all that many years ago that people grew differently because they thought that was the best way to do it. Now suddenly they know about the food, so food web, even regenerative this and that and the other thing. I don't know. I guess I'll end it with that. Like I think we should build these clubs and kind of cooperate with them and I don't know build a community of this stuff build a community of like-minded kind of weed heads you know what I mean Agitation. yeah I think that's vitally important I think you're spot on how do we combat the corporate steamroller that uh they're trying to put over home grows yeah because that's where it all came from I mean who uh was doing medical marijuana in the first place but home growers you know who put those things into place who got this all uh established for these corporate players so uh it's a little ingracious for them to come back around and try to stomp us all out but uh we have so much power because we have so many numbers and you're spot on it's those groups and the fact that that the home growers all come together and have uh the huge numbers that we can actually combat, you know, just like with copyleft, it's all about coming together as a community, as people, as farmers, and having that solidarity and like a bundle of sticks. It's like you can break one stick when it's by itself. And you can break a hundred sticks one by one when they're by themselves relatively easily, but you bundle them all together. They can't break that bundle. You just got to figure out how we 
bundle ourselves, you know, the different ribbons that it's going to take to reinforce the bundle and, and keep it cohesive. And yeah, home growers, lobbies, copyleft cannabis project, all these sorts of things, a regen uh, movements and conferences like that, and all sorts of, uh, all sorts of ways of bundling our community together. But that's the trick. I think you're spot on to it. Yeah. Thanks, Sarah, by the way, for the uh, the support for, uh, what do we call it, Collo colloquially, I can't talk anymore, thumb love, give us that thumb love, it always sounds like half dirty, that's kind of the joke. Uh, anyway, uh, welcome everybody, uh, apes strung together, indeed, apes strung together. Uh, cheers, my friends, in chat, uh, we're still working on the guest, I don't know, we might do a, a I don't know, switch, I, I don't know, we're, we're, we're trying to figure this out, we're trying to figure out what's going on. Uh, in the meantime, we're going to just uh, keep talking about Weed and shit. Um, uh, weed shit. Dab time. Who's smoking on what tonight and what do you got? Let's hear it in chat. What are y'all smoking on? Um, I was smoking on some LA Kush cake batter and I really, really liked this orange Sundays that I went on. So I'm going to have some more of that. So cheers everyone out there and thanks everybody for being here in chat. And don't forget to share and get this information out for Fumi. He needs the support. Sarah. Uh, your channel as well. You've been talking about, you and DK have been talking about, uh, that's actually a good segue, frankly. You guys have been talking about building uh, more and different and interesting content. Like, do you guys have anything? You've been teasing it, I should say. Do you guys have further teases? Well, we actually have a gal that is uh, Ethan Russo's daughter. Y'all heard of Ethan Russo, I'm sure. But Ethan sure. Russo's daughter is actually starting the comic strip. And it's about apocalypse of the of the herbs of the apocalypse. Kind so I think it's going to be really cool. Yeah, I think it's going to be really cool. So we're going to be interviewing her. It was supposed to be tomorrow, but it's actually going to be next Wednesday now. We had to postpone it. She had another meeting come up. And then um, didn't we have another guest coming on? Who'd we, we have somebody else coming on too. We have some guests lined up, but you know how it is. You're waiting for them to get back and you don't want to announce it until you don't really know, you know. It's like that, okay. We're, 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 me, still, we're still supposed to have Swami. Swami was supposed to be on, but the Emerald Cup threw us all off. So that, he was supposed mm. to be on and then that, yeah, so that got on. And yeah, um, I'm trying to uh, think, it's, Drake. It's one of the reasons why, like, it's, it's one of the reasons why, like, the, the TV shows that have the guests, they have, like, actual bookers that they do that. That's all they do. It's li literally all they do. And even then, sometimes the show will, like, I don't know if you guys ever noticed this, like, they'll announce somebody, oh, so-and-so's coming. And then they often tell, well, guys, depending on which coast you live in. If you live on the West Coast, actually, the information is always accurate. But if you're ever on the East Coast, like, they'll change the names sometimes before, like, Jimmy Fallon or whatever. Like, they'll do the promo for the show, and suddenly the name is different. And you're like, what? What happened? Because, uh, like, the segment is live and whatever. Anyway, guests couldn't come or the car broke down or the airplane flew the wrong direction. Well, or you know, forgot, or... but that's kind of an interesting conversation a little bit about the how you normally have guests that help book the show. Well, we had J.R. Token. We all know J.R. Token. Mm -hmm. He used to help the Duke Gross show book all the, all the guests for that show, you know. So he, they used to have, they still have somebody to help him. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of people that are on the internet that are on Twitch and on YouTube and on Instagram. They actually have people that do help them in the background. They actually are paid professionals. And there are, you know, so some of these people out there that are answering some of these things actually have a social media team that's doing some of these for them. So 
you know, um, it is a lot to do by yourself, Theodore, as you, as you know, and, and when you don't have a team and people getting back to you on that. But yeah, but you've got some good guests and you have an amazing chat. You guys are so active. You guys are constantly chatting out there. And I'm going to shut up and take this dab. Uh, you don't have to shut up, but you're welcome to take the dab. <laughs> welcome to it. Uh, Caledonian, what's the what's the scoop in the the, the breeding scene? The breeding growing, we've heard well, about. Uh, you always have a fresh, uh, fresh kind of interesting perspective on on the plants, and you even have a different uh, perspective on selection. You've mentioned before. You have a more kind of relaxed perspective that you're looking more of like a family resemblance. Or am I am I getting that wrong? Like you're not looking for necessarily individuals. I don't think you've said you're looking for kind of groups of plants. I want to say, or am I getting that wrong? I I'm not sure exactly um i may be completely getting that wrong let's back I up on that well, you know mind. i mean i guess uh what i'm looking for are just reading the things that i enjoy i mean i guess um i i do have certain targets with some plants that i'm working with you know i, I like to kind of figure out what the best archetypes of its parents are you know really as a starting point and then you know consider what different combinations will will get me to the the best of what i can see i mean it, you you i guess you know the the energy flows downstream so if you can kind of like bring out what the plant really wants to do anyways and just make it do that the best i think that's you're going to have winning scenarios <laughs> if you do that um but then again that said there's always that oddball uh you know rare pheno within a, a plant that that really is the one that knocks your socks off so that you, you never know really it's uh it's always why it's really good to do as much pheno hunting as you can um obviously when you have limited space and you know legal requirements and that kind of thing that just blows that right out of the water mm. um but you know you do what you can out in the wild, wild country of Oregon, there's a little bit higher numbers that you can kind of get away with. Well, I'm certain get away with probably a lot of things, but it, sort of legally speaking. So some of our friends have been able to do a little bit of a, a bigger selection process. And I'm super jealous of how casually they've been able to kind of cull through some stuff. Um, what was going to say, unrelated to that completely, Cannabisian has been basically doing, I'm being facetious. Anyway, for legal reasons, unrelated to that completely, Cannabisian has an interesting kind of uh, uh, way of looking at uh, his breeding. And I've said this before, I want to maybe get him on the show again one of these days. We're going to have to probably coax him from the fucking fairy garden or something because his internet's bad or something. Whatever, we're, we're, we're have to get him on here. Maybe we'll get him on as a guest or something, you know what I mean? Uh, actually, he'd be a fun guest, to be honest. I don't know why I'm joking. Oh, yeah. He would actually be a fun guest. Uh, like, legit, he would be a really fun... You guys should see the guy. Like, honestly, like, you, first of all, somehow we need to show him in full regalia like that i hate to say that but we're, we're gonna have to the guy shows up i mean dead ass he shows up in a kilt like literally the guy wears a kilt and i think it's actually his family tartan like this is he's a unique individual to say the least and he's got full-on like scottish hair he's basically like a modern american portland hippie but he kind of dresses like a gaelic lord like it's dude it's he's a trip he's really he's something 20, else he's 25 percent swedish actually is it so, really? Yes, but I think so he's all of that is like an act. Swedish. It's still, yeah. dude. His name Viking. is Swedish, hundred percent. But it's a fucking yep. kilt. But it's a kilt. Yeah. Maybe it is a Viking. Yeah. All right. 
you see, we're going to have to get him on the show because I might be misspeaking on it. It's still, it's like a the 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 manly version of address. We'll call it that. You know what I mean? The one, oh, that, that one. Uh, anyway, he's also a cool breeder. Uh, what was I going to say? He breeds in a slightly different style. He doesn't breed with one male to one female. He breeds with usually, I think, two or three males. I want, I, I kind of forget. And it sort of makes a difference, but I actually kind of forget to as many as four females. I think usually about three, but as many as four females. And then literally shakes up the bag of seeds. So all the seeds are together. And so instead of, for example, I have some multiple uh, uh, phenotypes of basically uh, uh, a plant, or I guess multiple cuts of different plants that I'm interested in working with and taking different directions. But at the end of it, I'm not shaking those seeds together because I'm deliberately trying to separate them. And yet he's doing the opposite. He's deliberately shaking that bag together and I found that when I had the tree of life, well, Ozzy is shaking his head. I'm, I'm curious what he's going to say about this. In the tree of life that I ran, uh, and then uh, Scrambles ran, you might have run, I'm not sure about that, but a couple of people in the garden club because he was handing out the seeds, uh, we got to run through a lot of that stuff and see, oh, that's your version, that's my version, that's this version. We got to see some very kind of clear differences. There were some very clear, like cheesy phenotypes that were probably from one dad, very distinctly, distinctly differently cheesy. And then some other ones that were quite bitter. It's like really, really, really bitter, but still morphologically different. So those we would assume probably came from a different father. And then there was one that was coming up champagne. Scrambles got a phenotype of that. I got like two phenotypes, arguably, and one that was very clearly what I was talking about. Um, I can't swear that that was the father, but I guess where I'm getting to is that I think it was maybe a different father. The fun thing about that whole line is that there's this genetic diversity in all those seeds. And a lot of times there was enough stability that you could say that, yeah, these are all tree of life. They were all recognizably tree of life. So that, I mean, hats off to him, good breeding, because otherwise it would have been tall, small, short, everything else. They were actually quite similar, but with different flavors, different kind of paints of the paintbrush. And then you would want, I think, for long-term breeding, genetic diversity. And so he's done that. He hasn't bottlenecked. He's actually opened the line more than anything else. Maybe not as much as, I don't know, whatever, I guess he's not talking but. We're going to have to talk to him one of these days because I think it's a really interesting way of looking at things. And I've been thinking about doing that this next round because I'm basically looking for the new fathers for the next round. It's like, oh, I, I'm halfway interested in doing that myself, kind of throw a bag of seeds together. So I'm, I'm still debating all these different ideas. It's it's an intriguing way of doing things. Anyway, uh, a couple of people wanted to say something. Caledonian, go for it, dude. Oh, well, I was just going to say in regards to what you were saying about like grouping or whatever, I wasn't sure what you meant exactly, but... I, I will say one common practice I do have with my breeding is that I tend to um, bag a portion of the plant and then just pollinate, you know, a, a quarter of it, um, so to speak. Uh, I'll usually keep the main stem free of seeds, but then various different times I'll expose, uh, like usually in like week two to four in that range, uh, the outside branches of a plant to different males that I have that I've selected um, for crossing experiments and whatnot. So um, if there are groups, it's that I have groups that have a shared mother or a shared female um, gene and with a bunch of different males that I'm trying out. So uh, that definitely takes place. So that's what, probably why you know I'll have um, common heritage across some of my um, similarly named things like the Sinai Bubba or Sinai Nanda, you know, we're probably looking at the same mother plant or not mother, but same, sorry, same female genetic. 
that name scares me, just as you say. Sorry, I was just chanting my microphone. Uh, allegedly, it might be a little bit too quiet today. Uh, didn't mean to put you on the spot with that, Caledonian. Uh, I, I remembered you saying something different, but, you know, this is a stoner show, so sometimes we get stoned, we're like, yeah, bro, that's fucking deep, bro. And then we completely misremember everything about it. We just remember, like, oh, yeah, bro, that's like, on the money, man. But then, like, the rest of it just is gone. You know what I mean? I hate, to, I hate to admit it, but every once in a while with stoners, we don't always remember everything. It's... Uh, <laughs> Good and bad. I don't know. Maybe. Ozzy, you were like going to say something. Like you were like, right, too, too many egg rolls, dude. Too many egg rolls would be great right now. Ozzy, what do you think? Um, the Yeah, breeding. I, I'll take my hats off to anybody who breeds. So that's a good good effort to even start and to try and do it. There's different ways to get a result. And I like to do marker-assisted breeding. So by sort of, I don't know that... I don't mix stuff up as well. Um, I like to select what I'm crossing and even manually pollinate, um, pull a female pollen from one variety and store it and then cross pollinate on a variety that I like that's got all the expression that I want and all the markers that have been ticked. Um, so I'm a little bit different from that sort of style of doing it, but there's nothing wrong with doing it that way. And um, yeah, I think it's good that he's, um, good that anybody's breeding, so good on him. I was going to say something with marker-assisted breeding that fell out of my head. Um, oh, just that Cannabisian uh, um, is actually breeding, I think, when you ask him for a slightly different goal. And it's intriguing because I'm surprised that I don't hear this from more uh, cannabis breeders. I feel like maybe we will. I guess I should get to the point of what he's, what he's talking about. I don't want to put words in his mouth, but I think this is accurate. Again, everyone's like, hey, you get the fucking point, man. Have you heard about the weather? I'm smoking on it. Anyway. Uh, he, is, he gives out seeds, right? But he also sells seeds. Like he giveth and he taketh. Uh, he's not taking. I'm just joking. He's, he, he, he sells seeds. He sells them, I think, DC Seed Exchange and so on. And everyone that's ever bought seeds, he has wonderful, wonderful, wonderful reviews. The, the Tree of Life BX has been on there, a bunch of stuff. And then sometimes to his friends or his meetings, he gives out these seeds that are worth real money. Like he could totally charge for them. But out of the kindness of his heart, he's been giving them away. By the way, cannabis seeds for the last few years, like, Almost anybody could charge for them. Like you could show up with a bag of fucking seeds and sometimes, especially springtime when people are, you know, planting outside, you could pretty much walk up with a fucking bag of nameless seeds and write like just some random fucking initials and like a one X and people will buy them from you. So the fact that Cannabisian was going there just handing out just fucking trainloads of seeds. And I saw how many he handed out. It wasn't a joke. Fully packaged. I should show, uh, I'll have to pull them out, but uh, they're fully packaged. Uh, Paper, I mean, different style with the glass files, and I really love the way he did it. Uh, it costs real money. People forget that it costs money to package stuff, takes time to count the seeds and everything else. It's a huge amount of fucking work. And he gave it out by the bucket load. And everybody that ever grew them was thrilled to death because the seeds were delightful. And so I guess where I'm going to with that is that he has this kind of different goal that he's been giving these seeds out to so many people. He's also, I should mention in this, that he's kind of like a homesteader. Isn't even kind of. He is a homesteader. Basically, they have a goat because actually his goat passed away recently. He was really sad about that goat passing away. Like it's it's, it's a whole farm. They they have a bunch of. I don't want to be more specific, but they have a bunch of agricultural kind of stuff. And so he's out there, kind of living living the the you know the the agricultural life basically. And so 
he has, I think, a different vision. He's not necessarily selecting for these kind of specific phenotypes. He has a few specific phenotypes. He has a New York City Tower Diesel. He has a couple other really nice things, some purple, I can't remember what it's called right now, that he breeds with. But for the seeds, he's, I think, interested in variety and running new stuff every year. And every time he uh, plants his new seeds, I saw his garden. It was really just something out of a fucking movie, honestly. Uh, a bunch of different stuff, basically, from seed. And he prefers, you know, seeing new stuff from seed. So I guess where I'm going with this is it's this different perspective where he wants people to go and create kind of their own new homestead, I think, more than anything. Like if we asked him, I bet he would say that, that he wants people to go and find cool shit, read that shit together, give that shit to their friends, or even, God forbid, start their own seed business in the future. I don't think he would mind that, honestly. He's chill that way. Uh, he just wants more people to have more cool stuff. And so in that sense, he wants to avoid bottlenecking. Now, I'm not. I'm not saying anything super revelatory or not obvious or anything else. I'm just. I, I'm. I feel like he has a little bit different version of this, and it's neither right nor wrong necessarily. It's cool. I think it's a really cool thing. I like his weed. His weed and his seeds are excellent. He's super cool. He's super funny. Um, how do I put it? Uh, it's different, right? I guess I'll end it with that. I don't know. Yeah. Well, when you use markers, it's um, heaps different. Because um, markers, you're looking for and like something to identify, like a highlight, um, something that's going to stand out. Um, and with marker-assisted breeding, you can use different. There's morphological ways. There's molecular ways, which I can't do because I haven't got lab access to lab. There's um, biochemical ways, which you can do from stains under the microscope. So you can apply stains and see what proteins are doing different starches and and isozoans. Um, so there's a little bit, yeah, variance, I suppose, in that sense. Ever? But Ozzy, he's not picking random plants. I guess I probably, it probably made it sound like he's picking random plants and throwing those together. He uh, is, he's a pretty experienced grower. He's a good grower. I've smoked his weed. I've seen his flowers. I've seen his plants. He's an excellent grower. He's right up there. Um, but I wouldn't put him behind any grower that I've ever met, basically. So he's, he's an expert in that sense. So when he throws some plants together, it's not, you know, random haphazard chance. I didn't, you know, I don't know. I don't think Ozzy would thought that. But I'm, you know, clarifying for the audience, basically. So they know who I'm talking about. They don't, you know, some guy that I met, you know, you, you can't, they don't know. He's a friend of mine, lives in the general region here, basically. And he, he basically makes his living as an agriculturalist in another field kind of but you know as a result of you know knowing that stuff and living out the country and stuff he got really into weed and just on and on and on has a long history with it and he's a really really good weed grower but he doesn't grow weed commercially but he's, he's really good at the breed, weed seeds and the weed growing uh so uh his honestly marker assisted breeding i'd love to talk to him about this because i think at this point i am kind of putting words in his mouth let's roll with it for the moment don't you know, put this in fucking blood or something. But we'll pencil this in, basically, that he's looking for, for example, vigorous and very interesting plants, but somewhat similar, because there was quite similar. I said there was like this uniformity to all the plants. They were very different flavor-wise, but the high was very similar. Like it was this extremely train-wrecky, cuts through everything like a bell, every single phenotype. You could smoke any one of the phenotypes, any of them, and they would cut through everything, at least all the ones that I had. And I smoked scrambles and at least a couple other people. And the same effect was there. Train wreck, like a bell on noon, like the church bell that's louder than everything. Like it doesn't matter how stoned you were. It didn't matter what you'd been smoking, if you'd been smoking OGs or Kushes. And we did it. We did it at the Tasting Society. Every time I brought out the tree life, every time... Um, uh, uh, scrambled brought his anytime anyone basically brought even kind of shitty grown I, I shouldn't say that but anytime a little bit less well grown 
uh, uh, tree life BX, cut through everything like a bell. The high was uniform. The plants were welcome, dude. Uh, the plants had uniformity, but the flavors were all over the place. So I would imagine, again, this is where, where the point where I probably should avoid putting my words in his mouth, that he was looking for vigorous plants that shared some features, but not necessarily others. So for example, with the fathers, you know what I mean? So it's, and and the, the same thing with the mothers. With the mothers, it was easier to taste them, you know what I mean? So honestly, he would just puff them and fucking stone and a half. So he would be, he would be a delight, it'd be his pleasure to fucking smoke that weed. Uh, and then he got to select those. The marker-assisted breeding was what tasted better, probably. I mean, again, I don't, I don't, I don't want to quote all of that, but I think that's it. Ozzy, what do you, I mean, what do you think about that? It's still, it's still a targeted breeding, right? But it's a connoisseur's yeah, targeted breeding. He would have found the winners for sure, because he's got, yep, yeah, he's got. Um, he would have found the winners definitely, because he's got good results. He's got good parents. He's got good experience. He knows what to look for in a in a parent. And if he if he um if he bred them out and then grew them out and thought, oh shit, this isn't really good, he wouldn't stand by them too. So um yeah, I, I think you could pretty. He's got the goods, I reckon. It's um it's yeah. just the different styles, I suppose. But um I like to be a bit more sort of select and even not on a bigger ratio, even on a smaller ratio. I don't mind even hand doing one branch and only ending up with fifty seeds from one variety um seeing if that variety actually worked um trying that at the moment did that with uh pink um what's it called pink glucan yeah yeah but yeah it's um different so as long as he gets the result and he's going to get the radness and you've smoked it so um it's already proven <laughs> so cheers to him <laughs> i mean uh it's pretty sad that like since we're still kind of new to like legal growing and stuff like you still see ads on What's Facebook, I think, more or less, for cannabis seeds now in like marketplace. Yeah, you mentioned yeah. Um some random person and they're really expensive. You know what I mean? And I'm like, well, it must be working if they have it in there still. <laughs> yeah. Same thing with clones. We just have like if you don't know someone that grows or um you're just trying to get into it and you really don't know anyone like like legally it it's like there's one person i know about that gives like selling clones and he wants a ton of money for them the clones are actually worth a surprising amount of money it's amazing like if you get uh i don't know if you get I something think, that's just head and shoulders above everybody else you know i think 500 i'm not much. surprised Dude, I'm not surprised people pay incredible money for some things. I don't know that I would, you know what I mean? Like, I, I have enough friends that I think I would just find something that I like better. But I can certainly understand some people that put really high dollar prices on some stuff. Yeah, OG Kush is to be $5,000 cut. On, when I'm... Who's going? Oh, you go. Oh, Ozzy, go for it, dude. Or it's just very quick. When I was on, uh, yeah, I can say it, Vancouver Island, one of the dispensaries there... They wanted me to give them some clones, and they said I'd give them. They'd they give me ten bucks each for them, and I couldn't believe it. And then that was a bloody insult because the stuff that I was working with was Keeperfinos, so that was a pretty insult. Over, <laughs> just an example. Yeah, was, you've told the story about uh, your uncle that that uh, was a little bit uh, older and wiser, maybe that allegedly may have paid some high dollar prices for some clones back in the day, right? Yeah, yeah, that's that was well worth it because that was from. Um, yeah, that's Thug Pug. And he said thousand bucks for his peanut butter breath back in the day. And um, that was oh, back in the day, uh, 2016, 
I think it was. Um, and yeah, and that was very considered. I'll tell you what, it was um, so blimmin' close. It wasn't actually done, but yeah, that was, um, yeah, but that was an example too. I think that's excessive too. <laughs> Even for that, and that's my prized stream. Dude, I know people who would dead ass probably spend two or three thousand dollars for a cut of GMO right now. You know, if because you're doing it, it, or they would sell it because it's the hot shit right now, or it's at least one of the shits, or the white runs, or Nike's not. Yeah, right I now. get it. But anyway, some people, yeah, I get it. You know, if, if you have the money, go ahead. If we can get D for twenty k on here, I'm pretty sure the OG that made its way down here in like the the late like early two thousands, I'm pretty sure was uh, a triple digit cut. As disgusting mm. as that sounds, pretty sure it was 100k for that old school OG to Holy make from, from California down to BC. But I'd love to hear Jeez. it from from Darren again. Yeah, wow. He, I heard that. that I heard terrible great. stories about the the ghost OG that it was essentially. Um, I guess I shouldn't repeat uh, uh, gossip, but um, mislabeled from a purchase and then basically labeled. Oh, sure, that's mine. And then essentially, I have that heritage now, which is always kind of a weird thought in my mind in the sugar tits. But I don't know, that's part of the story, I guess, right? Like the, the little fuckery involved. It was somebody else's cut that they paid like 10 grand, I heard, uh, for whatever. We're, we're babbling, babbling, babbling. I'm also half stone again because I've been smoking Morgana. Here's, I don't even know if I'm making sense. Here's where I think it's worth the money, real. Let me go real quick, boss. Yeah, well, here's where I think it's worth the money. If like, I'm talking physically to like Thug Bug and I buy his prize, like the one he's been breeding with, then that might be worth the money to me. If I was talking whoever, you know what I mean? Or, or Skunk House, well, because GMO, Skunk House, genetics, you know what I mean? I've talked to, like I bought in some seeds from them. Um, if I talked to him and he's like, I'd give you the GMO cut, the actual GMO cut, and I'll stop like running it or whatever. I'll keep it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'll spend the money on something like that. That's cool. That's different. That's like I have the skunk house cut. I actually have thug pug cut. Oh, that's cool. And also from a um, commercial perspective, if it's very if you've got something that's above the rest, well, hell, that's the sale, and you want to get the top bracket regardless. Even it might you may be able to pick what league what, what league you're in, but you, you know you're going to do a lot better. Um, where if you've got a shit one and grow it really good, you know you're still going to have to you're still going to struggle and not be able to get it. But from a home grower's perspective, it doesn't really make much of a difference because you know it's just as good. Exactly, it's all, it's all the large scale. It's usually people that have like a few hundred lighters on the roll, and if you can add in something that's above everyone else's, and you're getting top dollar two three plus per unit. I mean, do the math. It uh, it adds up pretty quick. So you can you can. I mean, who go? Who else could afford to spend the money on on cuts like that, right? Like it's it's not for uh, us little guys. So uh, speaking of little guys, you're not such a little guy, by the way. Um, if y'all don't follow Drake, you should go check him out on Instagram because uh, he's got quite a big grow going on up there with a business partner up here. How many plants are you guys doing up there? I'm gonna do all J all uh, Jadam National Farming on it. Oh, we can go up to like 183 or something. There's roughly 140 or so that have been transplanted so far out at the farm. Uh, it's kind of why my outdoor garden, it's it's done and, and on the roll. I'm just not completely thrilled with it because I was I was uh, dealing with a lot of vegging younglings uh, amidst my other plants in my very small veg space. But we we got through it and have, have been rolling. And that's where we're super excited to use these, these natural farming 
uh, practices and kind of use them more to a T. And as we're uh, completing all these different uh, fertilizers and microbial inputs and just different aspects to it, we're able to really start following it to, uh, to a T like a recipe. So I'm excited to be able to do that in probably the year to come. But this year we'll get like a good 50 to 70 percent uh, run through in my mind, maybe even a little bit less of, uh, of proper techniques. So lots of fun. And indoor as well, doing it indoor. I got LED, I got uh, four by eight and two 32 by 32 beds in a small 10 by 10 flower room. Um, the veg is, is still what uh, is gonna be the last on the list to, to improve. For now, I just kind of just go from whatever, say solo cups or small pots to whatever size um, needed and, and pop into there. But yeah, excited to roll through and use the, the Jadam practices for all the, all the above. Well done, Drake. Woo. With your knowledge, you can't go wrong. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. With, with everyone else's help, with all the lovely individuals such as yourself and everyone on the panel, all the people in chat, we'll definitely get through it together and we'll all learn together and grow some, some good medicine. You know, I was going to actually say something quite similar that, um, I don't know, there's, there's, there's so many trends. Marshall uh, reminded me just now, martial artist of... Uh, you know, there's there's trends of positivity that you can always find. There's always kind of community building trends in, in any kind of group of people. And there's always the really acquisitive kind of the people that kind of suck out, you know, their scoop of ice cream and take it away and, and, and eat it somewhere else. I was just thinking, like, um, how do I put it? Uh, archive, uh, we were just kind of chatting a little bit about uh, cuts and stuff. Uh, you know, I said something about GMO. Oh, somebody would pay, you know, a fortune for GMO. And kind of the gist of it was, uh, welcome back here, D. Uh, the gist of it was, uh, I always wonder, I guess it's, it depends on, on the, the, the plants and where you get them. You always wonder, is that the breeder cut they're talking about, the famous cut that looks so amazing and such and such and such, or is it a cut, the, the B cut, the C cut, the, the, the D cut? For example, I grew Mac Sum. I call it Mac Sum. It wasn't Mac 1. It was adjacent to Mac 1. Very, very similar, but it was clearly not the same cut. It was probably the maybe second plant or something. Mac close enough. Mag Uno, yeah, we call it that. Like, uh, uh, but anyway, like it was, it was close, but no quite cigar. You know what I mean? So I tossed that shit on the road. It was a lovely plant, and in a different circumstance, it was okay. It was photogenic and blah blah. But my version, especially indoors, it took like twelve weeks to ripen, like, and it just it was not in any remote circumstance worth twelve weeks. It was some of the swaggiest weed that I've grown, like. Kind of weed that you smoke a joint of it, and at five minutes later, you're like, I'd like to smoke another joint. Like, it wasn't all bad. It had anti uh, inflammatory. Uh, I still have some of that weed, honestly, but I don't even smoke it. It's a little bit anti inflammatory and so on. It has a decent flavor, but it was it was not Mac 1, like remotely. Uh, anyway, uh, so for example, there are some places uh, that I've heard of that actually do give out the specialty stuff. And I was just thinking, like, you know, Archive is one of these places that's somewhat famous for it. Some of my friends have gotten like the tangy that everyone's talking about, or the so-and-so, I don't even remember right now, all the different cuts. But they'll go out, sometimes they have to stand in line for it, but they'll go and they might spend like up to $100, but it'll literally be like $100, and it'll be the fucking fire cut that everybody's fucking talking about. And there's been some of these these places that have been around there. It used to be, I guess, Wonderland Nursery down in California. They were somewhat famous or notorious or whatever, infamous maybe, for mm -hmm. uh, selling uh, sometimes giving out the CBD cuts, I believe, but then also a lot of really cool, right? Uh, 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 Tara's met him. Uh, anyway, I guess they're they're shut down now, I think. But anyway, they used to give out this fire stuff. And I guess the point where I'm going with that is, 
if we had more of that, I don't have to endorse any particular brand, right? But the point is that I'm trying to say is like this community building kind of mentality where you're actually giving away information. You know, you don't have to give away everything, but when you're giving away when you can information as opposed to kind of selling it for a price, when you're kind of giving people, again, I'm not trying to say you give the shirt off your back or something. There's a difference between making a living and so on, but trying to build the community in some positive way as opposed to kind of take value out of it. I don't know. I realize that's me talking on my fucking soapbox forever and ever. We have two Ds now. That's trippy. And one has slightly more lag than the other. So it's like... Check far out, man. I'm 2D. Brains. 2D. <laughs> 3D, 2D. 2D. Oh, shit. I don't know if I can handle brains twice. Right? Double D. I'll do Double D. Too. That's it. Double D. <laughs> R2D2. Doobie, doobie, do. No, doobie, doobie. Uh, that was funny in my head. I call my shop back R2D2. Something like that, man. Cool. What were we talking about? We were talking about random stuff. I don't know if we're going to have a guest this evening. I guess we're going to have to wing it this evening. Uh, what was we gonna say? I think um, that's what we're doing. Two minutes. Two minutes to four twenty somewhere. Should, uh, should, uh, should, uh, should, uh, Dude, I have some Kevin I have some black lime reserve. That's what that. That lime reserve is amazing. I bet. I, got GMOs. I can't wait to hear from Wes Engine and Uncle Trip, who's watching right now. I saw earlier in the chat his uh, uh, cousin is watching. Uh, a couple other people have uh, Lime River Rose, like, just about ready to smoke. Uh, so I think. Maybe he's just not cut down yet. I can't remember already. Dude, I can't wait, because I think that's going to be one of my favorite crosses. It's, uh, yeah, no, it's like Jack the Ripper across the Ruby Jack. Looking really good. Uh, it's come along really nicely. Um, uh it's been a little bit neglected i haven't been around to give it the usual care that i have so it does, it's not quite as pretty as they usually are but they, everything smells great and looks great in there um some amazing scents and, yeah yeah but no they're they're really good plants and they look really healthy and they're 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 frosting up real nice so yeah so it's i'm not going to sugarcoat it in my garden this was kind of petite it's about the biggest size nugs that this one had but they're very loud, very, very uh -huh. loud. A little bit unusual. They're not sour. It's kind of a sweet pea lime more than anything else. I was a little bit surprised. I thought it was going to be like the super kind of savagely lime lime, but it was just know, kind of a sweet pea lime. Um, I, I was disappointed. I didn't find um, the uh, rose. I, I was hoping to find some rose in there, but I have not noticed any rose anywhere. But unless like I'm the softer stuff in the cotton candy that I said that I was saying about before. We'll see, Ruby that. Jack. Ruby Jack has a way of surprising you. So you know, until we kind of say that there's none there, we'll see. Uh, yeah. Just like, for example, the uh, even a lot of the green phenotypes probably still have kind of pink. Uh, cheers, folks. Happy 420. Uh, thank yeah. you for reminding us. Uh, some of them should still have kind of pink bracts. So like, I don't know. It's this like trait that I really, really love from that Ruby Jack. So don't be surprised. I hope uh, this is me speaking hopefully, but in the in the prototypes, this has really been the case that even the full on greens and everything else will have just a little bit of purple just to remind you, and just this little tiny bit of like a floral something or other. So the best ones are rose. 
we'll see. What I'm smoking on right now is uh, an NL5 haze cross with a Hindu Kush. That's from Swami Seeds. Um, so, you know, a lot of their genetics are passed down for Wait, many Swami years. Seeds. Is that yes, yes, you, oh, that's you. You're right. To, that's, yeah, uh, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. You got yeah. her. That's the one that, that's a uh, mm -hmm. questionable where he got his genetics from. Just saying right. there's friends of the show have sworn up and down that. <laughs> I was like, wait a second. Hold on. Yeah. yeah. Uh, dude, that's so, that's the life, man. What was I just talking about? The dude, the sugar tits is fire. I don't have any because I smoked it all because I love it so much. The the sugar tits. That was the last thing some cool ever sent it to me, and it was the ghost uh, ghost OG by Jack the Ripper, and it's fucking fire. Yeah. But it comes from that like fuckery. It goes from obvious fuckery where basically a guy just essentially bought something and said, "Well, this is mine now. I found it and built a career from that." You know that same kind of fuckery. It's so, like the mm -hmm. genetics. I mean, they're, they're probably still fine. But because cannabis is like this, I don't know, ethnological thing. I don't know, maybe Solshan, I'm curious. Oh, he just took off, I guess, for a little bit. Uh, the good and the bad will be there. You know, like the good and the bad stories. Like there will be stories like, oh, this guy ripped off this other guy. Well, it got fired though. You know, like, and then we crossed it with some other stuff and blah, blah, blah. For all you know, half the shit that we have, somebody murdered somebody or talked about their mama or whatever. You know what I mean? I well, it's, it's, I'm it's sure sad. all those old strings. Sorry. Right. I was just going to say it's sad for me to hear that because I, those uh, strains that I have from his collection are some of my favorites. Um, so, you know, if there's nefarious business practices in the past that have led to that, that's really uh, unfortunate. And you know, like I said, I'm sad to hear that. I know that. what you mean, man. I, I know. I know what I, you mean. 100%. I, I won't have to, I'll have to like re look into that, but like, um, you know, I, I don't like to do business with situations like that, so that I won't. Yeah. Um, but uh, but I'm really happy for the genetics that I do have, and one of them that I am smoking right now, the NL5 Haze Hindu Kush, is kind of limey oregano. Uh, is how I would say say it comes off. Um, and it's it's pretty nice. I'm I'm digging it. Um, I, I also really love the one I call Maz G, but it's really sort of complicated because it's like Swami Indica can cut crossed with like Mazar Guero, something else, you know, it's, <laughs> but it's just a complicated long name, but it's really quite good. It's another like more sativa leaning. Um, it's got some rough roots tied into it. You know, you can, you can taste the uh I've, i sort of want to say unrefined wild and unrefined side of it which is something that i enjoy in a lot of cannabis stuff i i, I like a lot of the unpolished gems and uh unrefined stuff yeah. out there doesn't need for me i, I don't really you immediately have to cross to be before like, cut cookies covered in trichomes and all this other stuff for me to find it to be a good and enjoyable herb um especially if it's unique in its way you know so um you know some stuff that definitely you, you start getting into things that are more closely related to land race strains that haven't been honed all that kind of things you're, you're going to see you know definitely lessened trichome production on many of those 
Um, and you know, if you're if that's what you're seeking to to maintain as much as possible in your breeding program, is only go after the ones that show that that trait. Um, you know, you can kind of maintain it in the line as much as possible. But I, I forgot about your lag. Uh, Caledonian, I think, is a fellow Comcastian, so uh, we deal with a. <laughs> a different version of the internet, you might say. We'll we'll just be polite and and end it at that. But anyway, uh, I was talking over. I was joking like uh, oh, I don't even forget the joke because the lag like it lagged so long that my brain started lagging. What was the joke that I was trying to talk over here? It was like oh so and so brains brains whatever. My internet's been a little bit better lately, thank goodness. But that's after the the, the dude was here for like three hours last week and climbed a friggin' ladder like five times and whatever. Finally, at least, knock on wood, there's, there's, what was I going to say with the, completely vacuumed out of my head. Um, we haven't introduced, now that he's taking a freaking puff, I'm always catching people like during their puff. I guess we'll describe him. We'll describe Vets Grow. He's a nice guy from uh, Oklahoma. He's uh, taking a dab right now, ladies and gentlemen. He's uh, puffing on a vaporizer. It's, uh, it's great to see. He's, he's clearly enjoying it. He's saying hello. He's showing it off right now. Uh, he's showing off the delightful Puffco Peak, it looks like. Yes, yes, beautiful black, uh, shiny, good, uh, what, industrial design, I think they call it. He's uh, clearly proud of it. <coughs> yep, right on. Awesome. Yeah. Cheers, Vets Grow. What's going on, man? Hello, Vets Grow. Uh, how's it going, everybody? <laughs> uh, just uh, wrapping up the night <laughs> downstairs and, and uh, <coughs> oh, excuse me. Uh, yeah, I've been working in the garden pretty, <laughs> pretty hard uh, here lately. Uh, we've got, excuse me, one second. Caught him. We caught him right at yeah. that time, right at the pinnacle. Really? I mean, yeah. like you said, you're good at it. Yeah, good catch, break, good catch. Man. Yep. Sorry, thank you guys. <laughs> um, but yeah, we got, uh, we got some, let's see, we got Sunkiss in the garden. She's looking beautiful. She's uh, right around uh, week four in flower. And then we have, uh, Let's see, right next to her, we've got Romulan and old OG from uh, a friend of ours, uh, uh, Red River Organics. And all three of those will be coming down here probably in about four or five weeks. Um, on deck after that, to be harvested is uh, Jack the Ripper. It's right around it and um, DD4 are right around week two or three. So they still got a few weeks to go. And then I have a uh, tangerine biscotti Sunday from Canarado. And it's right around, uh, it's only been in there for about a week or so. So I've got those going in, in my flower. And then I've also got my breeding project going on. Um, a little bit on that, I, I created an F2 of the Sun Kiss from Irie Genetic. Um, I haven't done much with it yet. I just did a couple of test branches um, and it took well. So I decided do a whole a whole plant um so it's in the tent right now with uh my son kiss male i'm gonna re uh, make another f2 batch and while i'm at it i'm gonna have that same uh sun kiss male hit pretty much everything that i just told you that's down in my uh, flower room the uh sun kiss gg4 romulan jack the ripper and i got a strawberry lemonade in there as well so um I'm doing this first kind of run of, of uh, my seed project, my breeding project, and it's looking really good so far. But uh, yeah, I'm just wrapping up the day and 
seeing everybody on here and some beautiful faces, some familiar faces. And want to hop in and say, mm -hmm. hey, how's everybody doing? Glad everybody's medicated. We just had a 420 about eight minutes ago. Apparently, 420 Ben might be uh, Uncle Trip. I mean, uh, might be soaking some seeds of mine. Right on. See that Uncle Trip, man. He's he grow, he's starting to grow more and more of my my seeds. It's been fun to see. Fun to see. More and more of the strains. I don't know why I keep looking at my freaking phone. Trip just mailing things all over the countryside. That's it, man. And uh, allegedly, geese geese are really taking them to foreign lands. Oh. You know, like. Uh, Train geese, amazing birds. Messenger. You know, wild geese. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. But you, you see it happen. You know, you hate when it happens. And you're like, oh. Then you, you hope, you're like, oh, maybe fly to Australia if you could. That's happened a couple of times already. Um, didn't always work, but uh, some of them flew to, to Canada. That worked out. I'm amazed that they found people like friends of mine, randomly. It was fun. Yeah, I got a story. Oh, if anyone's using the ANON app, um, Anon, I don't know if it's in your news, but it was in our news here um, in Australia that um, the FBI set that up and um, they've been working it for three years and um, they handed it out to criminal organisations and it really got passed out deeply. And um, there's been some serious busts. There's been a joint thing sting between Aussie and the FBI. And um, they've arrested a few, quite a few hundred people here in Australia and they've knocked out some pretty major shit. So I just, that it's A-N-O-N app. Yeah, it's on the news at the moment, so it's nothing new. But um, yeah, thought it'd be something interesting. Well, there's another reason why it's got to be all open source. If you can't read the code and have it audited, don't trust that shit. Like, it makes no sense that you would trust something to do your security, but you see the code. Like, blah, big red flag. Use still something trying, like Signal. They bought FBI put 12,000 um, compromised phones onto uh, the black market and then sold them. And yeah. <laughs> they basically tattled on them uh, on anything they did. So wasn't that a plot point from The Wire? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's they sold pretty a well. Bunch of burner phones that were already, yeah. already like tapped in or something, and they sold them at like the corner store or whatever. And okay. I want to know how that's not entrapment though, because that's kind of bullshit. Probably was. That was the police were plenty corrupt on The Wire. That was one of the freaking plot points. <laughs> uh, dude, that show was the like the best. Welcome, yo. Uh, that fucking show was the best, the best, the best. If you don't know the wire, you should go watch it. Uh, who did I interrupt? Actually, I interrupted myself. Uh, Soshan, I was going to ask you. You you don't necessarily have to know this. Can I remember the question? I may not remember the question. Damn it. I already forgot the question because we're fucking sellers here. I was talking about... that shit with... Uh, oh, I've already forgotten. Soshine, the secret to long flowing hair. That was the question. You probably know the answer anyway, though. Oh, I'm down for that one, though. I mean, my my secret has been nothing but Dr. Bronner's and coconut oil, and like religiously nothing but those things. Do we have any time I use any time I use something else? It just is not a good move. I cannot remember what my goddamn. How long's your hair, bro? 
Oh, it's pretty long. It grows really fast. Actually, if you take brain uh, health supplements that increase nerve growth factor, it stimulates hair growth also. So it goes down almost to my belly button. Yeah. yeah. We're about the same. That's funny. <laughs> no one ever thinks I have long hair. I'm, I always have it up in a hat. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't even realize you had that long hair. I realized you had longer hair, but not that long. Right on it. When I take a shower, it's because my hair is really curly. So when I shower, I'm supposed straight. to joke. You have really long hair; it's not on your head. Sir, on, uh, on the neurogenesis um, thing, have you seen uh, unnatural selection? Do you think they? Do you think that somebody killed that dude? Oh, I haven't. You'll have to send me it. Pardon. Yeah, I know. So there's a cool documentary about uh, people trying to like do this genetically, like rather than hey, y'all. Supplements. Hey, hey. <laughs> uh, rather than just taking supplements using gene editing. I can't hear anything. Is everything else muted? What's going uh, on? Uh, go for it, Catalonian. Go for it, bud. Anyways, my stuff's messed up. Good night. He has the uh, high quality, uh, first rate, not dollar store version of the internet, but premium Comcast will say that with a smile. Uh, cheers to Caledonian Grown on uh, Instagram. Super cool guy. Back to you, Potent. You're saying? Uh, you gotta, someone needs to give more cocaine to the rats that run the servers there at Comcast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Uh, what what the fuck was I saying there? Oh, the right. worst part is that the rats that are running Comcast probably are already swimming in cocaine, so they don't need to like <laughs> run around in those circles anymore. So yeah. it's a cool documentary that Netflix did, and they track like a kid who's taking stem stem cells to repair his eyes, which is super cool. And like, if you if you can like watch that his whole story and like not just balls your eyes out, like you're just a cold hearted asshole. <laughs> like like I I don't care who you are. You're, you'll be crying by the end of that one. But, and then there's another dude who wants to like use this for HIV and getting rid of HIV. There's another dude who wants to do it to make glow in the dark pit bulls. Uh, and like, there's like all these people that have their own. The guy that wants to, like, I'll take two, please. Wants to use gene editing to make a disease that will only target rabbits and rats in New Zealand to exterminate non-native rodents which, you know, good purpose, but they don't want to test it there. So, like, it's cool to hear, like, a bunch of different types of gene editing and GMO types of stuff from a ton of different angles. From uh, And it's a super cool documentary, but um, the guy that was working on the HIV stuff was found dead uh, in a um, one of those, like, floating uh, meditation pools. Oh, float tanks. I'm big into the float tank community, too. That was a big sensation. Yeah, yeah he so he died in a float tank and there was there was some uh, speculation that he was getting a little too close to the apple and solving some shit and uh and they had him killed because he died in boulder at the i mean same place i've actually done float tanks shit at so it's kind of weird uh uh well at least not not when he was there obviously but i had done it in that same facility which was kind of trippy yeah, they're a really legitimate facility too. With a, they've actually had participation in clinical studies there, and they have extremely good record uh, record keeping. 
so it, it is incredibly sketchy. Uh, float tanks were developed to study physiology of isolation and uh, compare it to jet fighter pilots. And so our understanding of float tanks and the safety of them is well established. So, yeah, it uh, is pretty well understood in like the medical community and the float tank community that he assuredly died of something um, pretty incredible and weird because the float tank environment is an incredibly hard environment to die in. Because you're monitored the whole time, and uh, you know, anyways, they know if some people are, yeah, depending. I mean, like Joe Rogan has one at his house, you know what I mean? And he just does it, but this is, yeah, but even there, it's it's so immersive into these uh healing states that the body is like self regulating itself in terms of inflammation regulation, in terms of. Uh, like preventing oxidative stresses and uh, like blood pressure, glucose, there's a ton of benefits in the magnesium. And so also you're in such a calm state that injuries, uh, when you have delta wave and theta wave brain waves are way harder bodily injuries and heart attacks. So it's, yeah, it's an incredibly difficult physiological place to die. Like there's a, it, all of the factors are pretty much keeping you uh healthy so yeah that was an incredibly weird one and he was also as i understand it incredibly close to solving a herpes virus he had herpes virus himself and he had taken his own experimental vaccine and he was the only person to have a post-infection vaccine for herpes he was testing it on himself and then he was going to start uh releasing it to the public and yeah there's some discussion there of did the experimental vaccine uh, have something to do with his death now vaccines uh are supposed to go through a lot of rigor he was self-testing which is uh part of a scientific tradition and i definitely uh like support the development of science in that way and people that are gonna put themselves in that but also it's risky so it may have had to do with that but it could have also been some sketchiness if i was a competitor and i was really like didn't have the ethics or moral standards that I have. I'm, I, yeah, I could think that that would be the chess move to make, make him die while he's experimenting on it. They're never going to give it to him. I see um, the rifle. Yeah. Weird, so I went on the uh, um, marketplace. And- <laughs> he said there's unmute accidentally. It always cracks me up. Because we're like, oh, what do you... Sorry. <laughs> That's the worst thing. <laughs> what are we getting on Marketplace, damn it? <laughs> anyway. Uh, um, <coughs> pardon me, I just interrupted you guys. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I killed chat with private chat. Anyways. Um, I think uh, it's time for a dab. What is um? Right what has everybody been smoking? And I got some, some more super fire rosin tonight. Well, next up Those is going to be Acapulco Gold. I'm really liking it. This is like probably the fourth box of rosin I've bought of Acapulco Gold. I'm really super, uh, super happy with it. Bubble hash rosin. Then uh, hoping got another bid in in another place. So we'll see how that goes. Fingers crossed. Although I feel good about this one. It has the most number of mushroom species I've seen in any single property in Oklahoma. So 
Totally. I feel like that's a sign. Did that other place that you showed me, did that fall through or is that still in the works? Yeah, so we, we basically have been putting bids in on anything that I've showed you, but they've all gone, uh, been overbid by some outrageous amount or some other crazy yeah. stupid shit. But it seems like the Oki market is just starting to slow down a little bit to something that resembles the word sane. But I'll tell you, like, some of the fucking bullshit some of these realtors want to pull, like, yo, straight up, this stupid bitch the other day, don't even get me started. She came, like, fresh out the gym, still covered in sweat and, like, a sports bra and yoga pants and she's gonna sell me a house like i'm sorry go the fuck home take a shower she's gonna charge you extra professional human being like, you're trying to get you're trying to sell me something that's you know a quarter million dollars and you're gonna come and be a salesperson and be drenched in sweat from the the gym are you are you fucking she thought you were gonna thank her Bowden. she thought like uh she's a hot piece I'm, no, I, don't, I, I don't know what other reason like, other than being an asshole like, look, I get it. I have dreads. I, I don't look particularly like clean cut, but you know, a little bit of you know respect goes a long way when you're going to spend that kind of cash. Like, like, do your job. Like, be a remotely professional at your job. Like, come on now. You make how much per transaction? You can't even like wear nice clothes, or at least like half DD, maybe business casual. All right. I mean, you know, you know, a shirt, a t-shirt with no holes in it, and uh, and decent pants. We'll call it a day. Yeah. But like. You know, don't don't come just fresh out of a workout. Like, you know, no, I know what you mean. Is realtors are an odd bunch because you'll find one that is, I mean, just like the picture, like caricature of a realtor. They'll send you every possible piece of information. They do every negotiation for you. They know everything about the town. They know all the regions just off the top of their fucking head. They know every single street and everything else. And there's some other guy who will basically just like kind of just wait until you hand them money. Like, it's just they're all over the place. I don't know. Or somebody we had, to we had a super cool property we put a bid in on and then or we were about to put a bid in on and then we, we did some research and here it was the mayor's former place and he had recently been like raided by the cops and was like in oh. this like legal dispute over like false charges and and the whole property it said one acre but the fenced in area was four and i said well what's the deal with that and we looked at the record there's like three streets that go through this thing that are actually like there but the mayor blocked it and just fenced it in uh -huh. it. so it's like well that's, with that. that's, like, that's normal this is yeah. so not gonna fly once we move in this is gonna get real weird like instantly like we're not gonna touch this with a 10-foot pole like fuck all this Crazy. like there's all kinds of goofy shit that we've run into house hunting like i can't begin to tell you <laughs> uh burial grounds any uh i don't know field of bison anything we had, thinking, a, like, we had another I'm, place that had like 800 amps in the garage which is fucking awesome like wow. when the hell does that happen um right. this guy was like a professional welder and had this huge i was gonna say what else are you doing like rocket ships or something and stuff like that so Dude, this guy had like a kitted out garage and we're like dude this is perfect for what we want to do and uh uh we go and find out the whole house is like the foundation like one half the foundation is like four inches lower than the other and it needs like major work and we're like fuck <laughs> so there's all kinds of silly good stupid shit you run into man we'll find the right one when we're supposed to my buddy wanted me he's wanted me to move to Oklahoma for a long time um Someone asked, like, where could you get a house and stuff? Like, it, it's pretty cheap. It was pretty cheap out there. But he said, he's saying now properties are getting more and more 
throughout the year. And I was like, what? I guess, I guess it depends what you're looking for. Like how many bedrooms and how many bath? like we're looking for something kind of specific and a little bit bigger so that, you know, for different reasons. So, um, yeah, but definitely like if you are thinking about getting property in Oklahoma, you know, kind of look at like Miami or Miami, whatever the fuck you want to call it, Tulsa, OKC, like, uh, and, uh, and then like south uh, from there. Because if you get up in the northern area, one, they always get fucked by a real early frost and it fucks up the crop. And they also seem to get way more tornadoes, way more hail, like just way more weather, right? Like in general. So it's not worth it. So go down in the south, you know, the southeastern side where it actually makes sense to grow. And you don't have to fight the weather so much. I think if I'm gonna move, I'm just gonna move somewhere climately. I can grow all year round. I just got a new project. I got it. I'm talking to in Puerto Rico. So I'm you know, like, I don't know, man. I'm sick of this seasonal shit. I don't know. I like growing outdoors for real. I would love. Greenhouse. I would love to build a greenhouse. Like that's my dream goal is a huge ass greenhouse. Like that was like my favorite times was growing outside. Oh, seasonal shit. Like you can only grow in the summer. You mean? Yeah. And it's not even very long. And then like Oklahoma, like you get like the rainstorms, tornadoes, hail. <laughs> yeah, but it's mostly just like. Um right at the beginning of your growth season, right? So like, you can almost wait out the worst of it uh, if you're willing to plant like, a little bit later, you know? And also like with the heat that we get too, the plants will catch up no problem because as long as you have enough water, those plants, you know, they'll scream growth and that high heat as long as they have the water and the, to, to not dry out. Hey, it's been great. Sorry, Smash. I didn't mean to cut you off there. Okay. Rock, paper, scissors. I win. Um, I got a I gotta pop. I got a few more things to take care of before I call it a night. Right and early. So it's been uh, an awesome show. None Thanks for the attempt. Uh hopefully one of these days we'll talk about natural farming, but uh we made an effort. Thanks for for, for trying. Uh, one of these days we'll uh maybe we'll get one of your friends because you've talked about a few different guests with uh, whatever. We'll get into it. Okay, have a good one, dude. Cheers. See you in the morning. You got it. Hey, Drake. Uh, what was I going to say? Um, I don't know, Sunshine. What do you think? Like, uh, I was thinking about uh, this is completely off field, but you, we, we've talked about open storage, this and that, from time to time. You'd be one of the folks that would have more of a deeper connection to this. You've talked about kind of open source cannabis with the genetics and the patents and everything else with the copy left. Uh, what do you think about Tor? I've heard all these stories about how Tor it was designed as this kind of. Um, Fuck, actually, you'd be better to you'd be describe it better than I would. But basically, the, the point that I was going to say is that it was co-opted, supposedly, by maybe even designed, ultimately, by government agencies that it was supposed to essentially circumvent. So it was used by a lot of people to, to uh, uh, what am I trying to say, to, to privately communicate over across, let's say, for example, you know, into Iran or whatever, like uh, places where you're not really supposed to have kind of freedom of speech. People were using these networks. Anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm babbling incoherently. So okay, go for it. Yeah, Tor is super complicated. I think it's really interesting. Uh, it's like a huge battleground in a way in privacy and freedom of the internet. Uh, and of course it has a big 
reputation with like dark web and uh, drug sales and moving weapons and all sorts of crazy stuff. But also uh, it's been one of the only ways that, for example, when the Egyptian government shut down the internet and shut down access to uh, the normal web, it prevented their citizens from speaking out. Also, uh, several other governments and Arab Springs is like a notable example. Tor was incredibly vital. So it's it's interesting seeing kind of both sides of it. Uh, certainly the founder of Tor, uh, Robert Dingledine, he is uh, a really interesting character. And I don't believe that he himself is compromised. I mean, he has pledged his life and worked immensely, a lot of it not for pay. Um, because he's working in the nonprofit sector uh, and continually starting new projects. Uh, he has uh, is probably not compromised, but that doesn't mean that the network itself isn't compromised. I think what's maybe the uh, new reality of the Tor network, uh, and speaking as not an expert on this, but someone who's like passionately following all of these projects, I uh, I believe that the problem is that the NSA and groups like that, and even having said that, now this this show is uh, data banked and you know listed. Oh, we we've been followed the, ever since like, ever since Coot called himself an organic terrorist. We've been, I'm sure, on the watch list. Yeah, right. There's all these levels to right. So there's these these automated systems, and so Tor doesn't it doesn't have that same mechanism, right? If you go on Tor. I mean, it's really hard to track who it is and what's being said, but uh, they, the NSA is working very hard on that. So they've created a lot of nodes. And what that means for people that aren't um, huge in the computer knowledge world, it's Tor is like a network of these different points, right? That are all computers. And then the idea is like, if you're accessing through one of them, and then they bounce around your tunnel through a bunch of them <clears throat> that it becomes impossible to trace it back to the start when then it comes out into web access. So uh, the way that that can be compromised is if a lot of those nodes that it would bounce through are actually ran by the surveillance mechanism. So the NSA and GCHQ and other groups around the world, which are these insidious and highly illegal by international law and highly illegal by the constitution, organizations that spy on us at every moment uh, through our cell phone cameras, through Alexas, you know, it's highly documented the way that, that they've gotten into these systems. Companies try to push them back out. They push themselves back in and they've pushed themselves into the Tor network too. They create these nodes. They host them and then you like bounce through them and they're like, oh yeah, you're bouncing through our thing. So we know where you're going. Uh, and, you know, this has even gotten deeper because people working in the Tor network also wanted to bust pedophiles. There was a horrible issue with pedophiles in the dark web and um, it was just a really disgusting um, way that people could hide their identity while still, you know, networking and uh, and perpetrating this pedophilia. And so, uh, like, I believe it was the Russian mob, but, you know, don't quote me on that. And anyone who's listening associated with that, I apologize if it's not, but there, um, I believe there was an yeah, association. Well, hopefully. 
Yeah, I believe there was an association with the Russian mob and these Tor uh, users and then Interpol, actually. And they uh, made it so that people who were accessing through Firefox to to these pedophilia sites actually were tracked and then uh, reported to the mob and GCHQ, uh, or I mean Interpol. And so essentially they rounded up a huge amount of pedophiles and, and uh, like ringleaders of these sort of organizational circles, um, which I support the uh, enforcement of that type of uh, thing, but I also don't support the violation of these privacy systems. So it, it becomes a very nuanced issue uh, and that has created you know issues with Tor as well, because as they engineered that, they began to you know corrupt the system itself and make it able to be controlled, interconnected into Interpol, interconnected to the mob. You know, these aren't really good for, for us lay users who aren't associated with those groups. So uh, yeah, I, I see the new wave of privacy systems are, are starting to move away from Tor and starting to move towards, uh, you know, things like Signal has been gaining a lot of momentum and, um, you know, Proton Mail, I believe is another one. There's a number of these systems that take Tor-like concepts, but then apply them in other ways. So Signal, you can download uh, for your phone. Katsu, Katsu Bluebird, uh, Katsu Bluebird uh, turned me on to Proton Mail. I'd heard about them before, but then I kind of looked it up again. It's actually American guys, but they live in Switzerland. They, they're part of the whole uh, Adam smashing crew over there, I guess, or they, they were anyway. And uh, it's encrypted uh, uh, mail. It has slightly different rules, you know, Swiss privacy rules and stuff. So I was like, hey, you know what? I'm going to be talking about weed stuff like Better be safe than sorry. I'm gonna get the fucking proton mail. So basically, that's the the chronic table shit. If you if you email me over at Fumidor at Chronic Table, you freaking throw that shit through Switzerland. So uh, uh, we're hoping for the best there. I don't know. I got I got a little bit fed up with Gmail. I've been I've been using Google for ages and ages and ages and ages. I have several accounts and on and on and on. I mean, I still use Google. We're using Google right now. It's not all bad, but there's just been a more increasingly weird vibe with them. So I don't know. And so I, I don't know. I hear all this weird stuff with weed. And, Whatever. Let's not get overly paranoid about it, I guess. But uh, anyway, I have also I like to tell people I have Swift email. Bro, my email is Swift. Fancy. Soulshine is like, dude, that is so beneath me. You're talking about Swiss email as if it's like a watch. It's not even. I, I think that stuff's valid. Like, we got to make this stuff accessible. I, I think a big problem in this space is just like, the complexity and then you have to understand all of it it's kind of like how we're trying to move away from sativa and indica and then people are like oh the other option is memorize every strain that exists and then like try them all and then you can mental reference the lineages and it's like people aren't going to do that like you and i might do that but uh your lay people aren't going to do it and it's the same thing with tour it'd be hard to do like i don't know i think like it's been around so long, it would be hard to shift away so fast. I mean, like I call them all cultivars now, but I will put it into, I, now I call it layman's terms. You know what I mean? Like a indica sativa type situation, I call, I would say. I don't know, that's just weird. It just seems like, I, it, it seems like it's gonna be harder to get away than we think. Yeah, uh, so we need like, to know about uh, brains, by the way. How, how are the brains, Dee? 
I think D might be busy. D, D might. Well, we got a request for a brains report, so we might have to wait for a brains report. D might actually be frozen. Oh, no, there he goes. Brains. Ah, good. Fresh. Sounds fresh. Uh, Solshine, I interrupted you, but uh, it's good to have a brains report every once in a while. Um, oh, priorities. Yeah. I'm right, all... Right. It's all about priorities. I also interrupted you earlier to talk about my freaking email account or whatever, but uh, I don't know. It's one of those things a lot of people don't think about that. I've heard, I don't know how many uh, readers still use Hotmail accounts and Gmail accounts and on and on. Like, that is not as expensive as you might assume. It's not as maybe hard to set up as you might assume. And it has a wide variety of advantages that I think are proactive, like prophylactic. But I mean, I still have a Yahoo account, email account. You see? A lot of people don't know about it, you know what I mean? So if you don't hear about this kind of stuff sometimes, I mean, I don't know, people are busy, man. You don't have time to learn about every goddamn thing in this life. So that's what I'm talking about, like with this whole freaking community building aspect, like how many people didn't hear about Proton Mail until we just brought it up in this conversation? You know what I mean? You and I are like, well, yes, yes, yes. They're just releasing a new version and I can't wait for the new interface and blah, blah, blah. And everyone else will be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Are you talking about spaceships in the expanse or something? By the way, a wonderful show. We keep talking about that goddamn show. I've now moved into the season where they're actually in the freaking, you know, the such and such. So that's kind of an interesting thing. Uh, anyway, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Proton Mail, it's kind of fun. But seriously, like this community building aspect, we've talked about this, Tara, we've talked about this on the show. Like you've had this, you've had a show longer than I have. You've basically gone out and filmed some of these events and gone and just honestly- Well, the person on here, actually, the person that sat here on the longest is uh, Mr. Oh, Potent sure. down here, who he actually encouraged me to keep going and doing a YouTube channel. We. Uh, we smoked at the regenerative conference there again, another meeting of, you know, all this mycelium web, you know, and then you and I meeting up at the cannabis club down in Portland and going to the conferences. It's, it's amazing. This community building. I love it. I'm all about it. If anybody's in Washington, everyone to meet up and you're in the central area of Washington headed through on I-90 let's sesh. By the way, here's a hot take. Ian is like, I saw the expanse. It was fucking garbage. I watched it. <laughs> I like sci-fi shit. Ian, obviously you don't understand good writing. I don't We're know what the hell. We're going to have to ban him, man. We're going to, I don't know. Yeah, I no, man. Ian, you're about to lose that wrench, dude. Oh, man. Oh, man. Then I wrench abuse. Can you, can you wrench abusive if you're just like, if your opinion is just so wrong? Man, I would pull that, so I, I would so pull that back as fast as we throw them <laughs> under 21. I no longer trust your judgment. I no longer trust your judgment. I want to know why Steve's so quiet tonight. I'm just tired. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's tired. Okay. Yeah, he's tired. He had a, a crazy time setting up for Girl Club, and then I had a... a just kind of a crazy day coming back from the uh coming back in traffic and all that stuff and then yeah so okay just making sure you're okay okay all good yeah all good just tired it's been like i understand working. i've had two different farms call me with like emergency calls that were an hour or more away so i've been running around like a chicken with my head cut off in the last two days so but it's always good when you're trying to like get ready to move to have some Random scrambles like that's good money, at least on the side. Yeah. Ian is a B-level cinematography. He's criticizing the cinematography. Plus, it's it's nice to, because you get to see a lot of, like, 
uh, problems that are going on in the area. Like you get to see insects maybe before they attack your grow or fungus or, you know, other stuff before it happens to your, your spot or you can prepare for it and prevent it and that kind of thing. So. Uh, by the way, so we're, I'm saying, like, explain yourselves. Like, uh, people have a right to, who did we just lose now? I'm fucking losing track. Uh, I had to think about it for a second before I lose track of what I'm trying to say. Um, you can't get everyone to like everything. It's kind of hilarious in my life how some people don't like sunny days. Some people don't like, like, strawberries, whatever else. But anyway, like, um, so uh, here's a hot take. He's saying, uh, I swear Ben Affleck, Ben fucking Affleck has more range than any lead in Expanse. Okay, Ben Affleck famously has basically no range. He's essentially Ben Affleck in basically every movie from Batman to Saving Private, whatever the fuck, whatever the, whatever the shit, the fucking the thing with uh, the Matt Damon in Boston, the, the freaking with the mini driver. Anyway, it's basically the same dude in all the goddamn movies. I agree some of the actors of the Expanse, like, for example, Holden, you know, fucking Stan Holden, like... There's his frowny face. Here's his shocked face. Here's his surprised face. I mean, Jesus H. Christ, Holden. But um, I was going to say, oh, for fuck's sake, uh, uh, Draper. Fuck, I can never remember their fucking names when I need to. Uh, the captain of the behemoth and her co-pilot. What's the co-pilot's name? The older guy with the scars. That fucking guy. That guy was great as shit. Love that guy. Or Amos, Jesus Christ, I love Amos. Like you cannot tell almost anything about Amos. He is a fucking cipher of absolute craziness and total possibility. That dude has so much fucking range. Um, who else? There's Abasarala, dude. She's my absolute favorite favorite one. Whatever I goddamn like, I fucking love that one. Dude, that show is the tits. But I mean, okay, disagree. Some people don't like vanilla. Some people don't like chocolate. Soul Train, right. what do you think? These are, these are insulting opinions. Wes Engine, he's here to thing. tell us. I mean, yeah, people can do whatever they want, uh, enjoy whatever they want. People have different opinions. Like, I really jam on well-made sci-fi. So, uh, like, you know, I grew up reading sci-fi and stuff. Like, some of my childhood bedtime stories were, like, best hits of sci-fi from 1978. And, like... Uh, yeah, so The Expanse hits me there. I disagree on the cinematography. I think uh, the cinematography is pretty bomb. Well. I'm not trained in cinematography formally. I have a bunch of friends that are like theater geeks or have theater degrees, and so I've been exposed to it a lot. And I think that they would agree that it, it's got all right cinematography, you know, at least uh, sufficient, you know. But I, I like when it. It gets the job good. done for the storytelling. I love the way they have these kind of zoom effects and it makes it look like you're actually looking through an optical device with your eyeball. You know what I mean? And uh, just everything about it, it's noticeably, by the way, I, I noticed in that show that there's very little robotics in anything. And that's kind of a jarring thing because if you think about that future, almost everything probably would have, you'd have robots on the ships, the ships would be staffed by robots and everything, but it's a fucking TV show that they don't have the money to, to have robots. So other than that kind of element that seems to be missing from the entire storyline, visually the storyline and everything else, the fact that they've made it this kind of, uh, I don't know, cowboys in space kind of thing, where they're all directly first person involved in stuff. And so when they want to look at a, a, a spaceship, they want to know about a spaceship. Um, what's this fuck's Alex? He's like, hold on, hold on, let me get a scope on it. And you look on the screen and the scope literally like zooms in and kind of shakes a little bit as it's doing it. You know what I mean? I love that's, I think, excellent storytelling. 
the imperfection of it makes it kind of more perfect. You know what I mean? Like, how do I put this? Like the Blair Witch Project, the fact that almost every like every scene in the movie was garbage, like it was shot with shitty cameras, all blurry and everything else. It let people for months think that it was still real. You know what I mean? It was objectively garbage cinematography, but it got the point across, which was supposed to terrorize you and make it, make you think it was like a an actual documentary. Yeah, I think that the lack of robots is part of the storyline. I interpreted that as a mm-hmm. commentary on how they discard the value of human life, and so the Belters mm-hmm. are treated like, um, you know, like how the Campesinos were treated by the Spain invaders in Mexico. And they were like, yeah, we conquered you Aztecs. And so now we'll enslave like a a percentage of you guys. And uh, yeah, we could have livestock pulling plows and things, but these people will do a slightly better job and we don't give a fuck about them. So yeah, they would, you know, exploit and abuse. And this is part of the cycle that I think that the series is commentary on. yeah, and I think that the character depth is great in that degree. In that area, it's there's a lot of character depth. Uh, James Holden, not so much. But if that's, you know, if that's your idea of the um, the scope of their actors, like if that's their lead to you, then I can see how you wouldn't like their lead. Um, I like all of the supporting characters, um, but I'm not Amos. a big fan of Holden. Yeah, it was shit. And this is the shit, man. Alex can be annoying, but I like him a lot. Um, the Martian chick, uh, that's, that's uh, oh, that's yeah. The fuck, what was her Draper? name? Draper, uh, Draper, uh, Bobby Draper, Bobby. So, Bobby Draper. So, who am I thinking of? Uh, she also has a similar name, the chick that runs the behemoth, um, Gunner. No, Gunner. no, 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 Gunner. Is it Gunner? Gunner it's Gunner. Yeah, she is one of my favorites. She has an amazing amount of depth. Mm. In a very kind of a shallow way, she plays it really close to the vest. You can't tell, you can't tell what ethnicity she is, like on Earth, you know, like in, in our sense of time. You can't tell where she's really coming from in a lot of ways. You can't really tell how loyal she is to anyone in particular. She's a belter, man. Yeah, seriously. But by the way, Solshan, I thought that was a really interesting take. And I, I actually kind of I, I, I love your takes on this this show because it's always a little bit of a kind of a recalibration uh, because I was wondering this whole time, oh, they're just saving money on that show, but you're, you fucking nailed it. Like on earth, they apparently have like 30 billion people. Like, I, you know, who knows how the ultimate long-term future, because this is apparently like 200 something years in the future, I think. It's about the same time, honestly, as like Star Trek is supposed to happen. Like at least the Captain Kirk start. I should know the whole storyline of Star Trek is like based like, 23rd to 24th century i think and maybe like ends up in the 25th century so it's actually not much farther than the expanse funny to think that they're not talking about warps and all it's more practical right uh, anyway well then again they have something else that comes but anyway that's maybe a little bit different what was i going to say uh how do i put this uh they've got supposedly 30 billion people on earth so again i was going to say like earth is projected to have less people but fuck who the fuck knows it's going to happen in 200 years they're supposed they have so many people that they literally like people don't have they can't go to school they're on a wait list to go to college until they're like 47 years old like there's way too many people for the available everything basically on earth and apparently that's the case that's not the case on mars on mars basically everybody they say everybody's working towards a common goal but there's still a shitload of people on mars like if there's 30 billion on earth you can imagine how many there must be on mars and i guess there was apparently like almost as many belters 
I might be misspeaking here, but I feel like they said there were almost as many belters as there were people on Earth. Do you remember Soulshine? Yeah, the scenes on Earth where they, I don't want to spoil it for people that are, but, you know, I think we've talked about this before. Spoiler. you know, Spoilers versus, uh, you know, just talking about it. Uh, yeah, the scenes on Earth, they're like, huge amounts of population uh so yeah that might be another commentary on the lack of value some people live lavishly some people live in the heights of luxury they have private uh um spaceship they have private spaceships with private space hangars we see amos and a couple people actually one of the former really rich people are in one of those areas at some point um i guess where i was going with that is that i've seen that in a number of different countries they don't even think about safety features for workers. They don't think about, you know, uh, ear protection or eye protection or goggles. Like, they just don't give a shit because people are disposable. Uh, the people themselves really don't think about it because none of their bosses have ever given a shit. They would probably get fired if they wore safety gear. Like, what the fuck are you? You want to be they in the fucking union or something? Lawyers. They probably don't. They probably don't have unions or lawyers or <laughs> OSHA they had a or lawyer, that shit. You'd have to have all that shit. But anyways, on that note, that's a bad note to leave on, but <laughs> 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 bring up wires uh, and shit, man. We'll I know talk you. about. We'll talk about your goose. We'll talk about your goose. Uh, how old is your goose? No, actually, I'm no. I'm really out of here. Like, I'm like a. I'm, I'm night night. You know, have an awesome. Well, oh, right, night. but on that, on the note of your, well, that's okay. Go for it. That's no, okay. Not, oh, actually, I don't know how old they are. I've had them. I bought. I I got them when they were babies. I went and looked at chickens, and. The little freaking geese are so cute when they're so yep. freaking little yep. and then they get yep. so freaking big and my husband hates them. And uh, yeah, they live for like 20 yeah. years. So you invested a little bit. You're yeah. Invested. Yeah. Unless they get let out back and a coyote gets them, you know, but you never know. But yeah. Well, y'all, it's been awesome hanging with the flavors and fuming. It was nice seeing you all. Have an awesome night. Thanks, chat, for hanging out here. It was awesome hanging with you all, and we'll see you again. And I have a live in the morning at 9 o'clock if anybody wants to come in and wake and bake with us. And you are always all welcome to join the panel, too, because we can let people on the panel, too. But have a good night, y'all. Bye. Hey, Tara. Have a good one. Bye. Uh, always nice to see you. Uh, she has the fanciest show or fanciest set, I would imagine, of anybody that comes on here. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't think anybody has a fancier set. No offense, D, but I, I think Sarah's a fancier. Got like peacock feathers and stuff. What were we talking about? We were talking about like sci fi, the expanse. What were we talking Oh, robots. Like, how some countries, I guess the point that I was trying to make specifically was, um, there are some countries, and it surprised me which countries. So, like some East, Eastern European countries that are much more advanced than this would seem to indicate. The labor prices are so low that they just don't care to even automate in some places. So, whereas like right across the border in Germany, you have fucking robots and all this different shit, partly because labor prices are super high. And then across the border in Poland, like they're like, no, nah, man, we'll just throw 50 guys at it. Like we could spend the money. We totally have the money, like the product's rolling out the fucking door and on and on, but ah, let's get like 50 guys. It's really interesting to see that kind of stuff and how, how it can be one border across and I don't know. So yeah, I, I buy your theory. I guess I, I realized that sounded like the end of my thought. I will finish the thought with this. I buy your theory 
that that's basically writ large into the future, that they essentially don't value human life. And they don't. They've made it very clear that the belters are essentially fucking trash. Like if they don't want to pay the belters, they literally push them in an airlock and just let it go. And sorry, you guys are all dead now. You know what I mean? That's that's harsh. But realistic, fuck. I don't know. It's the Amazon future. It's the it's the future of like. It's the Jeff Bezos future, straight up, dude. It's ironic (laughs) that it's not on that show. Fuck. That's not even ironic. Jeff Bezos is like, this is my message for mankind. (laughs) Named himself Pierre Mao. (laughs) No defamation intended. Right. Richest dude alive, man. Yeah, he's flying off on his uh, personal spacecraft from his personal spaceport from his personal ranch that is conveniently tax deductible and on and on and on. <laughs> hey, there's no income tax on Mars. <laughs> I, people, I don't know. The odds of that thing exploding on the first run pretty good. I don't understand why he's on the first one. That seems pretty dumb. <laughs> that was cool chances of survival are <laughs> minimal hopefully oh, uh, NASA's heading back to Venus <laughs> never tell me the odds Smash doesn't like the odds I just like to play them oh yeah I'll play the odds apparently we're having crazy lag today. Like as soon as someone talks, I only hear half of it. Hmm. I, w- I don't know about space. I don't think I would want to go to space. Um, I agree. I would agree uh, with you. This plan's beautiful. Like none of the other ones are like are are habitable at all. Mm-hmm. They're gonna, we're gonna no need bubbles and live in suits and have to live different. Just think of it, if it goes south, it'll be the first, like, internationally televised death of the world's richest man. No comment. That would be fascinating historically, though, wouldn't it? That's it. He's doing that. (laughs) It would be like, you know what it is? They have to make, like, a giant Icarus statue. (laughs) <laughs> spinning too close to the dildo. too close to the sun it's like it has to be made of gold <laughs> that's what they should do if, if it doesn't work you know if it works out fine great I think he's mainly doing it like as a pissing contest with Elon but right. um, if he if it goes south I think we need to we need to like crowdfund a giant golden Icarus statue with Dude, none of those people are fucking space. And none of those fucking people are any good. Like everyone always assumes that Elon is this saint of capitalism and whatever else, but he's just another fucking guy. But at least Elon yeah, wants to go to space for some reason that isn't just acquisitive greed. I do actually believe that he's a little bit of a little kid at heart. You're like when you saw that stupid truck, yeah, he's that he still paid, only a little kid could ever possibly fucking. I don't think he's a scientist. I think he's like a little kid with money. But even he's, that, at least like some personal joy. Whereas Jeff Bezos, dude, I just think he's like soulless he's like i wish to invest my winnings in some way that makes them larger (laughs) what way to do that but space yes elon wants to do it because he wants to see the uh the humans become a multi-planet species so we have a backup plan in case something happens to earth 
Uh, which, at least intelligent, you know, like he's still a total jerk off and everything else. But he can also have good ideas from time to time. Yeah, it's a, is like, I want more money to get larger. It's a really good idea. I think that we do need that. Jeff Bezos is also inspired by that. They both read sci-fi books as kids, and they're pretty open that their space program, both of them, is to create a backup egg in case Earth gets cracked for some reason. Yeah, maybe I'm being unfair to Jeff Bezos, the world's richest man. Tell us on the other hand how he's... He's like done the advertising thing better. You think if we invite his ex-wife, he thinks you'd come out here. He bought the title of founder. If you Google that this right now, you can see he did not found Tesla. He paid Ooh, uh, the, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. the title yeah. of founder. Yeah. Straight up. Bezos oh. is like, yeah, you can see that I'm Lex Luthor. That's okay. Like Elon is like, look at me, this rock star. I'm the founder of Tesla. Yeah, that's it. It's like some of those guys are actually comfortable just being evil. They're like, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. I'm the dude that would throw people in a pit. Like, that's that's cool. I'm fine with it. My hair, my hair mysteriously grew back. <laughs> right. Elon, actually, Steve was talking about Elon's brother in the chat. Elon's brothers tried a whole like agricultural project, um, building like boxes for um like stacked vertical growth type shit. Those containers, yeah, I've seen those. I don't know if that's where you worked with them, but I've seen. He's still talking mad shit, by the way, in the chat. He's calling us uh, uncultured fucks here. I'll have you know that. <laughs> Moderate. Uh, I am. Fuck. I am a. Oy, oy. <laughs> Burr. Bourbon. I'm half pirate. Yeah, I said oh. this in the chat, but I don't fault Elon and like his missions or, you know, his life path, given the system and the way the system works, like it's pretty clutch. And it seems like he's moving towards positive things. Like the impact of Tesla is pretty awesome. The impact of his solar stuff is pretty awesome. Hopefully the impact of the space stuff follows that same trajectory and maybe is a little more democratized uh but i do think it is interesting and telling about somebody when they pay a large sum of money to claim that they founded something <laughs> they did that's that's just really interesting that he wants to claim that publicly that's like his title but he uh he didn't actually found it it's it puzzles me It doesn't puzzle me. He's just a fucking egotist. Shit. Well, it is. Doesn't have to be that great of a guy. Easier to sell a brand, man. It's easier to. It's easier to. Yeah. Easier to invest in that idea than than you just bought it off somebody. Ponics talking mad shit here in the chat. Uh, what was I going to say? No, no to the donkeys, but yes to the elephants. Um, what was I going to say about uh, before that? Captain 420 is talking about, I think, a perfect date with his mama or with, with your yeah, mama. Yeah, one minute till 420. Dang it, I got to roll a joint. Shit, I'm way behind. Shit. Um, uh, ladies and gentlemen, let me know what you're smoking in, in the chat. I think actually this next joint might just be a salad joint because I have some weed like already ready to go. I mean, a little bit of black lime reserve with a little bit of uh, Morgana and a little bit of uh, a tiny bit of bedrock boogie from earlier. Hey, folks, thanks for hanging, by the way. Go ahead, dude. 
Oh, I was just gonna say, I'm not gonna lie, I went about an electric or a hybrid at some point. I've until now really wanted a, a, a hybrid. Dude, I was really into Tesla until I, until I kind of started to read more about it and cars are Here's kind of everybody. poorly put together. A lot of weird fucking problems. And, I don't know. I kind of, yeah, I, yeah, I kind of turned off of it. I don't know. There's a bunch like of other really companies that are starting to come out with stuff, but I don't know. Draw my dab, motherfucker. I, um, I wanted a Tesla too, Fumi, until I went in my brother's car a few weeks ago or mm-hmm. when he was down here. And um, his car, it, it's all apparently since 2017 or around then, all of the cars that come out have the driverless technology. And he was, um, he's got, his car had the driverless technology. And I was just tripping out. It does everything. It brakes and shit. Showing us how he just sat back and it did everything. And I was just yeah. spinning out, steers and stops and all sorts. It was just really cool. Um and yeah, since then I thought, wow, I don't really have to get a Tesla because there must be a cheaper electric version out there that you can get with um, this technology that's adapted to it. And it's maybe half the price or something or other. That's, I changed my opinion a bit over. Cheers, everyone, too. Woo! Yeah, Chevy said they could build a uh, fully autonomous car right now. They're just waiting for, there's a few things. Insurance companies don't want to approve them yet um and uh like that's why tesla insures insures theirs while theirs are driving under uh under autopilot uh because a lot of a lot of insurance companies don't want to cover that yet they don't believe in it yet but once they believe in it it's going to be they'll give deductions for using it so whatever i would never i look for i look forward to cars that self-drive think about it it's fucking awesome you want to go yeah no hold on hold on you want to go you want to go skiing or something you want to go snowboarding for the day you well i can go to sleep in my vehicle wake up at the ski hill and in the morning and then just go snowboarding and not tired from from five hours or three hours of driving to get there and so like there's advantages that like yeah i understand you're you're a driver and you want to keep the driving experience i i'm not trying to take the driving experience to you i'd like to add the uh, automation to it problem is that once you add that automation option i think it's going to change over so fast because the accidents will be so dramatically lower and it's one of these things where the old technologists are like fuck let me keep the horse like i love driving i love driving like i I think we'll go back things late at night is literally driving across town i can't believe how wasteful this is of me i drive across town for fucking shawarma like late o'clock i love driving uh, Hell yeah! I realized I would, that there's tons of people around. Totally it's that fucking stupid as hell. <laughs> but you know, there's no way around it. Like people will die less. There will be less accidents. People will crash cars less. I mean, just all the stupid shit where you see a car upside down on the top of a building somewhere. That won't happen when cars drive themselves. You know what I mean? Like, unless there's a tornado. I mean, every one in a million times something will happen. But I mean, like, I think it will actually be the death of of regular driving when those that technology uh, comes about. You know. Also, another good point is the road rage will be gone because I don't know about you guys, but I get into road rage and I've had a few punch ups like literally fucking cunts. Anyway, um, <laughs> anyway, who cares? Our fun, but um, yeah, it'll eliminate that. Kangaroos. Kangaroos. <laughs> can kangaroos drive? There was this one time I can tell this one because it's pretty funny. I um I got into a bit of an incident with a truckie, and um 
I saw I, was I went to take an exit because I was going up to get a meal. And um, so I exited and then he stopped after me and he and then he got out of his truck, runs up. I wind down my window. He jumps through my window, starts carrying on and I bang, bang and stuff. And he's bleeding all over my car. And then he said, he said I suppose you're going to go to the cops. I said, no, mate, I'm going up to the pub. Do you want to come up? Let's have a meal. And he didn't know what to say. And it was so funny. <laughs> but anyway, that's the story. I don't know. So like, I've always thought, what if you took like, someone from the Gracie family and sent them to live with the Aborigines, would the uh, the kangaroos go from boxing to MMA, like to jiu-jitsu? Wow, that's an interesting um, morphogenical um, expression. I reckon they might, you know, if you hang around for too long. Yeah, because they're interesting characters. They don't mind getting down and dirty. They'll roll on the ground. So I think they might have been an MMA in already. You just need someone to bring it out. <laughs> That's what I want to see. Not Logan Paul versus Mayweather, but a kangaroo versus Mayweather. And let's see if they can fix the fight. He walked out with the Charizard around his neck. Well, that was literally like, like they need to be fined for like scamming people. That was bullshit. That was a bullshit fight. Mayweather got him a couple times, but that was a bullshit fight. To be to be fair, all of all of Mike Tyson's little promo fights have been pretty underwhelming. Mm -hmm. Mike Tyson. Yeah, we got to remember. I gotta, every, they kept saying it's an exhibition fight. It's an exhibition. Yeah, like that's he's the one that did the organizing for this one, didn't he? Or is that incorrect? He made a bunch of money. They both probably made a bunch of money. No, because I, I thought he was the one doing a lot of these exhibitions things. Is that is this just separate? Am I just totally wrong on that one? Yeah, he. I think he just fought someone else, right? I don't know, but I, I think he's the one doing a lot of these organizing for these new exhibition stuff for these kind of relic fighters and, you know, wannabe YouTubers. I don't know. Or legacy, legacy fighters. I don't know if you want to call them relic. I don't mean that in a bad way. I just mean like people that are uh, maybe not quite at the peak of the sport anymore. I, don't know, I think Marilyn is just saying it's funny that people keep watching that hyped up shit, and I agree. Like it's just fucking dumb. Yeah. The way if you really watch the fight, I watched I watched highlights and stuff. I didn't watch the whole thing, but I watched a lot of it. You could watch Logan Paul's punches, and they were slow. They were slow, sloppy always. When you Maybe see you Mayweather, a boxer, shit. exactly. When you see Mayweather punch, it's like a fucking snap. It's it's insane, um, and if he, it was a real fight, I think they, he would have went in. Uh, I think it was all for the money. I think it was a scam. There's a point where it. I know I know exactly what you mean. I didn't even bother with the fucking it's the torch shit. It's interesting actually on a different note when you kind of think about that. There's a point where you uh, I guess we could keep talking about the fight in this, but you can also move on to something positive. There's a point in every kind of skill that you develop where you develop this kind of muscle memory, but it's a little bit more than muscle memory. It's also like nervous system memory, where like you say, like every single part of it is different. Like in, in music, the, the the strumming or something will be more ordered, more different. Or if you're, let's say, uh, what is something that somebody can fucking uh, relate to? Yeah, I don't even fucking know. Like uh, hitting a golf ball or something, a professional will hit it a little bit differently than a, even an advanced amateur. There's Trump coming. Holy cow. Look at that. 
So, guys, we were not lying. We, we made it after all. West Engine is going to be great. Uh, grateful for sticking around. Uh, but I was just going to say, I don't know how to describe this exactly for everybody. Maybe somebody else has a better example. But you develop this muscle memory in something. You don't necessarily have to be professional, but you have to be at that kind of that level where you could potentially be professional, where kind of everything assembles and you not only know how to do everything, but it's already like old hat, old practice. And like you're, I don't know, the shoes fit into the groove or something. I don't even know how to describe this further right now. Before we move on, because we have a, a good guest. I think it's babbling anyway, but. Welcome, Chris Trump. Cheers. Welcome to the show. Welcome back to the show, actually. You've been hey. on the show before, but welcome back. Thanks for having me. Sorry I'm so late. It's it been happens, quite man. the welcome. evening. We're uh, doing class in the middle of nowhere in Tennessee. It's a beautiful place to be, but the service is horrible. And uh, so we've, we've run around and... Uh, had dinner about an hour ago and uh and i finally pick up my phone for the first time all day because it's a useless like paperweight because there's nowhere to get connection um steve's texting me so i am terribly sorry we had uh, quite the evening and i don't have a good excuse other than the only place there's any connection or why when i'm back here making dinner and didn't get back here till late well cheers a good excuse. Uh, welcome to the show. In, in either case, go ahead, see. It's a terrible it. excuse. Thanks for having me. So you're doing all kinds of cool What's new stuff. Why don't you tell us what you've been up to? You got all kinds of cool stuff going on. Yeah, yeah. We're um, we're uh, um, friend. Uh, there's uh, 60 new students here. And a, uh, a group of uh, soil smiths, helpers, they're all out there just having dinner and, and drinks. And um, and uh, we are entering our third day. Um, it's been a blast. We're playing around tractors and teaching people how to make IMO and uh, getting some, uh, they got Lone Star tick things by you. It's, it's, uh, it's Revenge of the Vegans. Um, those things bite you and you can meet for two years. So uh, we are, um, yeah, doing good stuff. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of work. Um, and um, yeah, but enjoying it. And then, um, yeah, interesting things in natural farming. But um, yeah, and it's a great to be on your show. And um, You're welcome. Appreciate you having me. Uh, it's one of these things, you know, it's a little bit late in the evening and, and you're probably a little bit tired. So I don't know, there's no sense in doing like a full on interview. It's fun to chat. Like it's fun to chat about uh, what you're into these days. Like, uh, do you, do you, you're, you're really well known among all these kind of weed growers, right? Like all these guys are like, Oh my God, Chris Trump. Like, do you prefer kind of talking to weed people or macadamia nut people or, or just general farmers? Or do you notice a difference? They have to dress differently, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, and think about the world. Farmers want their other stubborn. Uh, all farmers are 
their feelings about few things. And um, I think it's something about the sovereignty of being on land, producing your own income by, you know, sweat and, you know, ingenuity. And they're kind of like, well, I think what I think. And so that's, that's one thing you find across food growers and cannabis growers is we, we all have this kind of little bit, uh, uh, yeah, free or, or uh, opinionated or, or kind of um, we love what we do kind of stubbornness that's I think it's a it's a thing I, I appreciate in farmers and ag users but I um, no I talked to all of them um, the cannabis was early adopters um, and um, it's because the testing kind of test heavy aspect of the industry is uh, uh, so great for realizing and, and looking at data that you know, when a plant gets access to diverse uh, biochemicals, you know, they're producing diverse um, biochemicals in, in their plant expression. And um, yeah, but I enjoy food and um, food farmers are amazing. And, uh, you know, that's really what I hope for is that my children have medicine on the shelf at their supermarket. You know, they go in and all the food's good for eating and uh, I'm healthy. So um, I, you know, I have wonderful friends that are weed farmers and I, I care about the success of the industry. I also, um, as far as like paradise, not being sick and relying on things that aren't helping us. Um, the way we eat and food's grown so that uh, we don't need so much medicine. Is, um, I don't know, is, uh, I guess, I don't mean this to be an aggressive question or something, but do you sometimes think that cannabis growing is frivolous compared to like the food crops or something? Because I, 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 I say this in the sense that I feel like a lot of cannabis oh, people themselves feel not, that they have yeah. to defend themselves. No? No, I think I think that there's an incredible stigma um, within uh, general agriculture towards cannabis. I actually am very careful in uh, social media posts because though my cannabis friends and clients are super accepting of all agriculture, um, not all agriculture is accepting of cannabis. And um, uh, as somebody that teaches and cares about the whole of tree uh, in agriculture, um, I'm blacklisted or, or can be for, for being a, a cannabis person because um, I think that what's, what's thought of, I think, in, in agriculture is that's kind of pretend farming um, for, from, from that perspective. I get to see all the uh, kind of look at and hang out with and hear all the stories. It's because of the, the, the value of the crop, you know, and that doesn't mean that they know that cannabis is taxed 50% in California or any of that, or how hard it is to deal with the ever-changing legislation or whatever. But when you know you get a dollar a pound, 
uh, you know, for, for your produce and, and cannabis gets significantly more than that. It, it, there's the strange disconnect from the two industries, um, what they deal with and in a bottom line scenario versus what cannabis deals with in a bottom line scenario is considered, um, disconnected, you know, by some food growers. And that's not all of them. Many, many people smoke weed, uh, but, uh, it's, um, it is, there, there are nuance dynamics that play there, you know, that I experience and hear stories from and, um, yeah, but no, I don't think like that. We call it 25 a pound. I grow macadamia nuts, um, and, uh, grow in the most expensive place to grow anything there is, you know, Hawaii is just the cost of bringing in inputs is crazy, but, um, no, I, uh, yeah, I think, um, I think there's beautiful aspects to the cannabis industry. And I think there's, uh, really disconnected, uh, um, kind of broken aspects, legislation, corporate cannabis can be, um, pretty, pretty weird. Um, and that's in my experience so far, but, but the people that are growing medicine and caring for the land and, and, um, and the dynamic effect that that has on the world, um, you know, especially compared to big pharma, I think um, I'm in full support, but will there, um, will there ever be, um, yeah, but will there ever, I forget, there's probably a lag here. Will there ever be a corporate regenerative model in, for example, can cannabis or really anything uh, you're else? stalling for or, me. I'm sorry. Oh, am I stalling? Is it my internet or your yeah, guys? I, I, my, no, it's I, mine, I, man. I'm, I'm in the middle the sticks and the like glades of Tennessee. I, this, I'm on Wi-Fi full bar and having a video conversation. Um, uh, well, but sorry, go uh, ahead. And Potent, uh, Potent had a question. I guess this is simple. Tell us about your class. Yeah, you have a super awesome online class that I just finished. Uh, <laughs> I had the pleasure of taking um, uh, one of uh, Chris's, Chris's newest online KNF class, and then he also has an upcoming um, class coming up here on on KNF in uh, Oklahoma City, uh, which I'm sure he's uh, wanting to tell people about as well hmm. when he gets his uh, stuff situated. You're you're muted there, Chris. Chris, you're muted. Probably like got on Thank you. Yeah, the Oklahoma class will be a lot of fun. Um, I think um, what's what I do here at these classes, it's it's um, a lot to teach, and there's no real room for additional information. Um, and so, a couple of my cannabis. Um, growing friends asked uh we we discussed you know hey there's a great deal of information we figured out um that is um you know excellent for cannabis um these guys have been doing it four years now combining um knf and cannabis uh wendy kornberg and michael drexler um uh both 
great farmers and um, um, pretty great, pretty amazing at teaching, you know, just being able to communicate the concepts and um, yeah, they're all the kind of SOPs and the details kind of know um, all the tech that's, that's work um, kind of for them and uh, kind of for this community and natural farmers that um, developed um, specific cannabis there to um, and and lay it out in a clear, concise way with um, with literature and and that's um, you know that's we've not done that before and not not in that kind of way and um, they're smart smart cats so um, I'll be there to to continue to teach and and I've gotten to play with um, my uh, own facility over the last couple of years. Um, with cannabis and natural farming and um yeah just everything there there is that we learned and uh, how that's working and um you know pest management and um indoor outdoor uh full term and and just kind of um how to grow this way and um there's been a lot of um wonderful successes in that and um yeah making that available and Look forward to seeing some of your Oklahoma heads. Um, been been meaning yeah. to get out and see Steve for a long time now. You also have a, a super badass online class, which I had the pleasure of taking a little bit before uh, everybody else. Um, why don't you tell everybody about that? Because it's super, super cool. Yeah, thanks for checking that out for me. Um, yeah, I'll share about it. Sorry for the lag, guys. Um, yeah, it's um, it's basically this in-person class uh, laid out in a um, in a kind of segmented um, online way, um, and it's you know uh, I love teaching in person. I love the taste, touch, smell of um being able to communicate these concepts but there's people in bangladesh that want to bring this to you know their community and they want to be able to get access to all the conversations and information and uh so this is this is making that available and um um it it enables me to continue the things i want to do um to be able to to sell that as a class and um, I'm pretty excited about it. I'm excited that people have access regardless of where they are. A lot of people can't travel or it's a bad time to travel. Um, and I think this information is important and, uh, yeah, it's, um, choosing this to do with my life right now. So I, uh, I, um, I love the opportunity to exchange in that way, share information and things that are important and, uh, yeah, be able to do it for for a living take care of my kids do you feel like uh farmers hopefully you can hear this do you feel like farmers value like kind of important stuff like that or do they just sorry it's so laggy okay. i was still lagging i don't know what to say uh steve i guess he can hear you so i don't know ask him shit. okay um uh go ahead I'm, I'm sure you're fine, Jimmy. 
I, I think he can't hear me. Dudes, I, I am so appreciative you have me on. And um, I'm really sorry about this. But um, you guys are amazing. And I just, there is no place on this property where I can get sufficient service to have the video cast. And um, that Jamie up today. And, uh, I'll have to try again. Yeah. On. Hey, that's all. Thanks for having yeah, please. Yeah, yeah, I I would love to. And uh, why don't you tell everybody how to find you at your so website? Sorry, them to find the class and uh, and if they want to find out info about uh, Oklahoma City, what? How do they find that? So I am at uh, Soil Steward on Instagram. And uh, I got chrisstrump.com. Um, there's a bunch of free stuff on there um, for downloads for just helping you gather materials for your natural farming journey. Um, and um, YouTube's where the videos are. If you want to do online education um, for free, it's just Chris Trump in YouTube. Um, there's a bunch of videos there to kind of give you um, be introduction and, and kind of begin to be able to make this stuff for your farm. But, um, in the shop or in classes on my website, you can find the online classes now available. Thank you guys. Cheers, dude. Thank you for coming. Uh, uh, welcome back anytime. Sorry about that. Can you hear me? Yeah, come back anytime. Okay. See you next time. Yeah, yeah I can hear you. Thanks for thanks for the welcome. You're on a better connection sometime. <laughs> <laughs> we will have to send like messenger pigeons or something. Uh, yeah. Send the ravens. It's right. very in tune with the show. <laughs> Comcast problems and then rural internet problems. That was about the stupidest comment I just typed. That was I was half half distracted. Captain 420, sorry for like the low effort response. It's like half of this and half of that. And it was, you can have your cake and you can eat it. Uh, whatever. You did too. You're taking off smash? Yeah, I got some stuffed peppers to attend to. Stuffed peppers? Fucking hell, that sounds good. You can't tell, you can't throw a bomb like that without telling us a little bit more about the stuffed peppers. Um, what do you want to know? Do we want to know the details of the stuffed peppers? Are they bell peppers or spicy peppers? Are yeah, they bell peppers. Uh, banana peppers, bell peppers? Yeah, always. Well, bell peppers are easy because everyone likes them because not everyone likes spicy. Um, so it's an easy one to get by with everyone. Um, what is it? Meat, sauce, garlic, cheese. Um, what do we use for cheese? I don't really remember what. Provolone, mozzarella. Um, that's about it. I don't really know what else. Shoot, the provolone's mom. an interesting combination in there. A yeah. little bit of kind of almost savory meatiness. It's cool. Um, sometimes I will chop up like oysters into hmm. small pieces and put it on top like oyster mushrooms. Oh, okay. Because they actual oysters. Um, It'd be baller. Yeah, pretty easy. Well, I grow them, so it's easy. Hmm. Sounds great. And I like I, I like them sauteed. 
like I'm, I'm a big like mushroom person, but I like them sauteed for sure. Definitely the best way to do it. But it's always good. And, like it's, we gotta find the right mushroom, but it seems to be like always a good alternative to fill a meal. These mushrooms are their own awesome thing, man. We, we criticize mushrooms all the time. Like, oh, it's a nice substitute for me. No, it's its own good thing. No, it is. I just don't like it raw. I like it cooked. I can eat just mushrooms out of like, so if I make, um, let's say I make orange chicken or General Gauss chicken or something like that, I put um, the sliced mushrooms in it. And I can just eat the mushrooms <laughs> like I could. But it just tastes better with sauce on it. You know what I mean? With that sauce, that mushroom tastes better, for sure. A better mushroom. It's just yeah, it makes it a better. It makes it a better mushroom. It makes it a better experience to eat. I think. Don't tell the mushroom gods, man. They will be angered. They'll be like, no, man, we're perfect as we are. Oh yeah, I gotta fucking figure out what's going on in the garden. Um, actually, Steve, I might email you. If it just doesn't change and I can't figure it out, I'm gonna, I should just say, I'm gonna email you so I can figure it out. <laughs> um, I got something going on in the garden. Um, it's really don't wanna get into it right now. So I had to get a new Instagram. I'll, I'll add you on my new Instagram and I'll send you a message. So keep an eye out. It was the um, vampire bats, wasn't it? Dude, I don't know. I really don't know what the fuck happened. I really don't know. I've never run oh, out of flower anything. herpes. Mm, that's what it was. My auto flowers all look good. <laughs> For real. Yeah, but they affected <laughs> the other plant with herpes. <laughs> um, everything else, it looked good around it. I'm definitely thinking, like, I got to. I'm going to up-pot it tomorrow, and I think that's the way to go to make sure it's not a deficiency. So I'm going to up-pot into a big, big pot. Um, I'm probably going to go 10 gallons. Um, and I'm just going to do Costa Maine with some... Oh, I'm gonna, that's I, a bad case of the flurpees. I'm going to grab some perlite. I'm going to grab some worm castings and barley. Well, I have barley. Thanks to Ian and Chad. Thank you, buddy. So that's like the next step to what's going on right now. It's like the prescription knockdown for for plant herpes. <laughs> well, it doesn't. I don't know. It could be a virus. Herpes. It really could be a virus. That's the thing. So I got to make sure it's not. Herpes is a virus. And I got to make sure it's just hungry and it's showing stress. It is like, dude, it's funny because. Seems like a like, broad story. Seems like, see, speaking of terrible cinematography, this is, this is people are like. <laughs> the roots are hanging out of the bottom of like the, it's in a three and a half gallon like, bucket. Like roots are it's hanging hungry, out of the man. bottom. That's what it is. It's hungry. If the roots are all like searching for food, it's like, feed me, Seymour. Yeah, I was like, shit. But I, I bought them water, so I was like, well, maybe they just went into the thing and just decided to go down there. You answer there. every question. You answer every question anyone asks you because it's because I bought them water. 
but I've never ran out of it. Most of those that's, questions, like the plane is hungry because I bought him water. Like, well, we're halfway to Mars, and your your answer was well because I bought him water. Well, I've never ran out of it. Dude, I planted, I potted, I planted. That's the thing. I so potted and then bottom watered again. I got it. I was actually thinking of getting a big, like, I want to do like a kiddie pool, dual root system type, type situation. Uh, yeah. If you want to do a bottom feed, I think you should go with either Steve's method. He's talked about quite a bit, the dual root system or a sip, like an earth box. I love the earth boxes or Whoa. like, uh, yeah. If I mean, earth boxes don't scale super well. They're, they're one plant, you know, um, but they work great. Uh, bottom oh, water in sure. fabric pots or in plastic pots, in my opinion, is like asking for root rot. That's just my opinion. I've never had I've never had that problem. I like I think a dry out period is always the just right thing to do. Just in plastic or what? Yeah, I mean you're like puddling water in the yeah, bottom. Yeah, keep it too wet, it will it will rot. Circulation in the center of the bottom where it's touching the tray. So the whole deal with like an earth box or subjugated planter is that you have a screen that is holding the soil, and then below that there's an air gap, and then the water and legs coming down with uh like peat moss or whatever your wicking is that pulls from that reservoir, but it's not ever keeping the bottom continually wet and so that's really important um, for bottom watering in my opinion is, is making sure that the center of the bottom has air yeah and i always make sure i do a dry down period when i do bottom watering that's why i alternate and stuff anyways i yeah i it just seems like i've upscaled and now i'm running into so much different shit and I've never done this. Like I've never had to oh, deal with this thing. Yeah, yeah. When you when you make it like when you make anything bigger, when you upscale, like uh, look up any. Well, I don't know. I guess we, it's a whole discussion. Steve has probably like bought and sold all kinds of people's shit who basically lost their shirt from scaling. They're like, oh, I can run a small grow. In fact, he's talked about this stuff. Like they ran a small grow just fine. It was like they they just killed it. Like oh my god, they were legends. And then as soon as they built their first gigantic greenhouse, they lost their shit. They were babbling incoherently in the back pants going backwards flip-flops only one of them i don't know i like all right i don't know i would i just like the way abolish kind of does it and it seems like a good if you have to go away for a while it seems like it, the best yeah, way to what? no but if i want to go for a trip i don't really like drippers well you know what i mean I, i'm trying to set up a system where i don't have to fucking stay here and water all the time and drippers out like i don't have to worry about things clogging i don't have to worry you know what i mean something in uh, blue mats have you looked at those blue mats there's still the, I, it, even still there's still a, if something could clog it well, or like, it could get you, off you, while you i'm clean away out, you clean it out every once in a while i don't have any yeah uh, western you don't use those anymore right what's that blue mats the blue mats i've never had them i've never had them they're not good they're for big grows. They're really not great. Like Coot kind of laughs. He's like, all right, you want to blah, blah, blah for, for 10 acres or whatever. And so that's the thing. Like there's just too much freaking chances of run away this, run away that. But on a small grow, they're 
perfect for somebody who has to go on a vacation for two weeks or something. Like I've, I've heard of people just literally that you fill up a big old bucket of water or whatever, or maybe your neighbor comes over or your parents or whoever wants to uh, comes over and just they literally pour more water in the bucket. That's all you have to do because it sits there long enough that it acclimates to the air and all on and on and on. And it just drip by drip by drip goes into the freaking grow. Doesn't have to be blue mat, by the way. It could be like a Floriflex, whatever, on a timer and on and on and on. Like, no, yeah. Um, someone just said it in chat. I, I, I don't know how to say that name. Can you help me? What are we looking at? Um, I have a 30 gallon fabric pot and sips. Yeah, well, I was. Oh, it's the Sunny Clan? I think it's the system. Yeah, three inches deep of uh, bottom, like lava rock. Mm. You know, and you just fill up that bottom section and. It, it's like there's enough you don't fill it all the way like it just leaves enough time and it sit supposedly this is what they say and abolish does it they they drink it all up and I, like i've always been intrigued by table table tech like when they do flood and drain tables too just because it I just mean, feels man, like i would do it the way i have to be honest with you like if i if i were to do any of that stuff i would do it the way potent does it because mm. potent has tried all these ideas and many more and probably ones that we are like really and he was like well i'm i was just curious because you should hear him talk about stuff he's like well i was just curious what would happen if like the radiation of a distant star did he like it's just all kinds of weird shit so he's probably tried a lot of this stuff and it didn't work out very well or it wasn't as effective or it caused plant herpes that's how we got it and now we all have to deal with it as we all know uh and uh now he's found a better way you know that's so i would do that like dude weed growers it just always drives me nuts because weed growers all of us every single one of us i have to stop myself from doing it we all think like well how about how about if i just try it this one little way and every once in a while that actually works out it's the worst because like we prove to ourselves that every once in a while that works out so like we reinforce the stupid shit because most of the time that doesn't work most of the well, time, most of the time you got to figure out what your shortcoming was, figure out what your shortcoming was, and then do it next time. Get it next time because you're probably not correcting it this time. Well, the positives are one, cannabis is super communicative about deficiencies and when it's stressed and pissed off and pouty and whatever. So, like a lot of plants, like peppers, for instance, it takes a lot longer for them to actually respond to a nutrient deficiency. So we are like super lucky in that cannabis is like a really quick talker in terms of like communicating what the hell's going on. Um, uh, what was the other thing? Oh, um, there's something else. What did you say right before that? Sorry, I'm just tired. Uh, some very intelligent shit. Uh, I was talking about, uh, fuck, I can't remember because I was trying to say uh, hello to the French guys. Um, fuck, this is the day of forgetful bullshit. Uh, Ozzy. You have something to say? Go for it. I was going to show Smash um, uh, automatic watering feeding system that I made. Do it. That's a good idea. Go for it before he fucks up. That's a good one. Smash is a automatic watering feeding system that I made a while ago. Um, share screen. I'll put the sound on because I explain it oh, as I. There we go. Go for it. Did it? Yeah, of course. It's all good for me. Um, I put the sound on so you can be talking in the background. This won't be me now. This is through the video when I made it in 2018. My I hope it's not too loud. You. Love. 
sausage, connector, spaghetti, twist tied at the end, and little drippers that go in. They connect each rail. So it's a 91 now because I watered it <laughs> uh, when I was testing it and shit. And it fucking works sweet. I'm so stoked. So it's really cool. So theoretically, I could leave this for a week and it can just do its thing. And yeah, when I want to feed it, I turn this tap off for a day, let it dry out a bit, soak them up. And it'll be good. So that's a little station for 50. second because people probably turned down the, their volume and now they're turning it back up <clears throat> sorry Ozzy it was a bit on the loud side uh, yeah, but uh, that was interesting that oh it's the, no worries we, can, we don't have a production step on this show uh, what was I going to say uh, I've thought about doing an automatic dripper on my thing because it's uh, you know it's it, it is annoying you know I have a pretty regular schedule in my freaking watering and I could honestly automatically water it but I don't, just for kind of idiot personal reasons or whatever. Uh, I want to know. It's the same thing with the dehumidification. I could easily just run the hose. I have the hose and everything else to run to the sink and everything. But I prefer to empty the bucket myself because it just gives me that connection to knowing exactly how much water is sort of leaving the environment. That's micromanaging, I have to be honest. It's probably not really as useful as I want to think it is. It gives me that sense of control, you know what I mean? But uh, whatever, it's like a comfort blanket or something. So for the time being, it hasn't bothered me. I keep it up. But it would be nice, honestly, to be able to let the grow just kind of go on autopilot, pop in, take a look. There's a lot of days, like especially after there's been, you know, no, no, it's not a defoliation week or anything else. There's a lot of times, you can't claim it, nothing to fuck with. There's a lot of times where dude, there's not a lot you do. You know, some entire weeks just kind of come in, wave at the plants, say hello, like take photographs. You don't really do a lot much else except for water. And if that were automated, you could basically just look at the plants. You know, that would be that would be delightful, actually. So I don't know. I thought about it a bunch of times. Anyway, we're keeping smash this whole time. I'm just thinking because like I just got bigger and I would love to travel. It's just a pain in my ass right now because they're so needy. Like if they're watering, they're in such small pots and they want to be watered every day. Like going through a lot of water now. There is a way you can drought resistant your plants and make them um, last a little bit longer. Um, there's been some a few good experiments done of side by sides with using abscisic acid or vinegar. 
and you can um, drought proof from doing that because the plant, they naturally put that out when they're in the drought stress phase. And um, if you can uh, mimic that, it'll um, induce the same systemic um, response, which will um, yeah, give it the acquired resistance for when it happens in the future. So if it'll last a long, longer in the drought period, it's one way, over. I was gonna, yeah, I think I looked at this thing. I was gonna cut this down. It's pretty fat for a little guy. Like, give me a lighter real quick. Like, that's a pretty decent sized top note for being such a small little guy. So, we were gonna smoke this, let this dry up. Then I have a bunch of other little stuff, dude. The crescendo, like, one of them is stacked so well. You like shake the plant, and you can just feel the weight of like the buds. I love it. Oh, sorry, white wedding, not crescendo, white wedding. Um, oh, was, yeah, from you, but I've got actually a nice white wedding too. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. A couple of them were just, uh, it wasn't Noob's fault in any way. It wasn't, I'm not, I'm not criticizing his gift. Uh, they just weren't special. In fact, a couple of them just, and, and, like one plant just got murdered by the Queen Anne's Revenge. He was like, yeah, fuck <laughs> you, this is my face. Uh, but uh, one of the white weddings is actually a lovely plant. It's just honest to God, like a stunning plant. So can't wait. Yeah, this smoke should be pretty good. Um, it looks good. Everything's frosting up. I'm on those. They're just getting plain water because they're probably, I want to say, 10 days away now from finishing. It should be about a week, nice. week and a couple days. And then I was going to like pull over that big plant I put in the flower room. You remember that? When I threw it in there, I was like, all right, I'll throw this in there. Fuck it. Yay. And let it get the whole HL, excuse me, let it get the whole HLG. Because it's pretty big, like the stock's like this big. I think they call that the whole shebang. Yeah, stock's huge on that thing, and it's a bush, for real. And then I, um, I went down there last night, and I seen this spot, and I was like, all right. I was like, I've seen this before, but it wasn't anything. It was, it was like where the plants were rubbing up against like the wall or something and it wasn't severe. Um, these ones were different and I, it's like, I'm like, all right, now I got to start over and figure out what the fuck this is. So that's where I'm at. So we'll figure it out. Figure it out. Right hey guys, I'm going to jump off at this point. Yeah. It's been a fun yeah. one. This has been cool, just like impromptu hanging out and chatting, and then Chris pulling through at the last minute is super right. fun. Kind of that you talked about the show being like a tasting society hangout or like a cocktail party vibe, and it was cool having that kind of intimate, like post work. He's like, you know, a, in a living room, just kind of hanging out, tuning in with us. So that was pretty special. Um, it'll be cool if he's coming back on in the future, but. Uh, yeah, it's great hanging out, everybody, and um, I'm going to try to make it on Saturday uh, or the next Saturday, so see you guys. Uh, uh, don't forget, uh, in a couple of weeks, what was I saying? Not this week. Or was it next week? It might actually be next week. You might be interested in joining us. You don't have to drink whiskey. What my calendar fucking open here? Is this one going to be wine Wednesdays? Uh, dude, it could be wine Wednesday as far as, far as it could be weed and whiskey and wine Wednesday. It's a little bit hard on the tongue, but, uh, uh so weed, is whiskey wine. and rum. 
three W's Wednesday. It's a pity that there's not an R flavor day, but we could be Thursday in rum, rum Thursday or something. I don't know. I'm going to jet real quick. I just want to say this before I go. So, like, my Instagram kind of got taken. My Instagram feed is hella boring right now, for real. Like, it's one, like, I used to enjoy going to Instagram and, like, looking at the pictures of, like, I kind of narrowed it down to all, like, buds and flower and glass and stuff. Now it's everywhere and shit because this backup account was just kind of like a hold account. Um, so if you can add me, it's up there, there, it'd be dope, and I'll add you back for sure. Um, that's what we'll be posting. But all right, guys, I'll be going to okay. eat. Have a good night. Come back. Have a good we one, chill man. tomorrow and then okay. Saturday. So come chill. Indeed. <laughs> Chris uh, popped on. I was trying. We were talking about wrestling and and shitty old fake or new fake wrestling. Does anyone remember ECW like this shit? I do. Yeah. Like, my friends were super. You can't into that. fake that. You can't fake a dude being thrown off a scaffold, right? Like I miss dudes. These guys were genuine performers that like performed well above and beyond any of the garbage that's on TV today um, or even most athletes, right? You don't see stuff like that anymore, man. It's, it's truly a shame. These it's so nice. you know, I really do wonder what happened to half of these dudes. Like the stuff was amazing. Like I remember going to this stuff as a kid in, in Allentown and like, <laughs> like this is just great, man. Like anyways, so you know to see all the stupid fake trash you see now and dudes like doing shit like that like this is when people were actually genuine performers you know people don't do stuff like this anymore you know flaming tables with thumbtacks on them and you know just stuff you don't see anymore <laughs> out of it man anyways i don't want to too much of it to get you in trouble i just wanted to play a quick clip and be like you know it didn't used to always be like this I have to be frank, it's probably going to piss a lot of people off, but I always thought that the professional wrestling was a little bit stupid. I don't know. I just, I always thought it was like a little bit like. It is. It's all, I mean, they know who's going to win ahead of time and all the rest, but like, that's still entertaining. Like, (laughs) dude just jumped off a third story balcony onto another dude. Sure. Like, (laughs) there's still skill involved. Even when (laughs) it's like, it's kind of like jackass, but like a little more choreographed. Right. (laughs) <laughs> violent jackass <laughs> it's like but it's like the dumb version of gladiators or something the not oh, yeah. like without swords or something i don't know like no they don't stab each other but you know something by the way i'm about to smoke some uh cuvee this is the mom to morgana uh i haven't had her for a long time just had like a couple of old nugs that I saved. Like, oh, when I finally get to grow her again. It's funny how like even some of your favorite plants you just never have time to grow it because you're like, oh, I already know that plant. I want to discover other plants or something. Whatever. Maybe I think differently. So like I've, I've finally been enjoying a little bit of this uh, cuvee. It's delightful. It's this, um, I forgot all about how chocolatey it was. Like I was telling everybody, oh, it's Merlot, Merlot. There's actually a, quite a bit of like um, more of a dark chocolate essence to it, honestly. This round so far, actually, maybe a little bit more kind of sweet chocolate than last time, but definitely more on the kind of dark chocolate, kind of bitter chocolate. Um, the chocolate plays kind of a, a, a back fiddle definitely to the wine, though, but a really pleasant, pleasant freaking plant. And it lent so much to the Morgana. It's really fun to see. Anyway, 
Cheers, folks. Uh, West Indian, what have you been, what have you been puffing this evening? I forgot to ask you. I have been having. Uh, first off, I was having lilac diesel crossed with watermelon skittles from Ethos. Then I had some Mr. Big stuff, and that's what I've been smoking on pretty much. And that was the uh, Mac crossed with the Gary Payton. Oh, that's probably interesting. Uh, hype crossed to hype, but you know. Like, I like the Gary Payton. Yeah, I like it. It's I like the Gary Payton. Got, I it's got it too, a, yeah. It's got a really good nose on it. Uh, for for a Mac cross, it's really good. It often depends on who's working with that hype stuff. You know, just because it's hyped, it's often hyped for a reason. But then it'll be mixed to everything possible and just become like brown milk instead of chocolate milk. Yep. Maybe that's how I should say it from now on. Instead of just saying something's like a mismatch or something like, you want chocolate milk, but what you got was brown milk because you mix the colors together instead of like, let's say the, the right ingredients, maybe. It's a work in progress. It's a work in progress. Ladies and gentlemen, we may call this uh, last call. We've been doing a little bit earlier shows uh, recently. I realize people are like, Is your podcast? Where's the eight hour shows? It is our podcast. We can do whatever we want. We can do like a one-hour show and say, fuck up, well, it's, just, it's easier to put up a three-hour podcast than it is to put up, uh, to cut a eight-hour and a half and put up two oh, fours, right? It's just easier. I will say, I had, I had a, we had a long episode the other day with a pretty cool guest from, uh, and, well, actually, I'll just leave it a little bit honest. But we had somebody in my comments be like, four hours? What the, no one has four hours. And then there was like 12 responses like, dude, do you even grow? Like anybody that actually <laughs> in the grow for four hours, at least in a week, like, are you dumb? Like, this is great. I can sit there and not have to go fiddle with the fucking radio, right? Like, it was just funny to see how many different people piled onto this one guy's response. <laughs> no, I don't know how many times I've been still on the same job in the garden. And this is not some gigantic fucking one acre greenhouse. This is literally a small garden. Uh, how do I put it? I'll be there for several hours and I have to switch through several podcasts and I'll be like, my hands are dirty or something, or maybe you're trimming or any number of different things where your hands are in mud, you're transplanting. And you're like, I'm not going to touch my phone. I don't want to unlock it or this or that other thing. So you listen to some stupid podcast from some jerk off. And you're like, oh, so having a five hour podcast, you're fucking welcome. He's doing well, you a service. Damn it. Appreciate yeah. it. That's it. We should call this a public service, <laughs> goddammit. It should be like, I'm just joking. You don't have to salute us. That was, that was going too far. Well, well thank the music. you. For, and thank you for the five-star ratings on all your fine podcasts. Thank you for the five-star rating. So hopefully tomorrow I'll get back to the uh, freaking podcast. I think, uh, dude, I'm already like lost track. No, I think Mila's already out there already up there and actually because my internet oh maybe it was the second half of the mila episode that was yeah, mila's, mila's up there yeah mila's up there don't normally i would put up half. like the the funny thing is like the second half of the episodes oftentimes got better listens than the first half i was always cracking up i was like so they didn't want to listen to the guests they just wanted to listen to us like bullshit after the guests so i started to actually <laughs> post that one i was like all right fuck if they want to listen to us monkeys just kind of throw sticks against the wall and Row freaking feces instead of talking to the actual expert fine fuck it but i don't know it's just like a week ago so maybe i'll just post the next one i think it's miss jill is it miss jill i don't know it doesn't matter 
Yeah, it is Miss Jill. Miss Jill's the next one. Miss Jill was fun. She did really well for being scared to come on. She did really well. She is. It turns out that even like legends, like absolute legends, can just be like nervous in front of people. Like you, you, you wouldn't think. You know what I mean? Like there's a ton of people who know. First of all, they know who Miss Jill is, and they get super. Like I've seen it at the cannabis shows myself. I was probably nervous because remember I met like that sub cool. I Miss Jill this one time. I was like new high at the time at. Uh, High times, maybe I don't remember. I think it was a high times cup. Anyway, uh, first time like dabbing fifty fucking dabs in a row, that kind of high. Um, funny thing is, like you could see that she was a little bit awkward. You know what I mean? And some cool was one of the. He was the opposite. Like, oh, socializing, gregarious guy. Welcome. Like, yeah, yeah, welcome. Let's talk for an hour. We're all best friends now. Uh, <laughs> she's quite the opposite. And and how do I put this? Like, there's tons of people that even though they're famous or known or whatever else is fucking nervous in front of people harrison ford is apparently like notoriously nervous around people so like he doesn't just like not go into public because he hates everyone he's just he's really fucking nervous apparently he's also by the way i've heard a gigantic stoner like in a good way oh wow yes. cool yeah. yeah right when i heard hey, that i was like props to harrison ford right <laughs> it explained a little bit the plane crashes like all the anti-crashes, <laughs> I was like, "Don't do that!" But yeah, now I now I get a little bit more. And Raiders of the Lost Ark, <laughs> mm, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Four minutes till the the four twenty, dude. Are we Ooh. leaving the show this early? It seems like bizarrely early. It's the Australian four twenty two. Come on, Australian people! Woo-hoo, three minutes. That's all you got to do. I mean, Start chopping. Shit. We all probably have stuff to do. Good for him. West Engine can uh, go vaporize things. Yeah. I have to survey, wake up early. Says, so works do you me. ever do you ever tell your coworkers survey says? <laughs> That's cool. No, no, I don't think. No, can't say it. I'll use it tomorrow. <laughs> You'd be like, God damn it! I was watching the show too, motherfucker. You'd be like, you're so fucking corny. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the refugee, really I don't remember the refugee. Dude, I don't. I can't trust Ian anymore. I can't trust his taste in in. I don't know about anything anymore. I, I, he's really shaken my my. Oh, somebody's got their smoke alarm. Uh, oh, is he vaporizing that fire? Okay, we're not going to joke. Damn. Pretty good. He's having a fire. I just muted you, Wes. Hope you're safe. <laughs> right. Do you need us to call anyone? Potentially in a motel. It's legal for him up there to, to smoke. It's not like illegal. I, th- I think he was just vaporizing that fire. <laughs> uh-oh. Uh, Lars Larson is saying that Harrison Ford is famous for landing his plane on taxiways and shit, too. Not just crashing. Oh. I feel like I've heard that as well, so... Wow. I guess your mileage may vary. I was going to say, like, we're with him on the stoner stuff. I don't know, but I can't endorse, like, uh, I'm not endorsing him. You know what I mean? I'm just saying, like, oh, yeah, he's a stoner. So right on. Yeah. But even then, like, I've never crashed, like, I crashed a plane. I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Like, just because you're a stoner, like, I'm very much of this mentality that you, you don't have to assume that stoners are, like, clumsy. Like, honestly, like, yes. Whatever. 
If you're a first timer, I think yes, you're a clumsy or one of those weekends. But us chronics who wake and we do it smoke every hour of the day, we're different. We can handle it. So that's my opinion. It depends on the weed you smoke too, right? Like there's there's a number of different weeds. Some weeds kind of mentally deaden you, physically deaden you, on and on. Like you you, you hear about the head high, body high, on and on, like all kinds of different effects. And so like a lot of the weed that I smoke, it doesn't really deaden me. I don't I don't feel like I'm like clumsy or sloppy or stupid or whatever. Oh, cheers, everybody. Happy 420. Oh, happy 420, Australia. <laughs> so, I don't know. Gentlemen, unless we come up with a topic, we might start wrapping up the show and say our good evenings and goodbyes and catch up tomorrow. And come on, say. It's um some... Some weather's moved in here and they predicted some snow in Australia down on the lower levels. And um, there's some big clouds outside and it's looking pretty threatening. So I just sort of throw that in. Bit of action for Australia because people say, you're not in Australia. Uh, yeah, look on the weather. It's supposed to be snow on the east coast of Australia this week. Whoa. <laughs> it does snow in hot house Australia. <laughs> um, is it the southern parts or northern parts that get the snow? The southern parts, eh? Yeah, predominantly the southern, and sometimes it goes up the east coast a little bit where it's in the elevated positions. Some of the north and new south Wales and southern Queensland slopes go up to the thousand kilometres, so the thousand metres, the three thousand feet level, which um, it's at the moment that's the freezing level. So it's coming down. So anything above that is getting the action. So yeah, there's a few peaks around that are going to be some um, impassable for tonight and that sort of stuff. And for Australians, that's hardcore, mate. If you get a dusting, shit, shut down, because I don't think we got ploughs and we'd have to get the tractors and the graders out and that sort of stuff, the, the backyard sort of stuff. Yeah, action. All the Canadians are laughing. Look at you pussies. <laughs> a bit of a dusting. Yeah. It is funny. Because you I don't have Canada, the equipment. If you I don't have the equipment, don't. you're rough shape. Yes. Even in Canada, when you get like an inch or so, they say it's just a dusting. But you get like an inch here and it's, whoa, fucking pull over, all the cars are stopped and all sorts of havoc and everything. It's, <laughs> it's funny. By the way, Ozzy, I was thinking about this. Uh, Tasmanian devils born on Australian mainland for the first time in 3,000 years. I had to find a story that wasn't the BBC because every time I should even show the BBC, they shut down my fucking episode. Like, I love the BBC, <laughs> but for some reason, like, even showing their name, they're like, nope, sorry, we're taking that now. Wow. Uh, anyway, this uh, animal disappeared from the mainland Australia 3,000 years ago. It's back now. Uh, they had this terrible facial virus, apparently. What was it? Does it say in here? Tasmanian devils died out in the mainland uh, after the arrival of this is CNN, by yeah. the way, after the arrival of dingoes, a species of wild dog. And we're restricted to the island right. of Tasmania. Uh, there's the numbers suffered another blow from a contagious form of cancer, sorry, known as devil facial tumor disease, DFTD, which has killed around 90% of the population. Can you believe that? Since it was discovered in 96. Yeah. Uh, so 11 of the creatures have been reintroduced to Australia. Yeah, they really struggled to try and get rid of that um, disease in it, and it was just rampant. And then they finally found some pairs that didn't have it, so they sectioned them off and bred with them, and um, have done some good good work with them. So yeah, this is the first I've heard about. It. So good good on them introducing them back. Right. 
Uh, everybody who ever watched now. the the Looney Tunes remembers the Tasmanian the Tasmanian Devil. It was one of my absolute favorite yeah. characters. Yeah, uh, I never knew what a Tasmanian Devil was until I basically heard about that, and I was like, "Oh, what is that creature?" And, you know, it doesn't really look a lot like the the cartoon character, but look, I don't know, whatever. Fucking hilarious! I love that character. They're evil too. They hiss and carry on, and they squeal like a really, really? A horrifying squeal. Yeah, it's. Like a koala, you think, oh, look at the baby, nice little koala, but you should hear the koala at night when it carries on and Ed! it's fucking loud. Carry on, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're different. Just the, there's this super old, there's this super old joke on uh, Reddit. It's honestly from like maybe the beginning of Reddit or something, where somebody, maybe Australian, posts a copy pasta. Kind of like the the marine one where he's like, hey, you fucking, I'm coming after you. It's this one all about how koalas are the dumbest animals in the world. And I have to say to this day, I crack up every time I see it. Because somebody will basically post this two paragraph thing about how koalas are just the dumbest smooth brain things in the world. And like their brains don't have folds. So they're like uh, uh, an order of magnitude less complex than ours and on and on and on and on. Anyway. <laughs> That's apropos of nothing, but it just always cracks me up. Like for I don't know, 10 or 15 years, people on Reddit, somebody posts this copy pasta about how, you know, koalas are dumb. <laughs> it's like the good old days of the internet. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's always someone's going to say the negative. Good on them. I mean, it's in a, it's, it, it's, it, it's, it's so over the top that it's funny. It's one of those Aussie. Like, um, uh, I can't think of the Navy SEAL copy pasta right now, but when you, like, I don't know, I just Google it right now. Um, it's obviously a joke like in context it's just so completely over the top someone is clearly like foaming at the mouth about koalas it's one of those kinds of things so it's not actually anti-koalas it's just like someone basically yelling into the wind about koalas it's sarcasm yeah, yeah. until until I and then they'll melt when um, they're in the fires and then one of the koalas comes up to them and sort of wants to be picked up and then they and they oh then they'll be oh I change I retract what I said right right I'm going to, uh, take... <laughs> Potent, you were saying you take it off. Yeah, I'm going to take off. Well, we're dropping like flies. Potent, thank you very much for hanging, man. Pierce, thanks for bringing Chris, uh, Chris Trump on. Cheers, dude. Yeah, we'll get him on next time for a longer period of time. Okay. He's teaching this week, and it was just bad timing. I apologize. No, 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 no ben, much appreciated. Cheers, dude. Thank you for trying, Mike. Glad to see you, dude. Thanks. Well, so ladies and gentlemen, I think we're uh, wrapping it up. Thank you very much for hanging. Let's see here. Uh, who wants to speak first? Uh, shall I pick one? Wes Engine, speak or be spoken to. Yeah, you're see always you guys like, tomorrow night. Give a shit. I was like, oh, uh, man, I'll see you guys tomorrow problem. night. Have more right, fun. And uh, yeah, words of wisdom? be good to each other. I mean, uh, yeah, be good to each other, man. That's about it. Right on. Uh, favorite strain so far of the month? Of the month? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just excited about my Lime River Rose. It's coming down the uh, line. Though. Good answer. She's good not answer. too far away. Excellent answer. And that's, Higher points. That's, Higher points. That's, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm looking forward to. And see how quick that was, too? That was, I mean, that, that, that's not even training. That's just that's excellent. But that's, uh, that's still going to be a way it was away because that's going to be cut and then cut and then dried and slow dried and then cured and then... So she's a while away. She's still a good four months at least away. Holy but. shit. Yeah. No, no. I got to go four serious. to six months care. It takes it serious. Yeah. Wow. All right. Well, you're going to have to wait. 
like a time machine. A oh, time we'll get we'll get a, we'll get samples as as I'm trimming mm-hmm. for sure and throw it, it in the uh, vaporizer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good for that, Adi. Uh, I don't think either of us would probably make it that far, honestly, without trying at least like half the sample if it was any fucking good. But uh, they each their own. Adi, go for it, dude. Uh, it was nice seeing everybody, and it was good to be here. And some positive words. Uh, if I like the one, if you've got a little bit left over, you know how like if once you crop out, you'll have like a little bit left from the previous one, possibly. Um, if you've got something that's left over in your stash and you're getting a bit old, you think, oh, should I cook with it? Well, maybe not cook with it, but give it to someone who might be hard up. You hear about this one of your friends who's a bit hard up at the moment, maybe just slip it their way and don't expect anything in return. Just slip it their way and then just forget about it and see what happens. And there you go. And then you've boosted, at least you've got good energy for you and whatever, if anything comes of it, well, it's an extra bonus. <laughs> but yeah, maybe just ponder that thought. Yeah, you're not kidding, man. There's a lot of people and, who um, use a, a And it was really good. Um, Fumi putting all this together. Oh, oh, Fumi is rad to put it together. Yeah, and I thank you, Fumi, for doing this. And we should support Fumi and the Chronic Table. Woohoo, Chronic Table. And where's Anjun always hanging around? He's always here. Yep, you just always just so reliable. So good on you, Wes. And then you in chat. Look at all you in chat too. I can see you all sitting there. Ah, look at you sitting there. Now he's a smile. Yeah, see, because I can see you. <laughs> you bloody know it. That's right. Good of you. Good use yeah. for being here too. Cheers. See you next time. <laughs> Thanks. Cheers, Ozzy. See you Sunday. Here's Ozzy. Thank Sunday. you. Thank you for uh, that's right, man. Uh, well, actually, it's Sunday for him. Uh, thank yes. you always for having a <laughs> pardon me for coughing for having a great vibe and uh, kind thoughts. Uh, uh, thank you for making it back for Tuesday. Uh, sorry we couldn't have made it a, a more eventful episode. Hopefully, we'll we'll try again. Uh, but uh, cheers, my friend, for trying. Uh, that goes for you as well, Wes. Thanks uh, very much for hanging out and making this chat. Uh, uh, amusing, especially since we don't have any kids here, and the only reason why yeah, is man. because you're the one that basically. Yeah, God, I man. I mean, uh, shit. You know, I don't even have well, to feel man. guilty. You know what I mean? Like, you're <laughs> like, dude, I'm just gonna get rid of them, and people are moves on the show. It's 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 it's, it's spectacular, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, thank you very much for hanging. My joints keep going out today. I don't know what the fuck it is. Like, normally they burn, but today I'm just like puff, 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 puff. Stop complaining. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for hanging. If you would like to listen to the show, I'm going to be updating the podcast a little bit. We had a little bit of internet snafus and everything else. Excuses, excuses. But uh, that should be fixed. Uh, uh, go check us out on, uh, you know, the name is Chronic Table, actually, uh, over on uh, iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, Amazon Podcast, a few different places. Uh, chances are we're at your podcast platform of choice. If we're not, let me know. Perhaps there's a box that I can click and whatever else. We are currently on SoundCloud. Not getting a lot of play over there. I have to be honest with you. I don't know what to do other than, I don't know, Potin said like you can do some weird shit with such and such. I don't know. If, if he ever ever has the chance to, to sit down with me, maybe that'll work. But uh, it wasn't that hard on Podbean and everything else. I didn't have to go there and like bounce sticks and rocks together and know a bunch of shit. I just kind of started uploading and people started listening. So SoundCloud so far is a bust. So if you guys listen to SoundCloud, if you're listening to this after the fact or whatever else, and you like SoundCloud, and you're like, oh, I also like that one better. Well, we are on SoundCloud. Please, I have, I don't know, maybe a week or two left on my subscription. I'm not going to pay for another month. It's not that cheap. So if I don't get any fucking listens, it just goes away. So uh, if you guys enjoy SoundCloud, let me know, please, and perhaps I will keep it up. Uh, 
Welcome, magma. Just uh, just in time, my friend. Uh, red hot magma. That was a terrible impression. Whatever. We're gonna work on it. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, it's the thought that counts. Uh, thank you very much for hanging. What am I forgetting to say? Uh, probably a ton of stuff. Probably forgotten a ton of stuff today. But we're just gonna roll with it. We're gonna we're gonna keep this nice imperfect episode as is. We're gonna just say like this is a a work in progress. We'll call it a prototype. We uh, we won't call it a comeback. We're gonna call it something else. I don't know. Whatever. We're gonna work on it. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget, uh, we're not going to do Weed and Wednesday tomorrow. I lied to you today. Okay. If you looked at the Instagram, I'm going to have to probably change that. Or should we? This is the last chance. Should we? Nobody else was that excited. I was like, eh. I can do it. You I'm and down. me are the most excited. You're down for it? Uh, I'm down. I'll probably get some rum or something, but yeah. Whatever you figure. Whatever you want to do. We could do bourbon. What do you want to do? Or we, you, give, or we give one week notice and we basically say next week is uh, Whiskey Wednesday. And then people are like, yay, we jump in. But then nobody will like join in. They'll be like, it'll be you and me and, and you'll be drinking. It's, wrong it's, it's probably just going to be you and me either way. But <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> and then it'll be the Wasty Face Pirate Wednesday. <laughs> Australian says we should. Supreme Grape says, do it. <laughs> Nobody is saying don't. So maybe we should just do Weed and Whiskey Wednesday tomorrow. Fuck. All right. All right. It's settled. Uh, weed, and whiskey, weed and Whiskey Wednesday. Jason Eistone is laughing. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here first. Literally first. Weed and Whiskey Wednesday is tomorrow. And I can still say tomorrow because it's still Tuesday. So. Ladies and gentlemen, prepare your butts and prepare your nuts. And prepare whatever else. I don't know why I said it that way, but uh, whatever. It's the end of the show. Uh, weed and Whiskey Wednesday tomorrow, my friends. Uh, you heard it here first and probably last because I guess uh, tomorrow is Wednesday. Um, it sounded weirdly final. Uh, let's see here. That's it. I guess that's all the announcements. See you guys tomorrow. I guess I can officially say see you tomorrow because it's not like a secret sesh actually a public sesh weed and whiskey wednesday tell your friends actually please do because weirdly enough the whiskey stuff would probably grow higher so if i if like i if i called the show like whiskey and i don't know i'll think of it i don't know i'll think of some kind of a word uh that doesn't remind that doesn't sound like weed or whatever i bet the fucking show would grow like crazy it's, it's dumb it's dumb when you start to look into youtube a little bit like there's all kinds of no disrespect to them because i actually enjoy their channels there's a bunch of whiskey channels Alcohol is heavily illegal, and there's tons of fucking people that die from it every year, and on and on. I love whiskey. Don't make, don't get me wrong. I love it, but you, I mean, it surprises me constantly. Those channels have hundreds of thousands of subscribers. Well, God, I'm not even drunk. But the weed channels, they cannot fucking grow. It's it's just it's a bizarre paradox. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, if you have ideas for names for the show, if you have ideas for people that would like to come see the show, if you guys would like to. Uh, tell your friends or whatever else, please do. It, it occurred to me, like I go and talk to the, the couple of whiskey people at the liquor store and they're super into whiskey. Every time I do it, I'm like bashful to tell them about my fucking show that I do. Like I could tell them like, yeah, I'm buying these bottles for my fucking show that I run. They'd probably be like, oh, that's chill. They're probably fucking mega stoners too. Let's be fucking frank. The dude has tattoos <laughs> up and down his fucking arms. Like what's the chance that he doesn't smoke weed, right? Like, let's be honest. It's one of those things. I don't know. Whatever. Mr. Chance at a fan. Dude, he didn't seem to recognize this. You know, at Costco, everyone's, I'm not, I don't have like a big channel, but I feel like I've, I've bumped into a couple of people who knew me for the show and they're like, they look at you a little bit long. Because I know that look, because I used to run in a couple of people like uh, his and her grow. 
I ran into his and her grow at Costco before I met them. Like I actually met them a couple of times, I think in person at the cannabis club and stuff, but I ran into the Costco and I just, I couldn't give him a wink. I was like, Oh, hey, dude, I know you. I didn't want to fuck with them because they're like, yeah, they're kids and all that. It's weird. Like, I know you're a YouTube weed channel at Costco, you know? <laughs> it's one of those things that I think a lot of people have that same prudence. It's like, oh, I kind of recognize that guy, but no, fuck, he's just got a grocery store filled with discount sushi or whatever. Like, he's obviously on the way somewhere or something. That was oddly specific. But anyway, discount sushi. I've never had a shopping cart of discount sushi. That would be a funny story, though. That would be a funny story. You just caught someone with a basket of discount sushi. What's the story? Sounds like anyway, yeah, that's how you end with food poisoning. <laughs> perhaps they're perhaps they're a mass murderer fuck you just caught them Jared, maybe you should report them oh my god dun, dun, dun. ladies and gentlemen it's getting silly right now but uh, it's going to get sillier i can almost guarantee it tomorrow on weed and whiskey wednesday so it's, 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 yeah we got like a half hour almost to go so we're just gonna fuck it ladies and gentlemen until we meet again be kind be gentle it's gonna be tomorrow you, get, you guys have to be here tomorrow bring a friend that's gonna be the bring a friend uh it's gonna have to be over 21 plus one uh, they don't have to be like attractive or anything. It's just honestly, it's just be your best friend or your brother, your mother. They'll get more attractive as the evening friend. goes on. That's if they will get more, don't bring, your, don't bring your relatives. Yeah, that's X day on that. Say, like, bring some friends, maybe female friends. Or I don't know if you're female, whatever. Actually, that would be enough fine too if you're female. It's getting weird at the end of the show. It's going to get weirder again, like I said, tomorrow. Uh, hopefully, in a, an appropriate way, an age specific and appropriate way, whatever. We're, we're, we're going to get into it. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, forgive me for the stupidity. This is improvisation. You, you know what I mean? Like, for fuck's sake, there's no staff here. Like, you're looking at the fucking staff. Like, these, these guys are volunteers. Fuck. Ladies and gentlemen, be kind to each other. Be gentle. Be decent. Don't be fucking pricks. Don't be jerk off sons of bitches. If you were sons of bitches yesterday, don't be sons of bitches tomorrow. There's always a chance. It's like Lloyd in, in Dumb and Dumber. There's always a chance, man. Thank you very much for the chat for hanging. The show is always much more interesting with the chat. Uh, bring the fucking uh, whiskey tomorrow. You guys don't have to, by the way. Again, same thing with the whiskey. The, 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 the rule is with that show, and I'm not fucking around, by the way, right now. Uh, please be safe. You are not to, in any circumstances, drink and drive after the show. You're not supposed to, in any circumstances, drink and drive at all. Uh, I've seen the, the terrifying consequences of that. A lot of us know that there's horrifying consequences of drinking and driving. As much as we joke about weed, this, weed, that, that's a different animal. We're not going to talk about that right now. Alcohol is one of those things that does not make you a better driver. I will say that uh, this, today, tomorrow, any day. I've never seen someone drive better on It really makes you better at nothing. Makes you better at being dumb. It actually just makes you being better at being dumb. That's a kind of advantage. It makes you kind of dumb and stupid. And your jokes are dumb and whatever. It's not make you better at coordination or hand-eye coordination or anything else. It makes you more inappropriate and so on and so forth. So, please, uh, if you guys are going to be participating with us in the show, you guys can listen in and just fucking laugh at us to your heart's content while you're driving. But that's going to be sober as a goddamn jaybird. If you guys would like to participate with us, please throw the keys somewhere where you know you can find them later. Uh, but uh, where they're inaccessible, or you know, if you have some discipline, just put them off to the side somewhere. But uh, if you you're like I'm a guy, you know, a corn dog, please hide your keys somewhere. And I'm actually not fucking around actually as I joke uh, about that. Please do not drink and drive. It's not a joke. Uh, and the show is, by the way, 21 and over. Also, by the way, it's one of those things, like I have to remember that weed, I always think is somewhat harmless. Just remind myself it isn't always harmless. Like I, I, I should stop joking about that kind of stuff. 
that's off to the side. Alcohol is one of these things that you have to do. You have to be careful about peer pressure. So folks, if you do have some issues with alcohol, if you have issues with alcohol recovery or anything else, this is not meant to force you. You don't have to participate in tomorrow's show. You can come and join us on Saturday and join us next Tuesday. I realize that this is kind of a bad week if you do have some issues with alcohol, but you can always just take the week off and join us again next Tuesday. We're going to be here, catch some reruns. I got a bunch of them now, like somehow we've been doing this for a fucking while. You can catch Wes Engine and Ozzy. Ozzy's had a bunch of awesome episodes. So if you ever see Ozzy, like that floating head on there, just go check it out because the microscope episodes and everything else, like go listen to that stuff. It was super fun at the time, but I can't imagine it's not fun now. So seriously, if you guys have any issues whatsoever with alcohol, please don't hesitate to take the week off because tomorrow and Saturday are going to be kind of alcohol themed and uh, rejoin us next Tuesday when we're hopefully going to have a great guest. Uh, with that said, uh, if you guys are chill with alcohol, uh, we're going to be chill with it too. I like to think that there's a positive vibe to most everything in this life. There are some things that I think, you know, not even once, but uh, alcohol is, I think, for me at least, one of those things that I can control. So I hope that uh, hope you guys are one of those folks that that can enjoy it safely with us and join us for, I don't know, this week we'll just call it weed and whiskey and wine and whatever the fuck Wednesday and uh not whatever the fuck, but uh, you know what I mean. Not space aliens. Well, space aliens, if you want to join us, go for it. That would be a first. And I'd be like, as long as they're not going to be all mean and conquering and shit. Like, if the space aliens can be all chill and cool and like, can hang out. You don't like, like Martians? I would love it. Dude, they're a little bit fucking rough around the edges, man. They're a little they, rough around they, the they edges. They like they're to conquer. Fighty. They're a little fighting. Like they're, they're a little conquering. They're a little fighting. I literally just got an email from SoundCloud. They're like, dude, we want you back or something. I don't know what it says. Yeah. They're just like, you're complaining about it too much, man. Dude, I mean, come on, man. Come on. I get emails from them like, have you seen? No, I haven't because like nobody listens to my shit. Very sad. Very sad. So sad. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, until we meet again, uh, I said all the stuff. Have something wonderful tomorrow. Adios. That's it. Dude, I feel like I'm still forgetting something, but it's going to be after the show. I'm like, ah, whatever.
Monnaie.